Well, we are back, huh? We're back at the Nine Club, everybody. Today, we have a very special, special, special guest, Mr. Ken Russell is with us. Yes. How are you, dude? Very good, my friend. Yes. Yeah, it's good to be here. Dude, such a pleasure to have you, dude. I'm, I don't know if you watch our show, but I talk about you all the time. We were big. Uh, You know what? Inspiration. Yes. We were definitely skating the different obstacles. You were, we were getting down on your tech too, but you were. You inspired Chris to jump. You were this I mean, you yeah, were you the were, one time the, at Christian. Jump yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a three stair, but it was pretty good. That works. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but I just admired like this the the way that you would just fly down these crazy gaps and over rails, and I was just a big fan. I so, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I appreciate you coming by, and it's going to be a big treat for me talking yeah. about all this stuff. Osiris the Storm, you guys were celebrities, dude. Yeah. You know? Defcon, yeah. the shoes. You know, all that stuff, man. We had a lot of uh, people I toured with, you know, the Jerry Sues, the Mayhews, oh, the yeah. Little Bees, a lot of people we all rolled with a lot. You guys no were huge literally fun. on fire. Yeah, that when was... When the storm came out, you guys were... I mean, you were RV buses, like tour the, buses, the literally. Paintballing. Yeah, yeah paintballing. Yeah, paintball. <laughs> <laughs> those literally. were fun times, though, those, like, big tours. Yeah, hey, you know, you boys. remember those. You yeah. remember those, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're going to ever see those kind of days again, and maybe that's a good thing, but <laughs> they're coming. There's they're a, coming. Little, a little excess in some ways, but those days are coming back. I just saw yeah. Sheckler's Instagram. He got a big tour yeah. bus for it's his. coming uh, back. Everything in the 90s comes full circle. It does. Fashion, everything. Tour buses are back. It's all coming back. Well, the storm was what, 2000 around there? Uh, 1999. 1999? Okay. Yep. And, and I remember because um, we had the premiere. And I remember there was like three showings and the first two were totally like packed out, mm-hmm. which is, I'd never seen a premiere like that. And I've run into kids like, you know, decades later, like, yo, remember me at that one premiere? <laughs> I was like, dude, there's a lot of people probably there. Which premiere are you talking about? He's like, yo, the storm? I was like, dude, I'm not going to. No, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, how? In the crowd? Like. Yeah. No, I'm Where was sorry, it? dude. Spreckles? I, yeah, Spreckles. Yeah. But did you guys, did you guys, were there uh, a bunch of different premieres at different locations too? Uh, there was, but, but you guys that was the first. Like, that was the first. That was the premiere, and the that other was ones the were the showings, right? It was a That's storm. That's when it stands out. Yeah, it was a storm, one. yeah. Wow. And, uh, but I remember when the, I think it was when the DVD came out, mm. because that was the same night that my second daughter was born. Oh, wow. No so I remember, I remember going to the hospital, seeing her, and then later, like, right before midnight, going to the skate shop for the DVD premiere, like, launch party thing or whatever. It's crazy. <laughs> How is that wow. that they had a premiere for the DVD launch? Yeah, yeah. It's already been... Amazing. Oh, yeah. They, they were... You were guy, Yeah. They were promoting it. You know, like, yeah. a lot of us were skeptical. We had these team meetings, and a lot of people were like, this is too much. You know, two double-page spread ads in every magazine for months after months. Like, <laughs> we were feeling a little self-conscious. Like, hey, can we even deliver on this? Like... That's this a is, lot of pressure, you know? This yeah. is like talks before the video was even done? Right. Wow. Because we were seeing the ads drop and the video wasn't done. And I think it was putting a lot of pressure on everyone. Like, dude, we got to kind of deliver. Like, if you're going to do this. And T-Mag was like, it's going to work, you know? And I was like, all right. Well, Wait. I know you guys were like skating together probably, but were you guys aware of what everybody else had in the video? Like, were you seeing all bit. this stuff that everybody was doing? Like a little Smolik bit. And I mean, really? it seemed like you guys skated the same spots. For We'd, the most part. We did, but there was definitely some missions. I mean, back in those days, you filmed for videos for, you know, three mm-hmm. years easy, right? Yeah, no doubt. And so totally. there was, like, trips and secret mission trips and things that people were trying to keep 
a surprise just for the fun of it. Sure. So there were some things we probably didn't know. Okay. But, but you guys were really getting self-conscious and like really, the pressure was mounting. Well, and so also we didn't want to like come off too crazy. You know what I mean? Like well, there, there's yeah, such yeah. a thing as like maybe overhyping, like. Right. Like, is this going to turn people off? You know, it's, it. we'd never seen that before. No one's advertising for videos like that at all. Sure. Sure. Yeah, it is going hard. Wait, wait so the, the VHS came out first and then the DVD, was there extra DVD part to it or something? Oh, yeah, they okay. put in some extra footage, yeah. Okay, that's And why. that was right. supposedly between that one and the end, those were the first two skate DVDs that ever came out. Oh, the mm. end. Yeah. Oh, that came out kind of similar time, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. Came, I think it came out after the storm. So, you know, Tony Mag and all the owners were obviously very prideful that we, you know, that that got out first. Sure. Yeah. But at the end, I think they were taking their time to really do some extra stuff and, you know, digitizing everything that was filmed because it was all film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, right. you know, that was another classic, too. I mean, those two videos, I remember even on one of my film sessions, it was me and Reynolds at City College skating the same spot, you know, for like all day SD mission. And and the footage that I got went to a storm, and the footage he got went to the end. Oh, was yeah, it? Was same, that? Same was day. it? Were you guys just there? Happened to be there together? Or was that a, a session that was? Uh, it wasn't crafted? like it wasn't organized, but okay. it just happened where we knew we were going to kind of be in the same area. It was, a, it was two big crews. Like oh, I was with gotcha. the crew, they were with the crew. Hmm. We all knew each other. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was definitely motivating to like see who's gonna land something first. Right. And Reynolds, you know, being first try, pretty much everything. He was. That was when he did the kick flip down the twelve and front side flip the ten in a row. That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Oh. And and he landed the kick flip probably first try, but it was such a big kick flip that he like broke his truck, damn. or should oh, I say damn. shattered the truck? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, or the kingpin broke something, and he was like working on his setup, and I was getting my run the half cab, and then the backside flip. Gotcha. So I got that, and then his setup was done, and then probably second or third try after that he did it. He did it. Yeah. Wow! Classic Reynolds. Yeah, Two yeah. guys. Was there? Was it just you guys skating on that, or was it? Uh... There was probably a good dozen legitimate good skaters there, but I think everyone was just kind of like, "You guys, you guys go got at it. it!" Wow, that was a hot spot, so, dude. That man. little I tripped out. The high school was right there, and the college. Yeah, <laughs> crazy good spots right there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, what a time! Yeah, it was huh? good times, yeah. man. I mean, you guys made everything. I mean, stickers and posters, and I mean, look, you gave me a mouse pad. Yeah. I had a storm. <laughs> Mouse pad. Awesome. I think that's Look probably the last one for that, sure. Well, listen, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you guys went all out, and it was rad. You know, I mean, you guys really did. You, every, there's, there's everybody lot, killed it. There's a lot of traveling tours. You know, that was the first time I'd seen like tour footage and video parts, so it was right. kind of strange. Was, you know, I got suckered into actually doing like a voiceover. Yeah. Uh, what do which, you mean you didn't? Oh, like after it? your part? <laughs> was it after your part? So they got, they brought me into like a sound booth and they're like, "Yo, just talk about your experience." And everyone's gonna do you know their own like piece. I was like, "Okay, cool." So I did it, and I go to the premiere and I was like, "Wait a minute, how come I'm the only one who actually talked?" Oh, I did a voiceover. Nobody else wow. had a voiceover. No, no one else did it. And you were. I was the only one who was what, got what, suckered into. What did, what did you? I don't. I have. I don't. I do not recall this. But what was the gist of it? What was a? It was like at the end of my part, and it was like a demo where I backside three over that whole pyramid to flat. Yep, yep, yep. And then I kind of put my. You did hand, it back to back. Well, because I put my hand down, and as you know, John, in those days, like being sloppy was like not acceptable. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I was like, dude, I'll never use that. So I had to go back and try it one more time. 
And while that was happening, I was running back. Everyone's like freaking out. And I was talking about what a sick time it was to travel with everybody. Oh, and what a great experience right, it was to go I, on tour. And, right. And then I went and did it the second time. And then it faded but out. But you know what? I, I could see how that worked, though. Yeah, because the ca- they kept the camera rolling. You went up there. Yep. And you did another back three. Right. Perfect. I mean, it worked out. Yeah. But I was just like, how come? Yeah. <laughs> how did I get? How did but I it, get? But so it, 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 who it presented, who it presented that to you? Like to, to do that? I don't remember. I mean... Schlossbach was involved oh, filming a lot of that. I Schlossy, mean, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could, Legend. you know, once we rewind to the beginning, but right, but right. he but he basically was like filming a lot of our stuff at that time, and T Mag was like, "Yo, you're filming a lot of Canton and Smolik and Brandon. Why don't you come on board and just like old times, like shackle me not sick and and film our video." So he was oh, he was leading a lot of that. So right. Yeah, Legend. and yeah, there's there was always you know. There's always going to be criticism, right? Like some of the stuff was a little cheesy, the parts, the paintball one, which I wasn't even there for. <laughs> um, thank goodness, I guess, apparently. But um, but yeah, there's just some things a little cheesy. And some people at the end were like, yo, I'll re-edit this for free. You know what I mean? No like, way. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That's yeah. Um, so it was it was very controversial because a lot of cooks in the kitchen, right? Sure. Oh, had, sure. You, like you said, all these ads, all this hype, all this buildup. So people had a lot of expectations yeah. and then when they saw the rough cuts like uh, i don't know about these kids were you there wow. for the uh, storm flip um, jerry's i wasn't there for that no. yeah in in the line yeah for sure but trust me <laughs> i was there for a lot of storm trips at request at a lot of demos yeah i'm sure yeah that got requested a lot <laughs> how funny is that one trick got uh, like this labeled that labeled yeah. as <laughs> a storm flip i'm actually surprised jerry even did it because jerry you know i mean jerry's jerry like sure. they, they would call it out like oh do the storm flip i couldn't even believe he actually did i think he just did it to shut everyone up <laughs> and he would do it of course for his try right but i don't think thing. he loved that trick no, <laughs> no, no i saw him do it recently he on a bank got, he still yeah. has it <laughs> yeah that's, it. that's amazing he still hey jerry's one of my favorites I spent a lot of time with him on the road. He mm-hmm. was younger than me. He would always ask us a lot of questions, and um, he was a he was like always do or die. There's no like warm up with Jerry. Like if he's gonna do something crazy, it was like all in committed. And yep. if he fell backwards and landed on something and looked like he died, that was him. He there was no like I'm gonna test the waters. I'll jump <laughs> out of it. It just was like it was right. either gonna make it or not make it. There's a lot of skaters like that that remind me, and he's one of them. But also like. Uh, Gino Iannucci is one of those. He'll no matter what, if his board's upside down, he's gonna try to land it. He's like that guy. Yeah. Mark Johnson, same way. Always just he's constantly whatever wherever the board is, he's trying to put he's his feet come down. In. Yeah. There's that there's that uh, intro to Jerry's part. I think it's the America video mm. where he just gets smoked every single spot. That that and, that's and, classic Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's good. I mean, it's amazing when he makes it or doesn't make it. I mean, because. He's all in. Yeah, yeah. but it's, yeah. it's funny to see that and then watch the mix. You're like, wow, that dude put in some serious work. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's Especially when you can fall like that and get right back up and yeah. maintain. You yeah. know? And he had such a good style. Like, and the way yeah. he did his tricks, it was just fun to watch. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Still killing it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. See him skating around. But uh, I'm sure we'll get into more Osiris stuff because that was a huge part. I mean, we got your shoes over here, the Defcons yeah. yep, yep. one and two, and then... Uh, Big Brother stuff. I mean, we got to talk about a lot of shit, but let's go back in time also because, like, you grew up in Southern California. Yeah. And um, how did you even just like start skating or, you know, and get hooked up for the first time? Shop sponsor or something? Uh, yeah. So I grew up in Ocean Beach, which mm-hmm. is in San Diego. And I think just being by the beach, you know, people are surfing, they're skateboarding. 
I grew up playing a lot of traditional sports. I think you talked about that before, sure. like, you know, baseball, basketball. I was really into basketball. Mm. So my all my family, you know, like my um, my mom uh, divorced when I was like three. Okay. She remarried when I was like six, seven. And, you know, we're actually, all our family's actually from Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, so interesting. imagine me hadn't stayed out there. None of that probably would have happened. Right. So she, she remarried and... Um, we were out. He he moved us out to SD, mm. and it was right by the beach. Okay. And you, had you a, said at three, two uh, or three. No, no, that was when so I was seven. Seven. Oh, okay. So my gotcha. mom was a single mom for about four years. Okay. And uh, but yeah, I mean, had that not happened, I probably wouldn't have even been been exposed to skateboarding. But you know, mm. a lot of my family's background was traditional sports. Got you. Got you. I mean, you're tall, right. tall guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, six. Six one. Six one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, Let's maybe add a, a little couple. Bit more. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> it was like NBA, like always had an inch, you know? So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But so, even 6'1 on the NBA is, is tiny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 So Small. I think my, my dad would have been a little disappointed. But uh, yeah, I mean, he had, he had it all planned out. I yeah. played basketball in the leagues mm. and I was really into it. And the year I started skateboarding, I kind of started late. I think you talked about that. I was like 13. Okay. I, I was, was 15. Like, I, yeah, I was so, going yeah. into junior high school. And uh, one of my friends down the street was really into surfing and skateboarding. I was hanging out with two guys who I played baseball with a lot, and they, mm -hmm. they already had boards. Oh, I think they had, like, the kamikazes or something, yeah, which was a Generic sick board. Generic swap, swap me boards? Well, for me, I was like, a kamikaze, that looks sick. Mm -hmm. So then I borrowed one of their boards, tried it out a little bit, and I was like, man, I, I need to get something. So I talked to my parents, and then they went and grabbed me something from the swap meet, and it, mm -hmm. it was a generic kamikaze. Oh. I mean, this thing was, like, double thick. Oh, wow. It was, like, double thick. It... And I think you guys talked about this on Steve Size's uh, episode, but like the the uh, skid plate was huge, dome. Mm. I mean, there was no way anyone was gonna ollie on anything like that because sure. it was so big. Like it's not gonna happen. So I was riding that thing. It was terrible. It didn't roll. I think I was still borrowing their boards. And he, my friend who lived down the street from me, was a really good surfer, a skater. He just happened to be like skating by, and he saw us out there trying to build a launch ramp. And it it wasn't even legit. It didn't work. It had the the sides of the ramp actually came up over it. So if you went up on it, if you tried to kick turn, you would hit the sides. Gotcha. So you just had to go straight over it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yo, Ken, what's up, man? Like, you're starting to skate now? And I was like, well, kind of. Like, today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first day. Yeah, pretty yeah. much, you know. And uh, he's like, yeah, man, that's sick. Like, what's up with this ramp? I was like, I don't know. We're just trying to figure it out. And he went up and tried to kick turn, and it didn't work. And he's like, dude, this ramp sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I was already kind of getting mortified because he was, I knew he was like good at that and it was kind of cool to watch him do his thing. Sure. He was like, oh, we're just going to have to launch over. And he went full speed, launched over the whole thing. And I was like, dude, that was insane. Mm. And he's like, oh, you can do it. It's easy. And I was going too slow. And as I got to the lip, it just fell apart and fell on me. And I slammed. The ramp fell the apart. The ramp just fell apart. Because oh, oh, oh. we were just hammering the nails onto the side. We didn't know we were <laughs> doing it. Yeah. like thrasher yeah. ramp plans yeah, or anything? Yeah, there's no thrasher like, ramp okay, plans. Okay, okay. So it was super ghetto. The thing fell apart on me. And he like picked me up and he like dusted me off. He's like, come on, dude. I got a legit ramp in my house. Let's go check it out. And I kind of looked back at my friends. He's like, forget those nerds. No. <laughs> yeah. he was, he's like, he's like, oh, forget those nerds. Let's get out of here. Like, I literally never saw those two kids again. So, wow. <laughs> I never saw you, those. Did you know them before? Yeah. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah, and we played baseball together. We played what, for like years. They disappeared? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what, how, 
He's like, he, uh, he, 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 he scared <laughs> him off. He, he literally like looked at me, looked at those kids. He's like, dude, we're out of here. Just forget those nerds. That's exactly <gasps> what he said. Wow. Damn. And we, I never saw those kids again. It reminds ever. me of like. No, they only live four blocks from me. Never saw them again. <laughs> wow. I think I quit playing baseball right pretty much right there. And I still play basketball. You got to ditch but that, two that was it. you with and come with me. <laughs> you that, know that, that was it. Uh, it was like a movie scene, right? He, yeah. it, was, it was like, yo, ditch those guys. Let's come with oh us. And God. like, come with the That's cool from, dudes, you know? Days and Confused. Days and Confused. 100%. Yeah. 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 It was like, it was literally, I never saw those kids again. That so, is hilarious. So we went over to his house and he had like a Steve Stedham power board, which was insane. And uh, he had his own little lawn tramp that he kind of used as a lawn tramp, kind of a quarter pipe. He had it pushed against like a, a garage or something. He was doing front side slash grinds on it and okay. launching over it. And I was like, that. This is it for me. I'm going to do this from now on. That's, That's it. it. I just fell in love with it. And what did you, I mean, obviously from there, you, I mean, you had to upgrade the board. I'm sure. Did you yeah. go to like a legit skate shop? Yeah. Then? So he was sponsored by a South Coast Surf Shop. Okay. He took me over there, got me, I picked out a Tony Hawk board because I wanted okay. a Powell because he had a Powell. Right. You know, he had the Stedham board. They didn't have a Stedham. So I got the Tony Hawk because Tony Hawk was, you know, that killing it at that time. Sure. So I got, it was one with the kind of like, crazy nose and all that so i got it and of course all the accessories the the tail feather the rails all the things all the things you probably don't need on the board which eventually just fell apart and fell off it anyway oh my god um so we got that and that was it like yeah first legitimate board and um we just every single day skateboarding and and i was still playing basketball so i go skateboarding all day Mm -hmm. then i go to a basketball game run out of juice in like the fourth quarter my dad pulled me aside like look you know, like you gotta make a decision. Like you're oh, just no. you're running out of gas and in the games and like this, you know, you got a whole plan for you with basketball. You need to pick one or the other. So I thought about it and later on I was like, Yep, I picked skateboarding and he was like, That wasn't the answer that was, <laughs> I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. And he had a problem with it. He had talked to my mom and my uncle and my uncle's like, Look, you gotta let him do what he wants to do. Right. If you if you force him to play this one thing, he's not gonna, he's gonna resent yeah. it. Yeah. And well, so so shout out to my Uncle Bill. Thank Uncle you. Bill. For, shout oh, out yeah, Uncle Bill. Shout out. He, he's the one yeah. who really made it happen and just said, Look, let's be reasonable. Let him do what he wants to do. And if he doesn't like it, he'll come back. Well, listen, to well, basketball. I mean, we could have been interviewing a Laker right now. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. parents back Point then guard. They didn't know how to support a skateboarder back no, then. They didn't. You know what I mean? Like right. you could totally support a basketball player because they know about that whole world. There's a path. They're just like they don't know where to go with it. Like, how do I help my son do that? Yeah, it's but true. you can support him by just being there for no, them. Let, them but, let them do what they want to do. Uh, yeah, but I think right. that's I, initially I think because uh, I go with my no, parents. Right. They, they they supported me, but they didn't know how. Right. So the, and I don't that's know. That's it. I, no, yeah. that was it. It was just like well. What do you do with skateboarding? You know what I mean? Like, sure. is there like a team or they, they're like, this doesn't sound like it's going to work out too well for you. So, but being parents, they're just like, look, do what you got to do and That's figure it. it out. You know, Uncle Bill, Uncle sure Bill, does. shout yeah. out. Man. But it, it's also, you know, there, there is, I mean, you have to show them magazines or were, was there any type of like, there could be. Well, that was actually not a good thing. So, oh. <laughs> so the first magazine I saw was at the local store, like a liquor store. Mm. And it was a 1986. I think I saw it when I was digging through the magazines. It was like August 86. Vallely was on the cover okay. doing a hand plant or ho-ho sad plant. It was like a yellow cover. Mm-hmm. What, what magazine was it? Thrasher. Oh, Thrasher. Okay. And then the very next issue was Gons on the cover. And that's when he had the interview inside. And so when I opened up the interview with Gons... You know, he's skating AMB, he's doing nose picks on the, the ledge, he's doing the Gons gap. And I was like, this is skateboarding. There you go. So man. that was my impression of skateboarding. So if anyone's talking about big gaps, like, 
Mark Gonzalez doing the Gons Gap. I'm supposed to do the Gons Gap. So I just went out and tried to do everything I saw him do in that magazine. You know, skating the banks, going off tables, going over gaps. Okay. That was it. You were just kept so you. Sick. I just wow. saw Gons on there and I was like, oh, this is it. And I saw Nottis and all these other guys and obviously Tommy G eventually, which I was super hyped on mm-hmm. him because of his style. And, you know, he looked like, you know, he was like, he looked more like me. You know yeah. I mean? Like I, I was mixed. So I was half black, half white, but, you know, same kind of skin tone, same kind of hair. So I was like, dude, these guys, you know, like the Ray Barbies. And I was like, these guys look like me. So those were people we looked up to. And needless to say, like I was saying before, like I had easy 10 Tommy G boards. Right. Like I just couldn't get enough of them. That's so sick. That's amazing. Yeah, he was just my inspiration. So, um, but that was it. But, you know, once I brought those magazines home, my parents were looking at this stuff like, what is this stuff? Like, look at these graphic skulls and death and right. snakes. Oh, uh, yeah. What, you know. It's like, they're like in their head, they're probably like, when do we have that talk about going back to basketball? Right. You know? <laughs> For sure. Because this, this isn't really what, you know, you got to imagine too, two black parents, my stepdad mm-hmm. was black, so two black parents not knowing anything about skateboarding, like they're probably thinking, isn't this kind of like a white boy sport, mm-hmm. you know? Like, what is this? You know what I mean? Sure, like sure. all this punk rock and, you know, I'm listening to suicidal tendencies and... <laughs> You know, my dad comes home and hears that. And this is the guy who's rocking like Matume and some OG, you know, George Benson. Yeah. He, he, suicidal Tendencies. Isley Brothers and shit. There you yeah, go. I, yeah. yeah. He comes in, I, Suicidal Tendencies is playing. He's like, no, no, we're taking this. You know, this is gone. The <laughs> <laughs> guy's talking about killing himself. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, we're, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I could see yeah. how, because I mean, especially back then, too, what, what year was this? Was this uh, late eighty six? Eighties going okay. into eighty six. Yeah. yeah, all the late eighties period. 80s. I mean, you know, we're we're getting introduced to you know skate rock and mm-hmm. you know dyeing your hair and doing crazy stuff and skating with other dudes who are punk rock and having your first you know uh, exposure to like drinking and smoking sure, and all that. Sure. And I think so, that's where it's what scares parents. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I mean, it's all real. That's right. Yeah. But but kids are gonna do it regardless, right? They're gonna figure it out and hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah. You figure out what works, what does, and it's like you know, you start drinking, you're skating drunk. It's like, ah, oh, this doesn't really work too well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, exactly. Well, it worked for some people. Not some people, yeah. but yeah. it didn't work for a while. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I tried <laughs> drinking, and then uh, me and my best friend who got me into skateboarding, Chris Griffiths. Shout out to Chris because that dude definitely kept me, got me into that. We tried surfing and everything. I was like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I'm gonna stick to skateboarding. <laughs> but we, uh, his next door neighbor, we were doing something. Someone went over the fence. We jumped over the fence to get it, and the dude had like all these trees of weed, like trees, not plants, mm-hmm. huge. <laughs> So we just we just broke off all the branches and just yeah. took them all. <laughs> I was I, I stuffed, that was, that was yeah, so I, you took them all. Took them all. <laughs> I took them all. I stuffed them under my shirt. He stuffed them under his hoodie. We ran to my garage, hit him in the back. We like did the research, hung them upside down in the garage, yeah, let them dry go. out. Were they already like producing nugs oh, and dude, stuff? And trust me, <laughs> it was the right time. Okay, we perfect. we would have been in some major. I mean, <laughs> everything everything that got produced from those trees. Yeah. We would be in some serious trouble. Okay. Yeah. It was okay. a lot. It was a lot. Amazing. I mean, so that was like a year's worth. What happened? Dude, we just smoked as much as we could okay. every day all day. I was literally I mean, lost my mind. I was just like to the point of hallucination on a daily basis. But you're putting it in your garage. I mean, the things must have had to have reeked. No doubt. Like your parents did. Or I was... just hid it behind some stuff and they didn't go in enough to notice. Yeah. It's a amazing <laughs> <laughs> i love it and then so it. so i that was like going into like seventh grade right and then maybe even eighth but at some point i just couldn't i couldn't function like it was just mm-hmm. one dude who just did not work high 
it, it, even alcohol, drugs, it affects everybody differently. Yeah. So. I mean, some people, like, you know, we go on tour and people like Tyrone, you mm-hmm. know, it hit something and he'd be hyped. Sure. For me, I'd be like, I'm ready to go to sleep. Yeah. Like, it, I was already kind of laid back. Mm-hmm. And, like, being on the board was my opportunity to, like, go, like, push it, you know? Like, yeah. that's what I put my energy into. But we just made me lazy. Right. And, like, it was just, like, I was kind of out of it. And, like, I remember going to school and be like, oh, you know, you and the stoners. Like, they were, like, lumping me with the stoner group. And I was like... This isn't me, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not sure if I like this label, and I definitely am not motivated to do much of anything. So, I just took the box of everything that was left over, gave it to my friends. Like, dude, I'm done with this. That's he's it. Like, he's like, oh, I'm done too. I don't even want this. Mm-hmm. And he he came home with it. And you know, a, a lot of our parents were smoking weed at the time, so he he had brought it to his house. Like, I don't know what to do with this stuff. And I guess his mom came in his room and found the box. Like, she's like, Oh my god, my prayers have been answered. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. <And> he, <laughs> he, he, and she was like, Where'd you get this stuff? He's like, I don't know. It just was someone must have left this in this box. She's like, Well, I'm taking it. Amazing. Yeah, she was hyped. Go ahead, mom. Yeah, yeah. so dude, hey, you know, the only person that really got screwed in this was the guy who who was, was growing the plants. Oh, he yeah. did because we went back over there to go for a second round because we were just kids and being greedy and stupid. Like, hey, dude. maybe we can share this with other dudes. Oh my! And like, God. all those plants were gone. They were gone. There. Oh, he he's like, oh shit, my operation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Never saw those plants again. Yeah, never saw yeah. them again. But you know, like everybody has to find their way. Like that just totally. wasn't for me. You know, like, totally. And yeah. especially in skateboarding too. You know, mm-hmm. you're out there. I mean, you're out there on the streets. You're meeting people. It's you know, it's a thing. So yeah. I mean, you, you discovered it wasn't for you. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a part of the culture for sure. Yeah. For sure, hundred percent. But yeah. it's a part of a lot of cultures, no doubt. That's I think sure. it's a part of the society, modern day society. Exactly. These days. exactly. If you I mean, kept it, smoking, I couldn't imagine you skating huge stuff still. Like, cause I when I see skaters skate things when they're high, huge. I just I don't understand how they do it. Tom well, Sandoval used to be mm-hmm. gnarly like that. Yeah, I know. I don't know how they did it because you see the slams that oh. you know where guys are getting clotheslined or getting you know tripping on some. Uh, that would have been me, hundred oh, percent. Tripping, man. yeah, going up the stairs. It wouldn't have been good. <laughs> it would not have been good. But you know, I mean, just some and people it's, just it, zone in. And it's yeah. inter- and it's interesting to hear the perception of what kids think about you. Like you're talking about like you know, my height, you know, like Mm -hmm. when I was coming up, I was kind of self-conscious, like, oh, I'm kind of a tall, someone's like, oh, you're too tall to be a skateboarder. And then when I saw people like Jason Lee, you know, when Uh, Video Days came out, that was like my favorite video of all time. And like I saw Jason Lee, I was like, dude, that, that guy looks good on a skateboard. But also there was a lot of, I mean, like Tony Hawk was uh, tall, a lot of people. Ron Whaley, Whaley. Rick Howard. I mean, there's so many that I think, I think it just later on, you start meeting these people. I was like, oh, there are, because, you know, one of my first introductions was like, you know, you're watching the Bones Brigade, you're seeing Steve Caballero and Mm -hmm. Lance and all those guys are not really that tall. Lance looked tall in the videos, but then when I met him, I was like, wait a minute. You also had good, like, uh, good posture. Yeah, he just, Mm. he seemed a lot taller, but so it it was like a mental thing, like, oh, you you can't be that tall, but later you kind of figure out that, oh, it's it's actually okay, like, you can actually use that to your advantage to pop up and do do bigger stuff. Oh, yeah, big time. And, uh, but I remember we were at a schoolyard filming, um, this eight stair was up in, like, inland North County, San Diego, and these kids were like, yo, man, we heard Ken Russell was here earlier or something. And I was right on the stairs, you know, we were like laughing. Ugh. So we just played it off. And I was like, oh, yeah, what did he look like? He's like, well, oh, someone's like, oh, doesn't he kind of look like him? And they pointed to me like, nah, nah, Ken's way taller. He's like six five, six six. <laughs> you know, like he was yeah. like, breaking down this description. I was like, man, people think I'm that tall. You're That's tall. crazy. You know what I mean? I mean, because footage, you look tall. You did look yeah. tall. Yeah. 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 But I think, you know, if I'm skating next to like Mayhew, Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like then it looks bigger, you know. 
So mm-hmm. or Brandon, yeah, because they say yeah, he's skating a ledge and yeah. the posture, bro, the yeah. posture. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think we were talking the other night, and I was like, he's probably like six three, six four. I think yeah. he yeah. randomly said that. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's like six seven. Though. <laughs> 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 Larger than life. Yeah. In skate we'll, we'll, world, we'll run with it. Yeah, skate yeah. world, you're six seven. I had yeah. a couple yeah. inches. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple. This episode is brought to us by AG1. It is very important to me that the supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for years I have been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands out there, AG1 conducts relentless testing to set the standard for purity and potency. It's also researched and developed by an in-house team of scientists, doctors, and nutritionists with decades of experience in their respective fields. I know that I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard, guess what? Typically only tested for 10. That's why the Nine Club has partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get your free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash nine club. All you got to do in your URL, type drinkag1.com slash nine club at checkout. Go give it a try. Yeah. But um, but that was, I think, one of the things that like was alluring to me about you was your height and you were jumping down crazy stuff and looking good doing it. Right. Yeah. Well, for me, it was like, like I was saying earlier, like in the 90s, coming out of the 80s, 90s, jump ramps were going away because we were jump ramping, doing all that stuff. And um, I would say by the time 90 came around, you know, street contest maybe into 91 street contest started happening we just go to local contests and skate jams or whatever it's all about skate rock and you know everyone just having a big big jam and um i think like we would start to see different people and start learning you know different neighborhoods and cultures and people coming together but uh but it was all about like landing everything clean you know like not like hand dragging and being sloppy and and so, like, I kind of maybe over-consciously, like, immensely, like, you know, the way I would land, I would, like, never try to go too far too low because I'd be afraid, like, I would just, like, uh, slide out or something. Mm. So, like, I would all, if you watch my footage, some people are like, oh, how do you do those, like, stiffer landings? I was like, dude, I just, I would go about halfway down. I didn't want to go too low because I didn't want to, like, hand drag and, like, be sloppy landing. So, like, it was in my head, land everything super clean. So like that was why even when you're jumping down something you're yes. like you you would land and then almost brace yourself. Yeah, I, for... I, I would make sure I didn't go too low because I didn't want to look too sloppy. Now someone like a Reynolds and I Penny, would... they have perfect landings. Yeah, Reynolds' ass almost hits the ground. Sometimes. I don't know how he does it, but, yeah, I, but the way his legs move like yeah. do that, it's, yeah. it's you're like okay, that that looks all right. It's I mean, yeah, for sure. good. Yeah. But you're, you're right, your body's meant to do that. Mine can't do that. No. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I just and maybe nowadays with people doing training and stretching mm-hmm. and other stuff, maybe that's that would have been better for me. But I never had any issues. No, no joint problems, no knee problems. Mm, it just worked out good. where I mean, I'd be sore. I would definitely my thighs and everything would be burning. Sure, sure. But I just kind of took yeah. it like you know a certain a certain way, and I was like, I knew I could pick myself back up, and I was good. I mean, you're right, man. Back then, the '90s style. Yeah, it was damn near well, he, almost everything. Yeah. When it was would, the skill, but the style right. had to been had to be there. When you would jump down stuff, yeah, it didn't look like you were jumping down a twenty stair. Right. No. It looked like you were jumping down like a six stair or something, but the like the way you landed, I mean. 
Yeah, the no, way you impact. I, I know. I think you know. I think me and even Brandon, we kind of had similar pie landings. And he always told me, he's like, "Yo, I got my big skating from you, and my technical from Smallleg." Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was just a little dude who just was kind of hanging around, just absorbing everything like a sponge. You know, he would stay at my house, and you know, I think I convinced his mom that it was safe enough for him to come over there because he was so young, you know. And uh, my parents definitely like looked out for him, and. But I would just always share things with him, you know, because like I was by the time I saw him, I was like 18, 19. And um, but wait a minute, you were almost like you were sponsored and all the stuff. Yeah, by, I by yeah, 18 de- or 19. definitely skipping ahead. Yeah, I was sponsored. But I'm just saying like when he came around, I was about that age. OK, OK. And I was okay. trying to like mentor him. And it's mm. like, you know, don't don't get wrapped up in all the drugs. And at that time, drugs were like much crazier than like yeah, weed, right? It was time. like. I mean, people were doing coke, you know? Sure. So it's like, you know, don't do the crazy drugs. Don't get caught up with the girls. I'm like rifling all the things I did, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. don't do all these things that I did. Well, you listen, know? you're speaking from experience. I tried. And then later on, I would find out he was doing all the same stuff. And I was like, dude, <laughs> what, what happened? You know, I was like, I was like, you just don't listen, dude. And he was like, how do you know? How do you know I didn't go home and write down everything you told me? I was like, did you do that? He's like, yeah, I did. He was like, he would. I would tell him all these things, and he would go home and just write it down. No way. Yeah, that's what he, he told says. Me. I got to do this. I got to do this. Yeah, like, <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't listen to any of that, you know. But when you were eighteen or nineteen, who were you, were you writing for Sims at this point in time, or was this going so, into like Planet Earth? Or so I graduated in ninety one. Okay. I was like seventeen, and then later that year I was eighteen, and yeah, I was. Um, I think the first boards i got was from bbc better board company it was like mm. life's a beach and mm-hmm. all that jeff mm-hmm. phillips yes yeah exactly there's like reese reese simpson mm. and aaron astorga and all kinds of people are on there mm. so it was like life's a beach was killing it you know with those berets and skulls and all that stuff and they they did a board brand and i was like oh i'm no life's a beach we'll ride for the boards oh wow um, mouse was the team manager um jamie mossberg the guy who filmed the end okay mm. so he was a dude who was like taking us on trips and tours and stuff and um so that was like my first ad was with uh, BBC. Okay. And it was me and Andy Stone. Wow. It, was, wow. it was both of our first ads. Really? Sick. And it was funny because it was kind of ahead of his time. It was like black or white, it doesn't matter or something like that. It was like a race thing. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of cool, whatever, you know. But wow. I, we didn't think about it. But now looking back at it, I was like, wow, that was kind of ahead of his time even talking about that. But yeah, Andy Stone, East Coast, I knew about him because um, – I think I met Dave Schloschbach around the time Shaka Me Not was being filmed. Gotcha. So it was probably just a little bit before that. And we would always have this jump ramp at this uh, rec center, at OB Rec Center. And one day he showed up with Matt Hensley and Brendan Chaffell. And those guys were doing stuff we'd never even seen, like Ollie Melon grabs in the streets and all kinds of technical tricks and the no complies and the, the different things on the bank. So the footage in Shaka Me Not of them skating at that spot and the jump ramp where he was doing like the varial and mm. kickflip melon to fakie. Um, I think it had STV on it or something. And so if you ever go back and watch Shaka Me Not, that was, we were there. Okay. And they were sessioning that and we were just like, oh, this is sick. And then we were doing stuff and um, Schlossbach, who was filming, I was like, oh, you guys are pretty good. Like we should, we should hook up because he lived in OB. Oh. So then we just kind of hooked up after that and started, you know, barging a few sessions and then over time just got more and more into it. But, um, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And what was the ad with uh, you and Andy? What was the was it two of you guys skating, yeah. or what, what was it? What were yeah. you guys doing? Um, I think he was doing a kickflip. He's like kickflip on a parking block. 
There's an encyclopedia yeah, right yeah. there. Hey, Raj, <laughs> when, when did you get sponsored, Raj? <laughs> Raj, killing it. Yeah, it was. It was a so kickflip kick over. I knew it was a kickflip, but thank you. It was a kickflip over a parking block. Wait, 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 just over a parking block? Like I a, think so. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> what were you still, doing? That's still rad, though. I that that. Well, I mean, yeah, he was a technician, right? I mean, yeah. Eddie Stone was tech. Yeah. Um, and there's no way to capture how good he was. You know, it was mm-hmm. just like a random photo. I think I was doing something on a handrail. Okay. Like, I don't know, like a front side big spin to board slide or something, but it was a short rail. Oh, wow. And was, this was in what year? I think 90, it was on a four stair. Yeah, it was like a four, four stair or five rail. stair. Yeah, okay. it was a really short rail. It was probably like a 90. 90. 91. Okay. Or, no, 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 it had to be 91 because... I'd already had my first picture in the magazine. Mm. So my first my first picture in Thrasher magazine was in 91, I think February, and I opened it up and there's a double page page spread of me all in over a fire hydrant. And you can kind of see sort of a scratched up BBC board logo, really think it's black and white. Um, and it was just part of an article and I was like, whoa. I was shooting with this guy, Joel Cherry, who was like freelance for Thrasher. And I was blown away. And then I looked into the next month issue, and it turned into a Thrasher T-shirt. Amazing. So I was like, "This, this isn't real." Yeah, you know that's I mean? amazing. Like, this doesn't happen. Do you have you know? one still? I, somewhere. I was trying to find it to bring oh. it up. <laughs> I, I don't know where it is. I was oh. like, "Mom, do you have it?" Like, I would give everything to her because I didn't trust myself. Okay. Okay. Um. So, uh, yeah, it's somewhere. But so you you collect a lot of your stuff. I I tried. I really don't have a lot of it, but whatever I have. You know, mm-hmm. do you have any have. old BBC boards? I don't. No. no. What do you think of the um, the slick bottoms when they first came out? Because they were like one of the first brands to actually we, used. We were hyped bottom. on them. Yeah, we were stoked. Like think about all the curb skating we did back then. Mm. You don't have to have rails. You know, you're sliding. It was it was pretty sick. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I think I had like that generic swap meet board and probably some of those BBC boards. I had some of those, and when I moved out for the first time when I was you know 18. Um, I came back later just for a minute because the place I was staying at was getting redone and mm-hmm. they had to had to move or something. And I came back and I came back and my mom was having a garage sale and all those boards were out on the street no. oh, or on the you know sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, she's old school, right? She's like, well, you know, you've been gone for, you know, a year and a half or so. So I mean, I was just selling this stuff. And so all the, I was like, what happened to my, you know, what happened to my first boards? And she's like, oh, you know, I sold them for 50 cents. And, you yeah. know. Oh my. Did you buy the rest of the stuff back off her? <laughs> no. no. I don't think there was a b- much left. I think she just sold the whole oh lot for probably a dollar. And then I, and I remember I had this box of comic books. It was like the first 16 GI Joe comic books. Oh, wow. And I was like, mom, please tell me you didn't. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got like a dollar for it. <laughs> Harsh. 2022, Damn. we're looking at like seven, Can you 70 how grand. Much that might have been? Oh, my gosh. Man, first G.I. Joe's. First G.I. Joe's. Goodness. And they were in the plastic. Oh. Still. Yeah. You weren't opening up? I, I mean, I, I checked it out, okay, but I was, okay. I was being careful with them. Yeah, I mean, they, right. they might not have been mint, but okay. they were probably no, you like had them in good. sleeves with the backing. Right. That. That's I mean, it wasn't wow. perfect, but it was good to probably get some money. You know? yeah. yeah, so I, if to this day, that hurts. I was yeah. like, man, those GI, the boards, oh, well, you know, oh, well. The G.I. Joe comics, yeah, that hurt. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, one of them's monetary, the other one's like sentimental. Right. right? Yeah. It's like, how, I was you like, know. well, the board thing, is, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. How long did BBC go for? I don't know. I think I was on there for maybe a little over a year. Okay. It, it was interesting because you mentioned the other day how, 
like that era of like 92, 93, there was so much that like happened. so fast. So like in my mind, it probably felt like three years, mm-hmm. but it really was probably like a year. Okay. Yeah. If that. It gets gotcha. blurry when you get start to get it, back it, that it far. Was, it started like, to get blurry ah, because then you're thinking about like the H Street videos and like the video days. Yep. And so, like, I remember it was me and OJ were on BBC Oscar oh, Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we grew up together. He was the young kid who came from the hood, and he moved to Point Loma, which is right over the hill of Ocean Beach. Kind of a nice neighborhood, actually. He lived with his grandma. And um, he had heard about me skating over the hill because he skated with a lot of good skaters in, in Southeast San Diego, like mm. Keon Kim and Rennie Matheson. And oh, those yeah. dudes were just killing it out there. And, like, I didn't make it out that much that far because we didn't have a car to go there. And um, I was like, yo, you should come roll over. Because I went over to where he was. And he's like, yeah, you should come over to where I live and we should skate sometime. He's like, oh, no, dude, I'm not allowed to go over there. I was like, why? He's like, yeah, my grandma's really worried about just too many white people. You know, I've never been to the beach. Like, it's just dangerous. I might get, you know, I might get killed. Like, I mean, he just, you know, old school black grandma was like, look, it's not safe there. It's like, you know, it was. It was by the beach. It was like an old kind of majority predominantly white biker mm-hmm. town you know and so he was like no i'm i'm scared oh wow and i was like oh, you're good dude you're with me i'm not gonna so like he came over he came to my house met my parents you know a black family uh-huh. and he had had been in a broken home at the time so he was like met, he was like yo like i've never seen like a family unit like this like your parents care about you amazing and then i went into my room and he's kind of like looking at them looking at me and he was like what happened i was like dude i promise you i'm not adopted <laughs> like, <Okay. laughs> i'm mixed like that's my stepdad you know but like i promise like because all my family is like when i was growing up they're all pretty much black mm-hmm. and like people look at me like yo what happened like <laughs> I was like, well, my real my real father is white, you know. Gotcha. Like, but we just didn't see each other since they split up when I was three. First time I saw him after that was when I was probably like eighteen or nineteen. Oh wow! Oh, and yeah. then and then from there all the way until like literally just maybe a couple of years ago, like thirty years after that. No way! Wow. Yeah, it's just you know there was just he had moved on, remarried. Okay, there's separation. Separation just, was wow. difficult. We didn't live anywhere close to each other. Hmm. First time I went back to Lincoln, Nebraska for some kind of a skate demo, my mom was like, oh, you're going to see your your uh, your dad? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you're fu- Kirk. And I was like, oh, I forgot. You know, like I didn't even... It wasn't yeah. even like it. a part it didn't of... on you. Okay. Yeah. Didn't even wow. think about it because I'd already had, you know, a father. mom and a dad. And, yeah. you know, he's the one who was raising me. And I didn't even think about it. So I did. I connected with him, okay. met him and my half-sister and... um. That must it, have been a trip. It was a trip. For yeah. sure. And it, and it was a trip for them because sure. like, oh, who is this guy coming in here? And, you know, I was all grown up and a skateboarder. Mind yeah, you. pro you skater. Know? Yeah, not, 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 a, not the greatest. You know, I was like, he was even like, oh, you should go back to college. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, wait, give well, me a lecture. Yeah, what is your... Yeah. So, I mean... just came it, to it, say what's up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, hey. You know what I'm yeah, I mean, and, and it wasn't that I wasn't like into school when I was there. Like, that was the thing. I was like, do good in school. You can mm-hmm. keep skating. I actually, when I was graduating, I uh, applied to college just because actually our school made us apply to college. Mm. I got accepted to UCSD, which I think there's another pro skateboarder who graduated from there, and I can't. Maybe, Walker Ryan did. It might, yeah, Walker. Walker. Walker yeah, he, did, yeah, he graduated from there. Okay. I kind of was a little jealous of that. Actually, I was like, oh man, what if I had stayed and done that? Because I at the time I was like, there's no way I can't. Balance. be pro and be in school there's just no mm-hmm. way um because i was barely even at school as a senior in high school i was already traveling you know what i mean sure. so i was like there's no way i could do that um so yeah i got accepted there didn't go 
And my mom was a really good runner. Like, like I said, my all my family's like really into sports. So she was like a super good runner in high school, had records. My uncle was like, you know, all-star football player, had all these records. And um, she was just like, you know what? School's going to be there. Mm. Just, you know, follow your dreams. If the skateboarding thing doesn't work out, then go back to school. I love the support. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so awesome. just, yeah. just, just go for it while you have this moment. Because I, I was like, well, I have a... Maybe in a year I could make it happen. Maybe I should go for it. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And she was talking about how she was a runner. And she was like, yeah, I was going to the to the trials for the Olympics. I was, like, qualifying. And I blew my knee out. You know, mm. back then ACLs oh, were, like, devastating. Sure. And she was told not to run or she might ruin her knee. And she's like, I regret that. I should have right. just she kept got the going. surgery, kept going, made it happen because I, I can't go back. You it's know? Yeah. And some doctors, you know, they'll tell you, oh, you'll never skate again or this. Right. Or, you know, it's like it's that's the horrible bedside manner. Yeah. You know? yeah. Let's come on. You let's... can't. Yeah. You can't tell the future sometimes. my guy. for sure. So, I mean, you know, technology is better going now. back to school. Uh, eventually. Uh, you did. Okay. Yeah. After I started transitioning into skate park design graphic yeah. stuff yeah and so you know she gave me this pep talk i was like okay i'm gonna do it and you know and my dad said the same thing if you're gonna do it go all in try to mm -hmm. make it happen and then recently i was on the phone with neftali williams oh yeah and he was interviewing people about their backgrounds and their stories like oh my parents are right here like this is kind of cool for them to listen in and so i was telling him this story and my mom was like wait hold up wait what um, that didn't happen that way. I, we told you you need to get your ass in school. I was like, wait, what? No, there, there's no way. I was like, I've remembered this story perfectly for all these years. She's like, I'm pretty sure we told you you should probably go to school. I was like, there's no way that happened. Yeah. Wow. Would you have listened to them? No. Okay. <laughs> you already determined. So, well, so, you so, went all in. You so, went all in. So, so, so two things either happen. Either I heard what I wanted to hear. Yeah, sure. And it was like this inspirational like movie scene. Or I and I think she just probably forgot because r retrospect she's probably thinking like oh I should have said go to school mm. but I'm positive there's no way I would have made that up right but right. it's pretty funny that she said that I was like wait what like you're like Neftali hold on man. yeah I, yeah and he was laughing and he was like this is awesome yeah I was I was like run with the original story yeah yeah, yeah. let's run. Neftali would be a good to uh, have on the yeah. show. He's yeah. great. He's yeah. great. He works sure. at, uh, is, he still, is he still at USC? USC? Yeah. 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 yeah, if he's a doctor now. Doctor. Doctor. Wow. Yeah, he was running uh, some skate programs down there at USC, too. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, so what happens after that? I mean, you did, you, you then went to like chapter seven, because we, we were talking about this before the show so, when Steve Sias was on. Yeah, so what happened was, it. is uh, 90, 91, um, BBC closed the doors. Jamie Done. Mossberg was like, hey, we showed up one day and the doors were locked. And that's just what happened a lot oh, in the yeah. late wow. 80s, you know? Yeah. Like, things were just mismanagement. People were probably partying too much. And trust me, I would go to Mouse's house and there'd be, like, pro surfers there from the Life's of Beach Surf Division. Uh, okay. And there was just money flowing and just parties. And they were killing clothing. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what happened? Mm. It's probably just somebody mismanaged the money. I don't know what happened. Um, so that, that closed out. I don't know who got me on Sims, but I, I did get on Sims next. Okay. I think it might have been Frank Harada. Mm. And I don't know how I ran into Frank or how I met him, but I did end up skating with him a lot. I would stay at his house. And I remember this This was probably late 90, early 91, because I was still in high school, because I would go to Frank's house on the weekends. And when I was getting ready for school in the mornings, I'd always turn on the TV and see Frank on TV on a commercial for like <laughs> Golden Grams or something. Oh, what? Yeah. And I was just like, and I, w I would go to his house like, yo, Frank, that's crazy. Every time I'm like getting ready for school, I see you on TV in this commercial. I was like, how does that work? I was just interested, you know? I was like, 
he's like, yeah, every time that commercial airs, I get a check. I get paid for it. And I was like, dude, I see that commercial a lot. <laughs> and he's like, hey, thanks for reminding me. I need to go check. And he came back and said, yep, got another check. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Chet with Cheerios. Yeah, and yeah, Chet too. Cheerios. Yeah. So, so it's, it's pretty funny. I was like, dude, that's that's pretty sick. You know, he's wow. like, yeah, I was able to do this and get a car. And, you know, so. Dang. And then they were doing stuff with Hook. Because he, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. he just came off that. of Powell, right? He was on Powell. I remember And then that from Hook Powell, stuff. he went to Sims. Why weren't they actually in the movie as skateboarders? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Rufio. Yeah. Then Rufio, Rufio skated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Rufio. <laughs> These guys don't forget anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you guys should also do a side one about like movies and stuff. Oh and my just, God. Like 80s movies. We're going to start with the oh, Golden Grams. Yeah. What was it? The uh, Cookie Crisp? What was it? <laughs> yeah, Golden, Golden Grams. Grams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Love just those. like, and I wish my memory's not the greatest, but I. I remember seeing it, but I just don't remember what he was saying. But it was awesome, man. Yeah, it was. It and was then you're going over sick. to his house to sing, yeah. and you're like, "Dude, I'm." Yeah, I was like, "Dude," and probably even at his house, I was seeing the commercial. Amazing. Box. They were just there running are. that thing, man. <laughs> wow. And so he would take me up because Sims was uh, owned by NHS at the time. Yes. And so we would go up north, and we skate with Ron Whaley and Israel Forbes, and mm. um, and I think uh, God, who'd you have on the show? Andy Roy was yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and he was on. We we've talked offline about this too, but um, yeah, he was on, and uh, so it was it was a different culture for me because it was like Santa Cruz, like NHS, and you're up there, and they were taking us to spots. And Ron Whaley actually hit me up recently on Insta, was talking about that, like, yo, you came up here and all like this crazy double set in the front of Santa Cruz High School, and <laughs> we have never seen anything like that before, and nothing like that ever since, or something, you wow. know. But like you know, I was just like, I just wanted to like just go at it everywhere we went. I and uh, he, he remembered that story, and I was like, dude, I can't remember that. That's sick. But, uh, but yeah, it was cool to meet all those guys up in NorCal, and you start to see the differences in NorCal. I was so going to say it's such yeah, a different, it's different skaters yeah. and different scene up there from, you know, SD. Yeah. Well, because I, I feel like up there it was just a little bit more core and a little bit more about the skate culture. Mm -hmm. And SoCal was, like, more competitive, you know. I mean, even mm -hmm. in L.A., you know, L.A., San Diego, it was just it was just different. Like, it was... There's so many more people kind of like trying to get a spot or trying to show that they belonged on a team or whatever. And I think it was right. just didn't, different. Didn't yeah. it sure. seem, I mean, it seemed like to me back in the day, San Diego was more skate heavy than LA was, I felt like. At it, that time. Yeah. And then and then it kind of shifted up to LA. Yeah. That's because the magazine was down there, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Trend World. Very, yeah. Co yeah. very convenient for the magazines, for sure. Right. And, the, and the, a lot of businesses were down there, too. Yeah. And LA was killing it. It's just, yeah, I mean, the photographers probably didn't even want to camp out up there until you start having LA photographers right. you yeah, know? yeah then it all changed but I remember when I was still on BBC maybe getting onto Sims Jed Walters was skating a lot with us he came out from yeah. like South Dakota or somewhere there's another tall guy yeah we were yeah exactly we were flow flowing him stuff so and but then he moved to LA and he was skating with Guy mm, and yes. Shiloh yeah, that's when shit changed. yep and then so I went up there and hung out with those guys and Guy was like really me he's like yo what was up with Jed like what was he like like was he really on BBC and I felt like he was trying to just kind of figure out like what was his backstory they were yeah they were recruiting oh, him right, and right. I was like in my head I'm like I want to fuck it up for Jed you know like I was like we were just <laughs> flowing him you know oh, like, really and it was kind of true like we we didn't nothing really came out nothing was official with him and mm. I kind of knew where it was going. I was like, nah, he's good, dude. Like, nothing's going to come out of the closet to taint him if he gets on World, you know? Oh, I got you. And so we skated with uh, him and Shiloh. Because, I mean, Jed was coming back from L.A. and telling us, like, oh, we didn't even know about Guy. He's like, oh, this guy, Guy Mariano, he's just killing it. This little kid just, 
you know, he would murder all you guys on his sixth day. You know what I mean? I was like, why am I in competition with this kid all of a sudden? You know what I mean? Like, but that's and, how it was, though. That's yeah. definitely how it was. Guy's still killing it. He's still yeah. killing it. Yeah. And yeah. one of my favorite skateboarders, by the way. Absolutely. So, so uh, we went up there, and um, Guy was there in Shiloh, and they were super cool. Francois, I don't know if you remember mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And uh, so they took us to all the spots. The video days had just dropped, mm. and Guy took us to all the spots that were in the video. And did every trick that he did in that video first try at every spot he took us. What he did? He basically recreated the video, his for video you. part for you. He really did. I mean, I mean, even like I remember there was like that double set because we were skating all around Wilshire. Yeah. So it was like it was a bust everywhere. So we only had like one or two tries at everything we went to. I remember I think he did like a tail slide over that ledge over like a, a long double set and popped out or something. Or maybe it was a oh. lip slide, but it was a long oh, tail yeah, slide. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just casually did that first try. Wow. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, and like all these spots, I was like, dude, he's literally just showing us the spots, but recreating everything he the- did at those spots. And that's when I was like, this dude's different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was For like, this sure. guy is on a whole another level. No doubt. Wow, that's dude. right. You got to experience that. Yeah, it that was an so experience. Cool. All right, <laughs> it definitely humbled us back down. <laughs> We're, you know, it's like. This guy's for real, you know. And Shiloh at that time. Shiloh, Shiloh was, was killing it too. Straight up. That's and then true. I remember we were going by a skate park because I think we were there. We stayed overnight. The next day we went by a skate park and there was a vert ramp. I mean, it was like huge vert ramp. It's probably like maybe nine and a half feet tall, maybe ten. I don't know. Probably at least nine for sure. Okay. I remember a guy just jumped out, started like pumping on the vert ramp and started casually murdering the vert ramp. Yeah. Like doing it. airs and I was like, dude. These guys are real, you know. They, like, got, they got it all. Because you know, you saw the footage in video days, like Jay Lee and Mark Gonzalez mm-hmm. skating the ramps and stuff. And guy was just like, he was all terrain, like. And people don't think about that, you know. Like, even years later, when I got on Planet Earth, and I remember skating with Kenny Anderson and him casually doing backside lip slides all the way across vert ramps, you know, like no big deal. Eric Costin skates yeah. vert, like uh, yeah. I remember yeah, seeing some some video footage of like from my buddy. He had some contest footage from like eighty five, eighty six, and fucking guy was skating a, a vert contest like killing it wow. yeah yeah just like yeah doing caballeros i'm just like what the fuck like he's always been killing yeah. it always been killing it. yeah so like 91 i was on sims and we were entering some of those street contests and guy and rudy and rick johnson all those guys were skating those same contests and they would always get first second third it was usually like guy rudy and like gabriel Rod- you yeah, know gabriel. rodriguez yeah, you know, yeah. rest in peace you know they were always sweeping you know and like that was just, I remember it because I, when I was digging all this stuff up, thinking about for this show, like thinking about like, oh, trying to remember some of the days and those contests when mm-hmm. I was doing the AM contest and I was pulling all these trophies I still had in this box. I was like, well, I didn't even know I had these. It was like fourth place, fourth place, of course, because those these were those getting first, second, yeah. third. And I was trying to make sure I didn't have any 12th place trophies. And I was even questioning fourth place. Like, fourth place? Oh, I don't know. Gary might not. Like, he might you, say toss it. I don't even know. then, it's like fourth, like, but a cool experience, right? You could, experience, I, you could yeah. pull that out and remember sure. the, the yeah, times and everything. Yeah, just the time, right? But they had those one through three slots covered. They had it covered. Right. Yeah, wow. I mean, you might get a Costin in there. You might get a Rick Howard in there. Maybe Mikey Carroll. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. But um, or when you know it would get like regional or whatever. Mm. But like SoCal, those dudes were taken over. Were you even a big contest guy, or were you? I think more when I was on streets? Sims, there was conversations of you might be able to go pro at some point. Oh, okay. And then when Sims was starting to not work out the way they wanted it to, because they really wanted to focus on Santa Cruz and their other brands. 
they were starting to say, okay, we're going to put this dude on this team and this dude on this team. And they came to me like, oh, I don't know if you really fit on Santa Cruz. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I do either. Okay. Um, and uh, they're like, you know, I think you're grooming yourself. You're going to be pro soon. You should really, you know, think about something else. And so I think we were just kind of floating for a little bit. And then um, I was still with Schlossbach a lot. And I remember we were filming. He was filming a lot of those videos, the of those contests. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, qui- yeah, Turn the Other mm-hmm. Cheek and Quiet Storm. Those videos were dropping and I had mm-hmm. contest footage in there. Because at the time we're like, well, I guess if you want to go pro, you still have to do contests because that's what all the Powell dudes were doing. Sure. Because Guy and those guys were still on Powell. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, yeah, I remember like, there was footage of one of those videos of me doing like a frontside feeble to fakie on a contest rail in my run. And I was like, how did I do that? Cause like, I don't, you don't remember I, doing it. <laughs> I remember doing it, but it was just like, it just was something that just, I just did because I thought I could do it somehow. And I did it in my run. And <laughs> I don't know. Amazing. Amazing. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. So. I mean, I, I had those tricks down at that time, but then later it was just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to move on and do other stuff. And I just like, I don't care about these rail tricks anymore for some reason. I don't know. Or, the front feebles, no one was really doing that. I, that they weren't. Thing. I don't yeah. know. But, and, and I think that was it. No one really knew what was going on. And I was like, oh, people must not like this trick. So I literally just ditched it. Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't think yeah. people like, they didn't know, you know, like. Mm-hmm. For 1991, it was a little bit ahead of time. It, it was ahead, right. yeah. yeah. And so like, I mean, there was like one foot ollie of five O's to 180s out and stuff. I think, I remember Rick Howard doing those on lock. And that was like the trick that was like, oh, sick. Like that dude just got top three, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and there was a couple of ones where I got like second and first. I won a couple. And that's when I was like, okay, this is starting to become something. Mm. Um, and then that's when, I don't know, I think I was in between of Sims and before I got on chapter seven. Okay. And that's when the whole plan B thing happened, you know, where I was just getting flowed with, with Schlossbach was like really trying to push me in there. And he was getting me, you know, boards behind the scenes, and I'd met uh, Ternaski, and I think they just had this plan. I was like, oh, you know, like, we're, we're doing this team, and I kind of knew what was happening. But I really wasn't into it because it was kind of like all the dudes came together to form this, like, super crazy special team. Sure. And, like, I did not feel like I fit there any more than I would, like, Santa Cruz or whatever, you know. Hmm. It was kind of like their thing, but Schlosh had it in his head. He's like, nope, we're going out. We're filming with these guys. And then he would put my footage in the transfer tapes. And then when everyone else got wind of it and like Danny and Colin were skating with me, but skeptical, like, what's going on here? What are you guys trying to do? We're spending all this time forming this team. Hmm. And like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? Right. And so by the time Mike got wind of it and Rick and everyone else, like, dude, we didn't, we didn't like talk about this. Like we we're forming this team and you're just going to throw some random dude in here. And like, yeah, the footage is whatever, but like, it's just not, it's just not our thing. You know, it's almost like, it's, it's almost like you were being forced upon them 100%. and that was then the bad taste in their mouth. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when that all went down and I told Mike T and Schloss, I was like, dude, I'm not really feeling this whole thing. It feels forced. It doesn't, they're uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Right. And they had this big meeting about it. And I was like, what dude, like, I don't want this. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> having a canton. Yeah. It was, it was, it was decided that I was not going to get on the team. And I was kind of like, thank you. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. It, there was no way that was gonna be a good mix. I don't know. Um, no, so I, but you know, so I think, you know, it was awkward though, right? Cause yeah. I would see Mike and Rick, and there was all kinds of people who were being talked about. I mean, Geron was, you know, being thrown around. I was mm-hmm. hearing because I was in the mix and I was hearing all these skaters. You know, Henry and Geron, and and I was like, yeah, Geron should be on before me. That was my thinking, you know. But like, they had a very specific agenda who they wanted to be on that team and what they were gonna do for questionable, mm-hmm. and. 
and that was it. You wow. know? Yeah, that's a, funny, man. Their talent could be there, but if you guys don't mix, it just doesn't mm-hmm. work out, and that's all right. And plus, yeah. it sucks to be forced upon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just having just it's not a good feeling no. at all. And it was sure. a good learning lesson for me to remember, like, you got to be able to be a good fit on a team. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if it was plan B or a girl or anything, right? Right. It's just like, you got to be able to jump in a van and click with dudes for a month tour without killing each other and it being good, you know? Like, yeah. it's not always about the tricks, you know? Yeah. It's also okay. like, it's just so the way true. that it was done, too. If it was done in more of an organic way, like, 100%. hey, I'm going to go skate with Rick. To, come on out and go skate. Like, yeah. and you guys... And I, you naturally organically form a bond. You start having these conversations like, hey, what do you think? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, yeah, oh, he's cool. You know, not like, what's probably... he doing on this transfer tape That's with it. all yeah. of us? Yeah. Don't yeah. <laughs> in there. Don't in on. there. You know? Yeah. I mean, I know because I, I don't even know if Danny and those guys knew because I had heard Danny talking about like, you know, me sending in a tape or something. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I wouldn't even know how to put together a sponsor of me tape. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it wasn't really like that. I think it was just awkward for everybody and I'm glad you know, things happen for a reason. Sure. It was good it happened that way, but it was awkward for like Mike and me and Rick for a while. Cause you know, even Duffy, you know, he was like, Oh dude, I'm sorry. Like had nothing to do with any of us. It was just a weird thing. I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm good with this. Trust me. You know right, what I mean? Like, I think right. they were more kind of bummed than they I were was. put in a, yeah, more of an awkward position. They were put in an awkward yeah. position. Yeah. And was all that going on before or after they actually launched that first ad with everyone's name saying like these next five dudes will be after I think after, yeah, because oh. the team was already announced. So it was already like established. It was already established. And I remember I was like even in Vegas with Ryan Fabry one time and like Mike T was calling and telling us all the tricks Mikey had just done. And it, I mean, it was all going down. Wow. I mean, it, it Ryan was, Fabry it, was incredible, by the yeah, way. Yeah, bro. And it's cool to see all that. But again, even Fabry was kind of like, what's going on here? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, is this guy sent to try to outdo me in my own home turf? Like, oh, you know what I mean? So it just, it just wasn't a good thing. And it's a lesson learned of you know, just, you know, about like fitting in is it's more than just like talent. You know what I mean? Totally. Like you really got to fit, fit and And even now past that, everything I've ever done, is like, Hey, even on a, a design team, mm-hmm. yeah. not everyone's going to be anything in life. Right. It's like, you got to have a good fit. Yeah, totally. And, and I'm glad that, you know, over the years, you know, I'd run into Mikey and, you know, it'd be cool or whatever. And mm-hmm. Danny. And, uh, I was working on a skate park some years back and this kid had, had died, you know, he was a skateboarder, mm-hmm. and his favorite band was Girl. And uh, we were talking about incorporating that into the design, and I hit up Rick, and he was like, do whatever you want, you know, like send us stuff for the family. Amazing. And so, you know, I mean, like, as you grow older and mature, and I talked to Jacob Rosenberg after oh, yeah. his episode, and we were talking about the whole thing because he was there for all that, and it was the same thing. He's like, dude, that was their time. And your time just wasn't then. Your time came after that. But had that not happened, it probably wouldn't even motivate you to figure out how to kind of navigate, work your way, yeah. navigate the industry mm-hmm. and teams and what was a good fit and what wasn't. And uh, many years later, even on Osiris, I had to be on the other side of that and be like deciding votes on people and not getting oh, yeah. on or not. Tables you know? have turned. And so, and so yeah. you know, I learned from that experience of like, that was their team, not mine. You know, like they'd worked really hard to develop that whole thing. And, like it wasn't my team, wasn't my time. But later on, I learned a lot from that whole experience of like, oh, now I know why that went down the way it did. And it's interesting because like all this was happening and then, but you weren't even feeling it either. So you must have, were you still constantly looking for it? Because obviously then, was this before chapter seven or after chapter seven? Was this going into planet Earth? So what happened was, is um, Rodney was flowing me a bunch of boards after that for, for a while. Okay. Until... 
Oscar Jordan was like, yo, Mike McGill is doing this company. He's got Matt Rodriguez on and these other guys. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's like, you should just jump over here. Mm. So I got on that team and we did like a little promo video. And then at some point, me and OJ were like, we should do something that's more of what we like. I mean, Chapter 7 was like something that was Mike's company. Sure. So Mike, you know, nice enough, gave us the opportunity to do Shaft. Gotcha, and then later right. it was Steve Size that turned into Shaft Wood, but ours was just Shaft. Okay. And I, I think, uh, I always call him OJ, so Oscar Jordan for everyone out there, but I always call him OJ. <laughs> everyone, don't, don't, a lot of people call yeah, him OJ. Yeah, right? don't, don't yeah. get confused with anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not that OJ. Yeah, it's not that OJ. It's, it's our OJ, you know what I mean? Not that OJ. OJ is a... He's a SD legend, dude. He, yeah, like, sure. He really is. And, and, he, and he was in the mix with me, too. Like, I mean... He was on those transfer tapes. I mean, mm. he was going at stuff. He he board slid that double kinked rail. You know, that's what he was on that session with Danny when I think he lips or no, when Duffy 50 50 to OJ okay. was there. Oh, wow. So OJ was like board sliding through it and wow. Duffy was like there. And I was like, yo, I'm going to do my thing. You know, so like, so crazy. So like, he always was in the mix and just always right there. Just things never quite worked out to the fullest for him. But. Huh. You know, OJ is a pretty aggressive dude. I mean, he was very outspoken. I mean, he he did enough talking for the both of us everywhere we went, you know, like, and that's just him. He's just no filters. He's going to tell you how it is. I the was mouthpiece, bro. It's, he he it's, is, it's, you it know. Can, I, it can ruin your whole shit. I was a little bit more <laughs> laid back and just like kind of willing to lay in the cut a little bit more. Um, and he still is the same way, you know. I mean, he's very outspoken and very, but, you know, he shared... Uh, my dad actually passed away recently. Oh, I'm sorry. And what I'm talking that. about that really was, you know, trying to get me into basketball and everything. Yeah. So he had just passed away just this last Easter. And we had had this memorial for him. And OJ out of nowhere was like, dude, I'm, I'm going to be there. And so he showed up and, you know, being typical himself, just, you know, mixing up with everybody. And, uh, but when it came time for people to share stories, um, he, I started to talk about, um, the fact that he was there and what it meant for us to grow up as like kids of color and like my dad trying to look out for us and like saying, look, look guys, like don't while out in the streets. Don't, you know, don't ask, don't get yourself in a trouble where you're asking for trouble. Like the police will lock you up. They will shoot you. And this was back in the nineties, mm. you know, fast forward to present day, like that message couldn't be more clear. Sure. But back then he knew we were out in the streets causing trouble and he knew OJ had a mouth on him. And he and OJ had shared with my whole family about like, yo, that was the first black role model, you know, father figure I ever had. Wow. He was the one who would sit me and Kay down in the bedroom and give us this lecture about like keeping ourselves out of trouble and don't don't give anyone a reason to get, you know, locked up or shot out in the streets, you know what I mean? Wow. wow. And so he he really kinda shared that and that was cool because mm -hmm. that was that was something I'm I remembered about our relationship. But somehow, you know, being in an area where there is a lot more white skaters and skaters of color somehow we managed to like gather up all the other black skaters in the whole city hmm. and i don't know how it happened but just one by one we just all end up skating together a lot i love it That's but so yeah weird. so so he was in the mix a lot and uh you know we ended up kind of going more different ways mm -hmm. but he was always in the scene for sure and just always pushing it and I saw yeah, I saw him down at Poots Park not too long. Like he's always there. Yeah, yeah. Rolling if, around. If, if, yeah. If, if I go there and I post a clip and don't tell him about it, he'll he'll get mad. You oh, know? Yeah. Like, oh, thanks for hitting a homie up. Right, right. I right. mean how it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if I drove by this house, like you know, a couple of weeks from now, I was like, thanks for saying hi. Yeah. You know, KJZ can't just drove past. Yeah, just you. drove right past. Just go say hi. Skated the curbs and he was. Yeah, and I remember Andy Stone came out one time many years later. Um, 
and now he's he's an engineer. He's a civil engineer. Amazing. So we ended up reconnecting many years later, and uh, we ended up working for the same company for a minute. And someone was filming us talking about our background in skateboarding and how we are doing design stuff now. And out of nowhere, a mouse rolls up, who is our team manager with his kids. And then OJ rolled up. It was just so weird. Weird. Wow. And we had this full little like reunion, Reunion. like almost like a BBC reunion or something. You know what I mean? But yeah. No. Well, we had a lot of ties together. Schlossbach was a tie for all of us. He filmed. He got Andy Stone on 101. I love You know, I mean, he he really got us in a lot of places. And um, what was the Andy Stone part? Falling down? Was that falling down? Yeah. Yeah. So good. That was a great video. Yeah, he came out to SD and filmed a lot of those clips like Mm -hmm. in two weeks. You know, like he he was just hungry. You know, like everyone was like, hey, this is my time. You know, right. Didn't he get the Andrew Dutch Clay? Yeah. Yeah. That that was his second part, I think. Or maybe that was the first part. He had two parts. That was in Falling Down, the Andrew Dice Clay thing, right? Okay, there's two video parts. So. I'm not sure which yeah. one was which. Yeah, That's think, the one that stands out to me. I think that was the one. That's yeah, that was his first one. Yeah. And that was a lot of Dave's footage. And, you know, he was filming Gino a lot and mm-hmm. and Dill. And, Dude, so. Dave, Dave was in the mix, bro. He, he really had, was. really had, I mean, I went out with him a few times. And everybody that he, he just had the circle. And mm-hmm. he really did. had the energy of, like, fucking the dudes at that time. Because, I knew. Because, because I, he would get in the trenches with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. Yeah. And he I, would always, I'm sorry. No, please, please. He would always stay filming. Yeah. He did not oh, turn that shit off. He would be fucking. Imagine right, the go. stuff that he has. It's amazing. I, I got some of that. That's why I yeah. call Jake. Oh, so, okay. but, 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 his, but to his credit, you're right, John. He, he always told me, he's like, let the tape run. Yep. He's like, tape is cheap. But you can't go back and get that trick. Yeah. And I think that's why Rodney liked filming with him. Because he would just let the tape run. He's like, dude, we can get more tape. Just let it run. Yeah. There's I've no like start and stop and totally. oh I missed a trick and you know. But wow. just to, just seeing like the whole how it just comes together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just seeing those moments where you're just like just chilling and you can watch ready. that tape back now and be in that session. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With and all like and hearing, hearing like all the doing little doing the shit in the background that you do before you go up yeah. to the trick. It's just so <laughs> much cool shit, dude. So I love much. that. And I don't know if if Little B, I always call him Little B still, Brandon. I don't know if he talked much about Schlossbach. He probably did. I haven't watched that uh-huh. Nine Club in a while. But he, he was the one who pushed a lot of us. And then at one point, after Shaft was not working out, um, well, actually, and there was a couple of things that happened that I probably should have thought twice about. But when we, we were going to start Shaft, I remember I had just turned pro for Chapter 7 Shaft. Mm. And uh, I'd had the cover what. Well, I had the cover of the Transworld magazine before I turned pro. It was like an amateur thing. I think I was on Chapter 7 okay. for that. So I was an amateur. Had the first Back cover. 180 down the... It was a sequence cover. Back yeah, 180 had, down the stairs. Yeah, I had the first cover of Transworld was that one. And I remember I was shooting there with Dave Swift for a checkout for Chapter 7. Okay. This is 93. 93. 92, 93. 92, I think. Mm. Uh, well, the, 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 the Transworld's 93, but you probably it was probably months. Right. So I did a double hard flip down this five stair... And in the sequence, uh, you know, back then, they just didn't roll fast enough to even... It looked like just a hard flip. Okay, okay. <laughs> Double hard flip because for some reason, I thought a hard flip wasn't good enough. Um, <laughs> two is better than one. Yeah, two is better than one, apparently. So uh, landed on it, kind of cracked my tail. Um, he's like, what else you got for me? You know, and in my head, I'm like, I'm always going to try to have a backup thing. So I went around the corner and we saw this 14 stair and he's like, wow, that's huge. And so I ollied it. And he got the photos of it. And I was like, you know, I want to try to back someone 80. And he was kind of tripping. He was like, well, I haven't seen 
anything that big back 780 before yeah and so i did it i landed it but it was kind of sloppy because the board was broken i probably can't even believe i actually did that on a broken board but i was just so like i gotta show this guy that i can do this stuff because he may never come back yeah, that was okay. my thinking you know like oh this guy's shooting from the magazine i'm supposed to do everything i can mm-hmm. right now turn there, there, yeah. there might, need, might not be tomorrow wait, wait Which real, real quick real quick did was there a filmer uh, yes. Okay, because you and know I, sometimes you're like, we're going to go out now and there's no filmer. We're doing something like this. We need a filmer. But there were a lot of times where there was no filmer. Right? Yeah. And I remember someone filmed the double hard flip. They did film the back 780 because there there was some things that we would shoot sequence for. I was like, oh, we got the sequence. We don't need the footage. Right. Because <laughs> I have dudes always hitting me up on this. Like, Where's the footage? It's yeah. like, dude, there wasn't always a camera yeah. like in the early always, 90s. Yeah. You know? Sometimes someone's shooting a photo, you just gotta roll with it. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, if I get the sequence, that's good enough." And who sh- who shot the sequence? Uh, Steve Sherman. Well, so Swift oh. did shoot the sequence first. Okay. And then they went back to Transworld. It was black and white, and I guess they didn't like the way it looked. And they called me, and they're like, "Hey, if you want to go back and shoot this in color, we'll give you the cover." And I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> like that, it almost seemed too easy because <laughs> for me, it was like not a big deal. Okay. Yeah. But for them, it was a big deal. And I was like, dude, just tell me the time. Like, I'll, I'll be there. Well, you were the only one so jumping good. down 14 stairs. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> but was that the biggest one you've done? Like, what? Yeah. That, 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 at from, that time. At that time, that was But I knew I could do it. Right. I hadn't done anything that big before back 780, but I just knew I could do it. Hmm. So I just did it because, you know, you're just running adrenaline. You're just a kid who's just trying to go all out, you know? Wait, wait, sure. Were you even jumping down big stuff, big stuff before that? Was that like yeah. your thing? Okay. Yeah. Because it sounds like you just kind of, well, yeah, I'll do this. I don't know if you're just going <laughs> to no, whiff mean, a back 180. Yeah. <laughs> the confidence level was ready. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, for me, it was like, um, I don't know if it was like me just trying to like sort of push it within our little group of friends. Mm. But I was always, I don't know if it was like a dare thing, but it's almost kind of like every time we go to a spot, I'd be like, hey, maybe maybe we could do this. And then somebody like, no, that's crazy. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go do it. It's yeah. <laughs> almost like every time they told me you couldn't do it, I would just go would do, do it. it. Yeah. But was there anybody in your crew that was doing that kind of stuff? OJ. Also? Okay, he OJ, was. OJ. Okay. And um, there was a couple other people who were doing some things, but not. Because I feel o- like a lot of those guys were on the tech yeah. mission. Yeah, OJ was definitely more not about going. I mean, he could go big. Mm-hmm. not Not quite that big, but he would hang like, First time we ever just went to a sports arena, the double set, that was just like us going there after school to hang out in that area because our high school is not far from there. Gotcha. So we were just there after school one day skating the forest there. And like we had the school backpack on the stairs. There's a whole nine. And like I was like, you know what? I think I could do this double set because at the time no one had done it. Gotcha, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no. Like it wasn't OJ. It was my friend Terry Washington. He was, he was, he was a comedy dude. He was hilarious. <laughs> So I almost couldn't even take him seriously. (laughs) And he was like, no, you're not doing it. And I was like, dude, I think I could do it. He literally stood in the runway and was like, no. Holding you back. You're not going to do it. Oh, like he was was scared for you type shit? Kind of, yeah. He was was like, but he was so funny. Like, I didn't know if he was serious. He like, you've taken it too far. You know what I mean? Now you're taking it too far. And he would like totally go crazy with it. And I was like, dude, get out of the way. You know? And I did it. And then he was just like, you, you know, never cease to, you bastard, you know, <laughs> you did, you never cease to amaze me. You're just, no, no, no. Just all he did. When you just like do a line? Yeah. With his backpack on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was no filmer, no, nothing. Yeah. Oh, just after school, out, hanging just out. Just after school activities, you know. Some people are watching the after school special. 
on TV and we were out Ollie and Double's heads. Oh, there you go. Wow. But uh, but that that was it. I think that's where that came from. By the time Silvergate rolled around, it's like whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already I mean, jumping. I'm already jumping yeah. You're ready. The, the Korea Ten or and then the, the fact set. that that film that Dave Swift. Yeah, he was there. I was like, look, I'm I'm it, ready from to Trans go. World's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do this. Let's do it. Right. And I remember warming up on the five stair, and. And it's funny how you think that that somehow <laughs> three times, four times, almost three times so, as big. Yeah. I, I really <laughs> actually convinced myself that I was like, just a little bit further, you yeah. know, a little more I, hang time. I, I remember going fast, and I was like, okay, there was a crack. It was like jumping into an alley. So the double hard flip was landing on the concrete, and there uh-huh. was like, then the concrete ended and it went to asphalt. So I was alling out to clear just the concrete to the asphalt. Okay. And so I was like, back to 180 and a few times. I was like, I could do this. Mm. It's the same thing. <laughs> and it's funny how many skaters after that I would run into who would have that same philosophy, like James Brockman and Dobstaff and all those kids. There was like these, this click in East County, San Diego, and they would skate this little crappy skate park in Santee that was not that great. Mm-hmm. And they had these little skate park handrails that were not big. But for some reason, whenever they learned a trick on this small little rail, they're like 10 stair, 12 stair, easy. Wow. And I was like, how? Like... How do you go from doing a switch 50 on this small skate park rail to doing it down the Point Loma High 13? Oh, yeah. Crazy. And somehow they just like, if I can do it here, I yeah. can do it there. Wow. I don't know how they, but it was the same thing. Yeah. Like, they just like, look, if I can be on this comfortably, I'm just going to go a little bit more. But by that point, was Backside 180 your thing, too? Because you were Backside 180. I mean, you, you had a really good, good one. Yeah. yeah. No, I think people, well, when that came out, right. that was like, oh, this dude does big Backside 180s. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should do more of those or, you know, whatever. Interesting. Or what else right. can I do it over? Right. So I think it wasn't like I was into that trick, like a lot. It was just something I could do. But then when it got a lot of attention from the cover, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I guess that is a big deal. Because mm-hmm. Backside 180, it's a down stuff gaps and it's a it's an interesting hard it's a hard trick yeah. you know like i remember jeremy ray had a good back yeah. 180 oh, yeah. did. good back 180 it's harder in front side 180 that's right yeah. i started that's off right. doing a lot more front side 180s and i was like well let me try backside since everyone seems to think it's harder but yeah sometimes you can get really comfortable with the way you really like point it out and you turn kind of late mm-hmm. and you can kind of control it better front side 180s you can't really control the same hmm. like it's like you swing it around but it's not it's just a little different God. and i remember in the 93 so after that cover came out later that year I started shooting more and more photos with Steve Sherman mm. for trans. I was like, oh, and Steve had all this stuff. He's like, dude, let's just do an interview with him. But he's like, yeah, but he's not even pro. So then it was like, okay, if you turn pro, we can run this pro interview. <laughs> and so I turned pro for chapter seven. Got you. Before we even did Shaft, just so we could run the interview. Were you putting wow. out boards at all at this point on chapter seven or Shaft? Uh, I think they did a couple of boards. They did do a couple of boards okay. for me on chapter seven and it was just to support. Basically I was going faster than they were keeping up with Interesting. it. Interesting. Wow. And so, so we did that. And I remember there was a triple set in San Diego and I think I Ollie did it, and then Danny did it in questionable. Mm. 
And then I front said we needed it, but that was one where there was no filmer. Right. It was just like, it, it was a kick out spot. So we had three tries and we just shot the sequence. I was like, I'm good with just a sequence. Let's just keep Is that rolling. That's funny. Because the well, only that was a lot of coverage back then. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. You got yeah. in the magazine, yeah. that was huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like better than a, a filmer at that point. Yeah. I, it, w- it was more to important a certain for degree. me. Yeah. It was. Yeah. For me, it was like, if I get the photo, I'm actually more hyped on that coming out in the magazine than I am the video clip mm-hmm. at that yeah. time. Yeah. But, yeah. I can see that. And the only other dude who was really out there, like filming and shooting photos at the same time was Dan Sturt. And because, uh, and cause, you know, not it wasn't normal for there always to be a filmer and a photographer at every session. Sure. Um, and Sturt came around and he was like adamant about like, no, I'll film it and I'm going to do everything myself. So that was the first time I'd ever seen that. Um, and that's when I gotten like on Airwalk around that same time in the early 90s. Mm. And he would come up and shoot some photos. And his whole thing was... I knew what he was shooting. I mean, Chris Markovich was out there killing it for Airwalk ads and everything he was doing. I was like, this guy is the template. Right. Like, he's going fast. He's going crazy. Like, I was watching him and Jeremy Ray. Then Jamie Thomas is coming around a little bit, and we were all kind of pushing each other to try to go bigger and faster and farther. And so when I saw Dan Sturt, I knew what he has been shooting with Markovich. I was like, I got to do something. Yeah. And and Dan Sir was kind of like that was his preface like, you know, what do you have in mind? And I was like, well, I was trying to describe something. He's like, is it dangerous? Does it look like you might die? <laughs> I've heard, I we've like, heard that before. I was yeah, like, yeah. That's his I, MO. I was like, yeah. So it just became the MO like right. I wouldn't even go shoot with him unless it had something to look like Big. you might die. Did yeah. you have a lot of people s- spot searching for you back then? Or was it all your cuz No. Well, the- I think in San Diego there was so much Right. And like it was before spots were getting like shut down. Yeah. And so we would know people who would sometimes show us spots for sure. But a lot of times it's just us stumbling on things. I mean, because, you know, Sports Arena wasn't a spot. Yeah. Silvergate wasn't a spot. And neither was Correa or Point Loma High. These were all these were all places where we lived. So what happened was is we were just getting coverage at those places and then other people would come there and try to like do stuff on the same spot. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, so, and that was also kind of a contention with even OJ. He's like, man, these guys coming in, like skating our spots. And, you know, and I was like, hey, you know, like that just make, you just got to step up. That's skateboarding. You know? That's skateboarding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, so after this, a pro spotlight must have come out. And then what, what happened with, um, so here's Planet, what happened. So, Planet Earth. So, before Shaft started, that interview came out, okay. and, and it was the cover of like me, Mike Carroll, Hensley, Donger. We weren't skating. It was like a black yeah, cover. Yeah, it was all with black. Little... It was the interview issue. Yes, yes. So that was that. So I got a call from Todd Swank, and he was like, hey, I'm seeing all the stuff you're doing with Sherman, and he's filming. He's doing a lot of stuff with our foundation guys. Like, you should skate for foundation. Oh, no and way. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to start a company with OJ. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Foundation, it's legit offer. Legit, yeah, that was so big legit. Back then, right? I didn't Can, even. I, we got Plan B, Foundation. I didn't. But you even, opted for Shaft. I, I didn't even. <laughs> I, did, I, I know, and that's and that's like we were just like it goes back to the. We just want to do our own thing. Yeah. But I, 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 love I, I don't it, think I fit on Foundation. That was my yeah, head. So right, like right. I didn't even do like I'm gonna call you back. I was like nope. That, yeah, you're already ready. I was just no, I'm I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you knew. I just we just do. knew we wanted to do, and we just wanted to do our own thing because at that time the '90s was like the wild, wild west. Mm. And you know, Foundation wasn't as big as it got maybe a year or two after that. It was okay. still kind of in his, you know, I think like Frank, Richard Mulder and Krieger went on. Yeah, yeah. I don't okay. even. I don't even think cocktails are. I don't even think Mulder was on. No, before before. Mulder, I think it was yeah. before that. They were really in its infancy. I don't even know if Krieger was on. He might have just got on. How long did Shaft last for? 
Oh, it was short. And again, it goes back to like, it seemed like three, it was probably like a year for us. A year. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then what happened was, is, um, OJ had a falling out with McGill and he, I think actually ended up doing something with Steve size when he was on there talking about mm-hmm. entity for just a real quick, another short lived, probably one year company. Gotcha. Um, so he, he did something with Steve size and turned pro for entity skateboards. And then later I think Steve size came back around and worked with Mike and said, Hey, I'll take this shafting over and turn into something with Rob G and all these dudes, right, yeah. which was right, awesome. Right, right. Um, and I, we, I have nothing but respect for Mike McGill. Um, it was just us being young and dumb and we didn't appreciate half the things he did for us at the time because we just expected everything, right? Like, Oh, yeah. that's just what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I can see that. And so what happened was, is I left off of that. And then Dave Schlossbach always wanted to do his own company. So he wanted to do voice skateboards. Oh, voice skateboards. Right. Yes. So, so that was me and Smolik. Yes. And he, he was telling me, I was still on, I was still on Shaft. Hey, did you guys in Mumford on Shaft? Eventually, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, he, so, okay. Yeah. So I guess on shaft, so it was me, Peter McBride, mm-hmm. Matt Mumford. I think Chad Barty might've been in the mix. Oh, wow. It's a good squad. Um, a couple of Australians in there. Hey, yeah. Hey, and hey, and hey. I'm going to, I think Mike, there? Mike Rafter. Oh, really? Sacramento. Seriously. Yep. So, so it was kind of, it was kind of funny because there was like a shaft promo we did and it was me and, um, Mike Rafter and Jason Maxwell was on. Wow. He had just come out from the East Coast and we hooked him up. And this guy, Jason Carter, who was like legendary in SD, he really, he had like Matt Hensley style and did Matt Hensley tricks. I mean, like people, his nickname was Spaghetti, but everyone talked. I can't remember what they were saying or what his nickname was, like Mini Hensley. I don't know what they were trying, but he was a dude who could do like the back nose blunts across curbs and ledges. And Hmm. he was doing like super big nollies over things and switch ollies way before it's time. Wow. And I remember going on a road trip with me and OJ, Mumford, Barty, and Jason Carter. And we we drove straight to EMB. And we got out there, we were skating, and the locals were just clowning Jason because he was just super Hesh, dude. Like, Hesh before Hesh was actually okay. Okay. I think he was wearing, like, a death metal T-shirt, and he was just looking like a death metal kid. And they are like, dude, what is up with this dude? Like, and Mike York, I remember, was kind of clowning him and skating behind him and clowning him behind him and stuff. And I was like, oh, guys, he's he's legit, dude. Trust me. Uh-huh. And so then he kind of got skating, and I remember he did, like, a straight nollie up the three. And that, was, oh, wow. and that was pretty much it. <laughs> That's they were like, back then. Yeah, everybody was like, okay. Like, <laughs> you talking about Dill? No, Jason, Jason Carter. Carter. Okay, I'm this, He's a kid from SD. Yeah. And I remember three it, that everybody does tricks down yes. to start their line. Yeah. 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 He, he did a straight nollie up the three, and it was pretty much over. Yeah. And then he was doing like super big shifty switch ollies down the seven, like every try. And they're like, yeah. And he did like a frontside 180 nollie down it super big. And like, yeah, he's he's good. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all it took. Yeah. It, 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 we're, we're good. <laughs> the ridiculing stopped. Yeah, ridiculing stopped. Yeah. You got to prove yourself over <laughs> but, but you did. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you did. You did. Yeah. And, and it's kind of funny because like you think about, those sessions and like 90s skateboarding was like the 90s NBA you know like how those players are always talking about like, oh you guys have it easy now you know you got everyone shooting from the outside no one's inside banging mm-hmm. and getting yeah, tough yeah. And, I was just and, watching and an N- uh, oh, yeah. uh, NBA thing the other, the, the last night yeah, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all about Oakley Barkley 100% oh. yeah there's a, there's oh, a lot man. of tie-ins I mean yeah. 
even though I'm not playing basketball anymore, every once in a while I'll get out there. I did actually go out a, a few weekends ago and ran a couple of games and just okay. see if I could still do, which is kind of cool. But... Let's go after this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> go squad up. I'm, I'm down. Wait, do a two, a two on two. Yeah. <laughs> when you went to EMB, did you try the Gons Gap? Uh, I don't know if it was that session, but at some point I did. I mean, it wasn't something that was like monstrous to me, but it was hard to do tricks. Yeah. Like all in it was one thing that was not too, I mean, it was like narrow runway and the push. So yeah. Like, but the angle too. Yeah. It was the yeah. angle. Yeah. So it made it awkward for tricks. Like you could ollie it and 180 it pretty easy for me anyway. Yeah. But like for anything else, it was like hard to get the right takeoff and, and then Really, at the time we were trying to do real tricks, it was already like getting it to be a bus. So you probably had like a small oh, window yeah, yeah. to do it, you know? Yeah. And then at some point I was like, dude, I'm just over this place, like for mm. trying to run up and do this quick spot or whatever. But yeah, the Gons Gap was sick. And for me, even just alling it was going back to that first magazine I saw with Gons doing it. And then right. he later kick flipped it, which is sick. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, there's not too many tricks that have been done down there. No, it was mm. it was a hard run-up, hard landing. It's kind of like the Carlsbad High Gap. I never liked that place because it was an uphill landing. Yeah. That so was, you yeah. would do a trick and land on it and stick mm-hmm. because it's uphill. Yeah. So when I would see like footage of Jay Ray doing like the front three and he kind of reverted around, I'm sure it's because of that crazy landing was all yeah. wacky and he had a, he just kind of kept going with it. But right. you never really did any tricks on that? I skated a few times, but I just didn't like it. Yeah. Oh. Like I would land and I'd be like, dude, I'm like sticking every time. Yeah. Like this landing sucks. But the gap was it actually huge. It was not like, if you looked at it now, we've talked about it a few times. You looked at it now, you still be like, wow, this is pretty gnarly. It was big. And it, it, it had the wall at the bottom, which yeah. I think was more of a mind thing mm-hmm. too. You yeah, know? definitely. Plus, you, um, you're landing on top of the like a block. Then you got to land. You roll for a second. Then you fall down something else. You yeah. Know? So it's like because it was an eleven oh, yeah. stair, but like kind of extended. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And oh. it was just. I think it was just intimidating because of the look of it. You know. Yeah. But I mean, ha- hats off to all those tricks Jeremy did down it, and Casper skated it like a warm up spot. I've I've been there with Casper, and he would tray flip it as a warm up. Yeah. You know, I mean, Dude, I, shout out to Josh Wendell too. He frontside shoved it, bro. I was like, really? Yeah, on I remember that. Shit. Frontside yeah. shove, bro. Yeah, that yeah. is the Whoa. most awkward Whoa. trick. I don't to remember do ever seeing that. That's yeah, insane. dude. Yeah, that was a good one. For think. Oh my yeah, gosh. Dude. And I, and I remember filming when I was filming with Shalosh Bach and Mike T on a couple of sessions, they would always argue about the best angles. It was like, if you're doing fisheye, is it sicker? And, and how do you make it? They would argue like, I'm going to make it look bigger. I'm going to make it look bigger. Yeah. And so the argument was certain spots you could film from the bottom and mm-hmm. it would look amazing, but certain spots you want to film from the top and they're going away from you. Yeah. And like if you remember some of Jeremy's tricks, like the front side half cab down Carlsbad High, it was from the top going away going from away, you. Right. And I think it looks so much bigger that way. And I totally understood their argument about those angles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think when you're going that fast off something like that, it looks better from up top. Right. Because right. you see them fly off. Like right. it's going right. mad fast. And if you yeah. think about it, there's not too many ways to shoot that thing. It's it's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's like down below, up top, left, right. Or what or, do we got? Or, or, or later long lens, because because that thing go, was right. like, everything's fisheye. Yeah. Right? yeah. Later long lens, like oh, it does look big. You right. Know what I mean, right. like like little B switch hard flip, right? So Ooh, so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, man. Holy what about the small ones? Did you ever skate that? Uh, yeah, we skated a few times. It was like eh, I don't know, it's just some spots. <laughs> it's just a like, small one. Eh, yeah. 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 It's like it's too small for me. No, it's like, I'm joking. <laughs> I can imagine that. It was it was like the more of the it was like the tech Carl's bad. <laughs> it was one. You know? It just no. It it was a good size gap. It just there are some spots you go to. It's like I just don't feel it here. I, I went there like a few times, 
And it just, and also there were so many tricks being done there. It was almost like played out, you know? Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you could do a trick here, but it's just so played out. Like, it was That was weird. rad, though, when you did see tricks being done on it. You're yeah. like, dude, Chris Cole switch front healed it, dude. This, 100%. Like, it was, yeah. then now everything's, at the end of it, it was all done. Right. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I didn't see was like a switch big flip, maybe, or something. That probably um, went down before, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it has. I want to get into the planet Earth stuff, you yeah. know, because I also we we want to talk about the Osiris stuff. We we touched on the storm kind of earlier, but we didn't get into like the shoes, the Defcon mm. shoes, and royalty checks and all that <laughs> stuff. We didn't we didn't get into that, but uh, the planet Earth stuff. How how did that even come into play? Was that a Kenny Anderson thing or was that a who, who Chris was, Miller thing? It was Chris Miller, yeah. okay. which is crazy. Yeah. So, Even after you left the chapter. Well, that was Mike McGill. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Mike yeah. McGill. Yeah. Okay. A, a lot of 80s legends floating around yeah, yeah. there. Trust P me. People I didn't even Easy. think I'd be even talking to, right? Like, it's amazing. Wait, Mike McGill and like, you know, he Chris was buddies Miller? with Steve Caballero and he would go on oh, trips yeah. with us. I'm like, what's but, going on here? But wait, you were on Voice and then you went to Planet Earth. Right. Right. So yeah. what happened with Voice was. It was a great idea. You know, I mean, it was me and... Okay, yeah, that's what happened. So it was me and Schloschbach first. He wanted to recruit some unknowns that he thought were going to make it and build a team from scratch. He didn't want to go out and try to take people or whatever. He'd already tried that. Mm. I mean, his idea was, oh, I'm going to start a company with like maybe Gino and Jason Dill and all these people I'm filming. But that got squashed by um, mm. Rocco and whoever, you know. He they, just, they were killing it at the time. Yeah and, so, and, yeah, and they were just like, hey, we just want to go with an established. I mean, Dave, bless his heart, was a great filmer, but I don't know if anyone trusted him to be a business guy, mm. you know what I mean? And so we started Voice. It was with the same guy who did the original manufacturing for the H Street boards. Oh. Um, and it was a... Teledecma? No. It was a place up in um, Inland Empire. And his first name was George. I don't remember his last name, but I remember I went there and saw all the molds and the OG H Street boards and like Planet Earth boards and all kinds of stuff. Sick. And apparently he was the original like kind of like, I guess, investor and board manufacturer for them. Somehow Dave had remembered him from back in those days, I think, when he did the Shackle Me Not stuff. That he hit him up and said, hey, would you be willing to start another board brand? And... um you know, I'm going to build this team and he just kind of convinced him to do it. So that's what we did. But I remember he was like, yo, I got this kid. I want you to see. And he, um, you guys remember Mervin's that department store? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we went to Claremont. He took me to Mervin's in Claremont and, uh, there was this kid there just hyper as hell. I mean, hat backwards. He's wearing glasses, super, super baggy pants. And he was going <laughs> mock 2000, and did the longest slappy nose slide K grind nose slide K grind hyper <laughs> combo you can imagine. And he must have clicked in and out of that at least five or six times. Okay. And then as he rolled away, he pulled out a Mountain Dew, like probably two liter out of his pocket and started chugging it. <laughs> and I was like, Dave, who the fuck is this kid? And he's like, oh, that's Peter Smalley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, uh, I'm not sure about this guy. <laughs> wow, it's so dumb. I was like, wait, the tricks, the two liter, the, I, I don't, and he was super hyper. Okay. And I was like, maybe it's the Mountain Dew. <laughs> for real? Let's, for let's, real? I don't know. Is that caffeine? Is let's that... let's cut off the Mountain Dew first. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, you used to look at the old videos. He always looks hyped in yeah. all the videos. And, and so, like, later I just learned that he's just naturally, that that was real. Yeah. You know? And, you know, we did get him off the Mountain Dew a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Peter was, uh, 
he was, man, he had a vision from day one. That dude had a lot of energy and he just had a lot of stuff up here that he wanted mm-hmm. to get out. And I think him and Dave were a perfect match because Dave had a lot of things and he had things. I mean, we're, I mean, Dave Schlossbach was a dude who would go and search. He was actually a guy who would search for spots for sure. Okay, yeah. He actually did show us a lot. He was a dude who would roll around Compton on a moped with a full ski mask, gloves and everything so people couldn't tell he was white. <laughs> I was like, what? Just so he can look at spots? That's, yes. Wow. Insane. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was like. I was like, what? He was like, because I didn't want any trouble. Like, if they saw a white boy rolling around in the moped, I just did. I just want to be incognito. I was like, incognito with the ski mask and gloves on a, on, a, on a moped. Yeah. So yeah. that <laughs> heading, this, heading to the bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this, this is who we're talking about here. You know, it's like right. he's thinking like, yeah, I'm. I'm this guy. So I was like. So I was like, all right, Dave, like you've always had a good eye for talent. I'll trust you, okay. you know? And uh, so over time, just more time with him and him. I always try to share a lot with him about the industry. And you just need to chill the hell out a little bit, you know? Sure. But he always had a lot of charisma. He always had a lot of energy. And then I remember we were like, well, who else should we add on? He's like, dude, I got this kid. Um, he's in Claremont, too. His name is Boots. I was mm. like, Boots. And then we met him over at the Montgomery Six there, and it was it was Lil B. It was oh, Brandon. No they called him Boots. Boots. Wow. I don't know. Maybe Brandon could talk about it. I don't oh, know where yeah. that came from, huh. but he just was tiny. He was almost the size of his board, and um, it was like it was like a scene out of a movie again. It was just like. All right, let's see what you got. It was like the Montgomery Six there. He did every trick in the book for his try. And this is where we were talking about oh. before that you kind of then were trying to like mentor him right. later on. Yeah, yeah. So when we connected with him, he spent a lot of time with Peter. He spent mm. a lot of time with me. We tried to help groom him up. But, you know, I think everything we filmed on that little test session or like sponsor me session ended up being in a transfer video. I don't know if you remember. Was it the one with the, with the rail in the middle of the stair? It's yep. like a round rail. Yep. I, I know you're talking about. I think yeah. he did like switch fronts. I pop Chevy. He did switch flip. Yeah. I mean, he did everything for his try. Wow. Mm-hmm. So right. after that, he got off his board. I was like, kind of like, well, I was like, yeah, you're on. <laughs> no <way. laughs> this episode is supported by shake junk. Yep. The company that keeps you going in these streets. Need that perfect grip for your flick? Bearings that just don't stop? Bolts to keep your trucks on tight? Look no further. Shakejunt.com has what you need. Grip, bearings, bolts, skateboards, rails, riser pads, grip tape cleaner, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and everything else in between. Treat yourself and save a couple bucks by entering 9club at checkout. Yep, 20% off everything. Just enter 9club, N-I-N-E-C-L-U-B at shakejunt.com. Get there while you can. And so Schlossbach basically was like, look, um, you know, do your homework, you know, learn about the history of everything and what came before you. And he really was pushing Tom Penny, like, look at Tom Penny footage. Mm. Like, that's how good you need to be right now. Right. So he just was convinced he had to be that good. And he was also convinced that everything that Tom Penny did was first try, which actually probably was. (laughs) Pretty, Um, Pretty close, yeah. And so that's why whenever people saw Brandon, he always did everything in three tries. Or he would just stop. Like, oh. I remember being on sessions with him. If he didn't make a trick in three tries, he was done. Yeah. That's... And I was like, yo, you're so close. It's like hitting your feet. And he was like, nah, I just... If it's I, not I'm, right I'm, away... I'm, I'm blowing yeah. it. I've, I'm supposed to be Tom Penny. Wow. I just remember seeing him in videos. And when he did a switch hard flip, I was like, this kid is doing switch hard flips down stuff? And that was first try. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it was After he hit a rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that footage of Smolik, is that Smolik that flies down um 
uh, what's it called? Uh, the Carlsbad Gap hits a rock and flies off of it. No, no, he, that was uh, Zamet. Uh, Zamet. Zam, okay, yeah. I, I, I remember hearing his name in San Diego a bunch, but that yeah, was he. He yeah, he flew. Yeah. Do you guys remember oh, that footage? He hit a rock. I don't and remember over the, the gap. Yeah, oh, at wow. the top right is charging. Hits a rock literally at the edge of the gap wow. and flies down the whole I thing. I had never. I've never seen this. Yeah, yeah. For, it wasn't troubleshooters. Maybe. Probably, yeah, I think it might have been troubleshooters, which I was gonna get into because yeah. that was kind of the game changer for a lot of us, but. Yeah, Brandon, I remember going to Carlsbad Gap with him at that time, and I remember him back to 180 in it, like, first try. Dang. Wow. And, you know, again, he's just, like, you know, he told me, he's like, oh, I get the big from you and the tech from Smolik, and, you know, wow. yeah. he's just, like, he's like a sponge, you know mm. what I mean? I mean, you got to remember, like, I remember going to the grocery store with him and some kid who was disabled, I guess he was deaf, and he dropped something, and Brandon picked it up for him and gave it to him, and the kid signed him, and Brandon signing him back. And I was like, dude, how'd you, where'd you learn sign language? Or like, I would go to some, I'd take it to some party or something. There was some girl there from Japan and he's talking to her Japanese. Oh, and yeah. I was like, this kid's like a genius. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Smart like, he's dude. just so smart, you yeah. know? And, uh, and a lot of people would always think that him and Pete were just these partiers and just like burnouts. And like, both those dudes were super smart. Yeah. For yeah, sure. And yeah. I remember one time there was a conversation about that where when we were on tour at the, on the Osiris days, I remember Fernandez was like talking to Peter, like, some like assuming he hadn't graduated high school, you know. Okay. And Peter just let him go on, and I was like, you know, Peter, like, oh, you stupid bitch. Of course I graduated high school. You know, like that's <laughs> yeah, how he talked. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know, he he says that, but he says it's funny when he it says is funny. it. It's I've heard him talk about things. It's it's actually hilarious. It, it was hilarious, <laughs> and he didn't mean it maliciously, yeah. but he was just like playing with him, like, okay, keep going. Right, right. right. Let's, hear let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's keep going with it. Keep burying yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, yeah. So B and you know. I remember going to an ASR trade show and we had done some voice commercials in four and one. We never dropped the video. We had footage, mm -hmm. but it just never got dropped. And Shalosh obviously being a good filmer knew was trying to create this whole thing. And, uh, he would just like release little things out on these commercials. And I remember going to ASR trade show and seeing Jason Dill and I was with Brandon and Jason lost his mind. He's like, that's him. That's that kid <laughs> that was doing those tricks in that four and one commercial. He like fronts it when he did over the handrail at Point Loma High School. Yeah, he was yeah. just tiny. <clears throat> and he was and he like fronts I flipped down the ten, <clears throat> like pretty good, you know? And he was just like, Yo, you don't even understand. Like we watch you like all the time, like rewind your footage. You're so sick, dude. And like Brandon like finally like, oh, like I, I guess people think I'm good. And then at some point later on, um, Muska got wind of Brandon and that's when he really recruited him for shorties yeah. and it was really hard for Brandon because he felt really loyal to all of us you know like oh these are the guys who discovered me these are my homies I live with them but Chad only wanted him to go mm -hmm. because I think Peter was like yo what about me homie he was like well he only wants me down the team and I remember he got really sick Brandon did he had like a fever and he wasn't returning calls like yo you okay homie I came over to his house he at the door he's like sweating I don't know if he's sweating from the fever or for just being nervous huh. but he's like yo dude, I don't know how to tell you this but like Muska's trying to get me on this new company it's called Shorties and I, I gotta take the offer and I was like dude you need to follow your destiny you know what I mean like that's you like I'm not gonna be mad at you amazing you know? yeah so I was just like our friendship is more than that you for know? sure and I was like you, you go do that you know so it I mean, it was hard, right? Like, we're homies, but it's like, you have to understand, like, you can't stand in someone's career. And I yeah, think you, sure. I, it's obvious you get it. Yeah, you, you have to. You know, to. it's yeah. like, yeah. you can't hold somebody back. You can't hold them back. Yeah. Right, Yeah, right, and so right. that happened, and then I know Peter was trying to go with him, and he was trying real hard to, uh, Peter was just on a mission. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything he did from that point on, 
that wound up in that shorties video, which is probably one of the best parts I've ever seen. It's crazy. Um, was him like, um, I earn a spot here and this is what I can do. That was his time, right? We all talk about everyone's time. Yep. That was his time. And he was so good. And I, I, I saw it coming. So we all just disbanded. Okay. And that's when I decided, okay, I got to turn up the heat. You know, and like I kind of had this whole like piece where I was like 93, came out with the covers and the video parts, getting offers from Todd Swank and which I feel bad about because I saw Todd after that and I kind of felt like it was a little weird. And I was like, hey, dude, I hope it's not bad. I mean, I was just a young, stupid kid. Sure. Like I probably should have taken that deal, but I just didn't know anybody. He's like, oh, it's all good. You guys are killing it out there. It's all good, you know. Um, but anyways, so somehow... I don't remember who brought it up that maybe I should talk to Chris Miller about getting on planet earth. Maybe mm-hmm. it was Miracle Mangum. Okay. There, there was a few people who I knew that were kind of like working over there at the time. And I think that planet earth was just about ready to get bought out by K2, which oh. means they're going to have a lot more funding and backing and opportunities and this and that. And so I remember coming in the building and Chris Miller <coughs> sitting me down and saying, Hey, you know, I've been hearing a lot about what you're doing. You've been like coming back around, doing all the stuff and getting clips and I had like an opener on four and one and I had I was getting stuff in the magazines again. And uh, he was like, We're really interested in having you on planet Earth. We're like really rebuilding, we're getting all this backing and funding, we're getting Chad Fernandez on and Frank Harrod on. We got Kenny Anderson, he's gonna turn pro. And he's like, But are you gonna be the Canton we saw in ninety three or are you gonna kinda disappear again? Like we're not sure what happened mm. between where you were killing it and you kinda disappeared, now you're back. Like, are you gonna be around and like do this for real and stick with it? Or are you just gonna kinda disappear again? I was like, No, dude, I'm here. And he's like, That's all I needed to hear. You're wow. also like running a business at the time. Hmm? You're kinda like running a business at the time doing shaft and voice. Yeah, it was definitely distracting and I think that I had to focus on just skating. And, um, yeah, it's hard to like run a company, like run the company, not work in the company. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, it was an opportunity for me. Like, look, I just need to focus on skating. Either I'm going to make this happen or not. Because in 96, when I was on voice was when my first daughter was born. And so for me, that was like, okay, this is real. Like, I'm not going to like be the dude sleeping on couches and kind of like being that guy trying to make this happen when I have a daughter at home. Like, right. I either had to make this work or nothing. I was like, I got one year, one year to make this happen and uh, where I can actually earn a living to, you know, feed my, Support, my daughter, yeah. you know, my wife. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was it. I just kind of went all in and told him, I was like, yeah, I'm in. I, I told him, I was like, dude, I got a family. I'm not here to play around. What year was this? So that was probably 98. So we went from, he said, 93 to 98. That was when you were kind of well, running your the businesses. Yeah, in 93 to 96, there just wasn't a lot coming out right. because Schlosh was just kind of locking it up. Mm-hmm. You know? oh, okay. And so from 96 to 98 was when I started putting stuff out. Got you. Okay. And then okay. that got his attention. Right. Mm. And then you had mentioned before troubleshooters because that video opened the door for a lot of you guys. Yep. Uh, when is this? When does troubleshooters uh, fall into this 98. timeline? That's 98 as well. Mm. Yep. Mm. So we. So what happened gotcha. was, it's probably 97, mm-hmm. you know, myself and Smolik <laughs> and Mayhew, Chad Knight, you know, all the guys that kind of were sort of, I think we're, we're like underdogs in my opinion. We we're kind of underdogs and we were like, yo, let's make a homie video. Mm-hmm. And Steve Salantani, 
who was filming us a lot for like the Transworld videos and all these things we were doing. Um, he had actually helped Schlosh do some filming for the Etnies High Five. Okay. Etnies had hired Dave to do that High Five video. And so he was helping out with that. And I was going on a couple of trips with those guys for that, just kind of whatever, floating around. And um, so he was like, yo, I just want to do my own video because independent videos were kind of happening a little bit. And um, so he told me this because I don't really remember the timeline very well. But I remember we were at Point Loma High School. We were at the back 13 stair rail, the one that Reynolds does the full cab over mm-hmm. in the end. The white one? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And I think that um, he, he think he frontside flipped it as well. And, I, you know, a lot of people had stuff on that, right? Yeah. And so I remember there was a whole bunch of people the other day. We were skating the benches on the inside and doing all the tech stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the back and the whole alien team was there. Rob Deerdeck was there. Wow. And so we were filming and I remember doing the backside alley-oop kickflip over that rail the hard way, which was my last trick in that troubleshooter's part. Yeah. And he, so, and then we just kept filming. But I remember that was a big deal because, you know, Deerdick was there. He's like, yo, homie. I, you know. <laughs> He's like, it's been a long time. I think he even said, like, it's been a long time since the Deerdicks jumped down anything that big. <laughs> or something, you know, something funny. Yeah. And I was. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking, like, yeah, how about, you know. But but the alien team was there kind of freaking out, but it was like, it was one of those things, again, where like I was trying it, and once you try something, you know, it's like you don't want to look like a, a, a chump in front of everybody, you know? Like all these people are watching, so like I had to do it. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the gnarliest things I ever did, because going blind the hard oh way over God. that, and flipping yeah, and catching. Oh. It didn't look an- like you have a lot of big angle for the it either. sucks. Yeah. yeah so I, I had to actually go kind of parallel. You yeah. Know? It was it was mm-hmm. gnarly. You should flip that as well too, right? Yeah, kick flipped it, heel flipped it, back when he did it the hard way first, yeah. which kind of made me think I could. I did that in a transworld video. Mm-hmm. So then we were filming for this video. I was like, oh, maybe I could throw a flip in, you know? Well, you had a lot, you backflipped a lot of big stuff yeah, in your day. Dude. Yeah, but not not that yeah, that way was hard. That's a mind right. fuck right And so there, I remember yeah. when I would landed and rolled away, I had to like carve over this little tree thing. And, you yeah. know, because if I fell, I probably would have not accepted it. So I got to do it again. But but he was telling me that once I did that trick, everyone else was in mm. on the video. Oh wow! He's, he's like that trick set off solidified. The whole video. Oh, Seriously? the troubleshooters video. Yeah, okay. troubleshooters. Yeah. yeah, because because when everyone found out that I gave that, I was like, yeah, that trick's going to troubleshooters. It legitimized. It legitimized the whole, the whole video. Gotcha. That's right. And then Mayhew's part, still one of the best parts I've seen from Dave. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of tricks in that video that are really, really good. Yeah. I, that that I part's thought. amazing. Dave's yeah. part's amazing. Dave's was good. I mean, Chad and I had six stuff in there. Yes. Like everyone was killing it. Was it Pete Lehman? Pete Lehman was in it a little bit. Dude, you back then the spots down there were so good. The schoolyards down there, I think, were better than LA schoolyards. Like in my opinion, because the benches were really, really good. Dude, they had like they had like metal. The there was was metal, and they had like the ground would meet up like this, so it could get like a little bit of a bump Mm. to a lot of them. So that's what's crazy. So again, us. I don't know if we want to call it lazy, but we were comfortable. It's convenient. Like we didn't get sponsored by. If I lived in Indiana, we wouldn't be talking, right? Like, I lived in San Diego. I lived where all the spots were. We skated my junior high school. Korea yeah. Junior High was my high school. And we thought about skating there because the first photo I ever saw of anyone board sliding a bench was Johnny Cop in a transfer video, probably in 86, hmm. at my junior high school. Oh, wow. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, 
Well, that's it. There's We're a spot. supposed to be skating benches. Fast forward to Hensley and Shackleby not doing the board slide to popovers. That was all at Korea. That was my junior high school. I love Amazing. it. And then Poilama High School was where they had those benches where out of nowhere the school put metal edge caps on the on yeah. the benches. They made it better. <laughs> I, I we couldn't believe it. We're like, is are they tripping? Like, yeah, are they like, trying to set us up or something? Like, like they didn't want you to ruin the actual bench, so they put metal on top. Right. Yeah, and there were like little rivets, mm. but you just grind. You can right. hear the in the footage. You can hear the click, 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 click. Mm-hmm. But you can just go right over those rivets. Wow. So I was like, how this is already a skate friendly area. Like this is just gonna. There was just sessions of 30, 40 people there every weekend. Dang, I never, I never made it down there, man. Correa, Cor- the Correa Junior High had the benches, and it was mm-hmm. the ten stair with the rail, and you could go over the rail into the bank. Is where Sheffy and Soldier Story did the ollie up to backside fifty stall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Wait, 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 wait what was the one that people do tricks over to the 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 black bank in land of the black bank? What's that one? That's a different spot. That's different. What was that spot That's called? Patrick Henry. No. The, it's a bigger bank. Right? At, they used to have a bunch of cement ledges and benches, and they had like a little platform you could put a bench down, and then in the back, like... Oh, uh, Montgomery. Was that? I don't... I can't remember. I just remember I mean, that. I mean, not, not Montgomery. Um, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah, Roosevelt. That was one of the best schools I've probably yeah. ever seen. But the hard thing about that rail into the bank was at the bottom they had... Remember, it got a hole at the bottom? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like you had to do a trick over it and somehow like roll over that that yeah. gap in it like if you look at that footage of heath kerchart tray flipping it yes he has a like almost ollie over that like pothole you know what yeah I mean? yeah it's pretty gnarly yeah that that bank was hard to land into the yeah. one at korea was a little it was smoother it was concrete at the time it was like a really smooth concrete bank which was great for like sheffy to do it but the rail was way higher uh no actually it wasn't higher it was pretty reasonable because later they redid that bank and it got really rough and they Someone like bondoed a runway to it, and then people were doing tricks over the rail. Like, that's like you see a lot of oh, people doing yeah, tricks yeah. over it. It's like a, is a cement. Um, yeah. 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 Like, like Tyler Surly does the switch flip, switch late shove it, which is yeah, insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That For was sure, a hard. Yeah. We actually all went there recently. Um, Jake Johnson had came into town. We were skating with Wes Kramer and Marius and all the OGs, all the kids who, like, these kids were like the North County skate kids who, who had. PE for they had skate PE. Jeez. You know what I mean? I was like, man, these kids got it too good. These kids aren't gonna make it. You know? like, <laughs> I was like, these kids are too spoiled. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they got it too good. They were grooming like, would be like the, the 90s, you know, like yeah, they're yeah. hungry. They're not yeah, running from the cops. Yeah. You know right, what I mean? Uh, right. Speaking of banks, half cab over chain, the chain over the bank. Over oh. the it's the I mean the Tom Penny bank. Man. Right. Let's just, let's just be honest. Well, you know, when I I mean, we saw that. I mean, so, yeah, all those spots. Mm-hmm. Point Loma. I mean, so we growing up there. That was in Shelter Island. That was in Point Loma. Mm-hmm. And Tom Penny obviously murdered that spot. Yeah. As, like, you show up there. And there was a few people who did They were doing some, some stuff. Some other yeah. stuff. For sure. JT Ults, what, Nose Wheelie? Kickflip Nose Manual. Kickflip Nose. Yeah. That is t- yeah. unbelievable. And, do- <laughs> and Dodd St- Dobstaff, I don't think even people saw this clip. I did come out somewhere, but mm. he did a full cab heel flip over it. So good. Oh, wow. Oh, like yeah. insane. Mm. Well, we're talking about half cab. You have, you yeah, so half saw, cab the whole damn yeah, thing. So yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to be doing the full cab kick flip <laughs> yeah. over this, you know, like, and I think someone had ollied over the whole thing. And I was like, well, maybe I'll do something over that. 
And but yeah, it was it was a it was a mind. Do you know oh. just like how sketchy <laughs> it was? Dude. Sketchy. You're going fakey at this cringe. chain. <laughs> yeah, you, you're and trust me, you're looking at the chain. De- yeah, you're looking. It's the only at the thing chain. I'd be looking at. Yeah. <laughs> You're one lucky. one misstep and you are you're flipped going over. over <laughs> so, so my whole thing was I'll go really fast mm. and just focus on half cab in the chain and somehow just clear the bank. Just float. <laughs> you just float, just float the rest of the just way. Just worry about the chain right. and the landing will come later. Yeah. Wow. How many tries did that take you? Is that a long try or is that really? A, no, a couple maybe four or five That's tries. That's it. Wow, you just hauled ass. Well, because you just... ha- you have to, you just you just got to do it. You wow. know, and a half cab is something you kind of control, like a mm-hmm. back seven eighty. Right. I did front seven eighty at first. Okay. That was a voice commercial. Mm. Then I back seven eighty it. Oh wow. For something. Oh, so um, you, you done some tricks. And, and then and then I half cabbed it. <laughs> then you yeah. half cabbed it. Okay. Yeah. Damn. I love it. And Dude, then I, t- I love timing it. wise, you know. Yeah. I remember going there mm. and being really tripped out how steep it actually was. Yeah. And I I you know when you. You were scared a set of stairs or something. You're like, I don't need to ollie this. The risk isn't worth the reward. Alling in that thing was like, I was like, it's not worth it for me. So I have to do a hard trick and like battle it, or I'm probably ollie it and eat shit. It's not worth it. You it's know what I mean? I know. <laughs> Ke- Kelly, actually, you have that kind of pop that actually probably worked pretty good for that spot. But like, it was I wasn't like a landing Straight in a bank. And, yeah, that's I true. wasn't landing yeah, to a landing bank type a bank, of dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was more of like, look at it, get in a car type of dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, pull up I to the it. car, look at it, yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Drive, 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 drive by. Yeah. We always have jokes about that. Like, is this a spot I would get out the car for? Right. You know? Seriously. Right. Yeah, but man, that spot was sketchy. Oh my God. I mean, that there was some good stuff to happen at that. And uh, yeah, a lot of stuff in the banks. Yeah, Correa, Point Loma. And so troubleshooters, you know, mm-hmm. dropped and and that kind of did it. So like I that ca- that came out right when I got on Planet Earth. That was it. Okay. And Planet Earth was like, look, you know, we're gonna support you in this video mm-hmm. now that you're coming on the team. So actually, they helped uh, distribute it. Amazing. And it actually got out pretty well. Yeah. And I think yeah. it won, I think it won like an Independent Video of the Year award or something. And and then from there we were doing parts for like the Transworld clips and it just mm-hmm. kind of rolled in other things. And eventually. Um, after that, I just started stacking clips for the storm. The storm, video. Right, right. And so I was on Airwalk during '96 to probably '98, or maybe '95 to '98. Mm. And I was getting to a point where the more coverage I was getting, the more they were kind of supporting me. And you know, I mean, it was a stacked team, right? I mean, it had like Jeff Raleigh on it, and Jason oh, Lee, yeah. and Bear, and everybody. And um, they were paying us decent, you know, mm-hmm. for back then, pretty well, and giving us every. I mean. 12 shoes a pop probably you know just like cartons of shoes you know like oh you want a snowboard you want snowboard clothes i mean it was like shopping you know so shout out to uh those guys for hooking it up and um it was uh it was just one of those things where i was at point loma skating we were filming tricks probably for troubleshooters Mm -hmm. and um and brian reed was there and he was there with like Mayhew and some other dudes. And I think that Mayhew and Gershon, Adam McNatt and Tyrone were already on. They just started the company. Okay. And he, and I think I remember doing the backsmith backside flip out. Oh. On the bench. On the bench. Yeah. At Point Loma. And Reed was there and he's like, damn, that was a sick trick. That would have looked so sick if those were in Osiris shoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well. <laughs> and, and he just kept doing, like, he was on a few sessions, just kept playing with me like that. Like, oh, that'd be so sick if they were in Osiris. And I was just like, dude, like, Osiris is new. Like, is yeah. this actually going to be around, you know? Like, I've already had plenty of those 
you know, the BBC days, the Sims days, like the already, one year stints. I already know what this looks like. For sure. You know, You're already like, in a solid deal with yeah, Airwalk. Yeah. Like, so I'm on yeah. Airwalk. I'm on planet earth. I'm not trying to mess this up. Yeah. I got a family to feed, you know, like, I like evil shoes better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evil. Yeah. yeah. So they started with evil shoes right. and then they turned it into Osiris. Osiris. And, um, but then the more I skated, you know, I skate with those, those guys all the time. You know, I think even Chad, I think got on before me. So okay. it was like, Mayhew, Chad and I, Tyrone, we were all skating together all the time, yeah. filming all the time. And eventually it was just like, maybe, you know? I mean, they were dropping ads, and so they were offering me a lot of opportunities, and I went back to Airwalk, and I was like, I think I'm going to do this. Okay. Well, this time you're actually skating with your crew. Right. So Which that's nice. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it, and it goes yeah. back to this is the first time I feel like I really fit with these guys. Yeah. Like, this is people you ride with, who can go in a van with, who you can just laugh with, and you know, even, you know, get mad at it and still be cool the next day kind of thing. You so know? important. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's kind of how that happened. And, um, so I was going on planet earth trips and, you know, uh, Osiris trips. And it's kind of funny because at some point, I don't remember if it was before or after the storm. Yeah, I think it was after the storm came out, but I remember planet earth was stacking clips for a video and Schla and Chris Miller hired Dave Schlossbach to do that video mm -hmm. because of what he did on the storm. Mm -hmm. But let's just say that the rough edit that we all witnessed was not up to par. <laughs> it was oh, man. terrible. What, like it, the skating or like just the, the way it was put together, the editing oh. and the intro was like techno. I don't even know. If, I mean, what, what's, what's some other phrase we can use for a techno? I mean, it was electronic drum, drum and bass. Oh, I don't know. EDM. It might have been. It EDM. was pretty extreme. To, I mean, it was like sure even for the rhythm video. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that's like kind of what the rhythm video now, sounds it, like. Guys, this this was a whole new level. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like some scary, like maybe haunted house. Okay. Like, oh wow. I don't even know. Okay. And there was like a lot of strobe light going on, mm. and there was this intro where there's this dummy that goes over a waterfall. And mm. I'm like, what does this have to do with skateboarding? Like, I didn't get it. It was like, it was, it, it was some weird symbology kind of thing. And everyone was looking at each other like, what are we watching? And needless to say, the thing did not stick. And okay. I think eventually Dave just got fired from oh, it. No. And it was, it was, a, it was, I don't know what he was doing. I was like, look, mm. I know, I know you're trying to do something different and like way out there, but this is not it. This doesn't even mm. match like yeah. i think he was like interjecting all these weird like nature things and maybe he's thinking planet earth but it, it was pretty bad oh wow yeah. trying to like recreate now and later <laughs> what, what was so the storm he edited the storm he um there was other people who actually edited it like with him kind of in the uh, mix okay, okay. he did all the film he was like the director i mean i think he was credited for kind of producing it along with you know yeah all the osiris guys but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, Planet Earth, it, it was, so that's where it got weird, because Earth had their own little image thing, Osiris had theirs, and I felt like the bigger Osi like we got with Osiris, the more it was getting weird at Planet Earth. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but Chris Miller was a big supporter, I mean, that guy had great pep talks, uh -huh. and I remember one time, probably after we were on for a bit, and had a few models in, and... I think we had like a review, which is kind of cool that he did that. Like, it's like, hey, let's do a check in and see where everyone's at. And um, I think other people came in before me and he was like, you know, like you're always really like chill. You kind of just back up your skating. You're not coming in here, slamming your fist on the 
on the table demanding more money. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you a raise as much as I gave everyone else, but I'm also going to give you more money for your medical insurance, for your family. Oh, wow. And I was like, dude, that's sick. And he's like, just, you know, you went out to like the Tampa Am. You didn't make the cut, but you went out and did that crazy double set over the rail at night. You know, oh, wow. because okay. you just felt like you wanted to make something happen out there, and a lot of people just did make the cut and just chilled and partied, and right. you actually like took your time out there and got shit done. Love that. And so I was like, dude, thank you. You know, so like I just always remembered that and kind of shared that with other people. Like, look, if you're gonna put in the work, you might find that people will support you and back you up, but you got to put in the work first, absolutely, and then that will all come. And, you know, as long as you have a cool boss like Chris Miller. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, yeah that helps. That helps. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he got but, it. You but know? it's a recognition, though. Right. That it's like giving you that recognition. Yeah. That you and, know, you know, ha- you're, you're having that it. from Chris Miller, that meant a lot. You know, right. it's like, here's a guy oh, yeah. who's been there, done that, he gets it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, later on, on some other road trips where we had mixed it up with some other team riders because they were on audio or on mercury trucks or whoever they were on that was kind of under that umbrella sure oh, yeah. it's like you know i was hearing from other people they were getting quite a bit less than us and i was like you might want to talk about getting a raise Oof. you know like i mean there are some people on some brands that were huge and i they were getting underpaid i mean it was it was bad this was uh 90 ish in, in 99 right. okay. even mm, 99 I can see that yeah well this is when like osiris was starting to blow up so you're probably seeing a lot of money coming in well you're just shoe. talking about from your from planet earth mm-hmm. yeah from planet earth so i was saying osiris aside i was saying 99 knowing what i was that's when chris kind of gave me that raise and knowing what we were making and right. some other people but i also saw you know small and those mm-hmm. guys were getting good checks from shorties. Right. And I think we all kind of knew where everyone was at. And I was like really shocked on some of these big companies, what they were paying their dudes. And I remember like bunking up with dudes like, yeah, you need to. Damn, you guys actually talk about it. Yeah. Well, it just kind of came out like, hey, man, like, how is it for you? Because I'm kind of struggling with uh, this. Yeah. I think I was always that dude who just maybe seemed trustworthy to confide in, you mm, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I had. In 99, you know, I had my second kid. Like, I was, like, not trying to mess around. Like, right. I think they just saw that I was like, hey, this guy actually... Maybe they saw you more responsible. More responsible, right. As somebody they can talk to about finances, yeah. you yeah. know? And, and so I was like, hey, dude, like, but yeah, it's this interesting. is where we're at. I think a lot of companies, I mean, they, you know, took advantage of a lot of skateboarders. Yeah. You know? And Jack, it happens. Around that time, did Miller ever offer you, to, like, to ride for audio? He did. He did. Well, he asked me. He was like... So what's your deal with Osiris? And I told him what we were doing, our royalty rate, what we were getting, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And he was like, yeah, you're, I think you're good where you are. <laughs> you're chilling. <laughs> yeah. Because I think we had negotiated a pretty good um, royalty rate. Okay. And that was the whole deal. Like, do you want a bigger minimum or do you want a bigger royalty rate? Or mm. And so because it was a new company, when I got on, I was able to negotiate a pretty good royalty rate. Perfect. And everyone who came in after that got lower and lower and lower. Mm-hmm. I remember Louis Barletta hit me up one time. He's like, yeah, you know, I really want to negotiate something. And I know I'm going to get my shoes soon. I'm pretty sure I'm the lowest paid dude on the team. I was like, yeah, I think so. You know, like, because he was the last dude on. Right. Oh. So it kept going down. And, and the, down the, and the down, royalty right. rates were, like, low, you know. But, mm-hmm. like, that's what other people are getting. But on Osiris, they were hearing all these big numbers, and it's because the founding dudes on the team were, were able getting... to negotiate the higher rates. How, how from the time you got on Osiris to your first shoe came out, what was that time span? A year. That was in the first year? Damn. Yeah. 
first shoe? The, so, the, so, was that the so, DEFCON 1? Yep. So I got on a 98, and my shoe came out in 99. I think at the Storm premiere, that's when they brought out the bronze shoes, which I was going to bring, but I was like, ah, oh, may he already brought his shoe. We, we already know we what that looks like. We saw the bronze shoe. We would love to see your shoe. bronze shoe, though. Yeah, this, but uh, well, you brought the other, you brought the real ones. Yeah, for, so this is a real one. So, you know, this isn't quite as big as a D3, but <laughs> probably not too far it's off. close. Minus yeah, the far. loops, and it's not light. Yeah, probably no, no. weighs about the same. That thing weighs as much as my cat, dude. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> I think... It's like uh, wearing two cats yeah. on your feet, just stomping around. I'm mean, going mean, need to see a picture of that cat. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a big, she's a big girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this this thing, I mean, obviously this was probably great for impact. Sure. You know, I was like, yeah, I want the airbags. and But you know what's <laughs> funny is like, you know, when Dave did his first shoe, it was so simple and low tech and it's like what we ride now mm. and i think his i want to say he did the d3 before this one i saw it before this and it was it was crazy i mean and he told i remember i remember like he was working on it he went to the shoe store the sport chalet and he, he saw the hiking boot and the mm-hmm. loops and had the concept for it so i saw the idea he had and the concept for it and by all means, Reed did work on the design. Mm-hmm, so I think there's mm-hmm. a little bit of both going on there. Sure. But uh, when I saw the samples, it was just massive. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this thing, can you even skate in this? But then, of course, I'm like looking at this, like, who am I to talk? Like, this is pretty big. I mean, we're talking, <laughs> th- they're both big, but yeah. the, the the D3 had more bells and whistles. It did. Yeah, totally. That way. And, yeah. and so what happened was, Dave was like, dude, my first shoe tanked. Mm-hmm. And like, he took a lower minimum to oh, get the higher yeah. royalty rate in hopes that it would pay off. But mm. he was broke, you know? Right. Other dudes were, like, killing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Gershon and Tyrone at that time, their shoes were killing and it. we're talking about the shoe right. that was simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. those were, like, very yeah. simple at very first. Simple. And then it started to get a little... He, he, he had the most simple shoe of everybody. Right. And right. then he went from that to the D3. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and he was he's like, like, well, let's just go from one extreme to the That's yeah, it. Might as well. And that's what he said. He's like, dude, I got nothing to lose. Right. He's like, if I don't make anything that doesn't stand off, stand out on the shelf, I'm not going to sell shoes. You had three shoes? Yep. Is that correct? So you had the DEFCON 1, the DEFCON 2, and then... And then the Burn. Which the is burn. like a, Which is like probably not much different than Dave's first shoe, which is really simple. Oh, okay. You know, it was more simple. You know, it wasn't as tech like this. So, but mm-hmm. the thing is... Dave was right, dude. Like this shoe sold the best of any shoe I ever had. And it's because it was bigger, tech, had all the right. bells and whistles, the bags, the detailing. Yeah, because this one is well, let me grab it. The second yeah, he's got the yeah, yeah, yeah. The DEFCON two. He's, he's got the DEFCON two, which they promoted pretty well and did decent. And they made a lot of colorways out of these shoes. They did. Mm-hmm. They made a lot of colorways for sure. I mean, this was in the era before, I guess, colorways are the thing now, right? Like, you don't get your shoe, you just get colorways. Nowadays, it's like the colorways. Yeah. It's a thing, right? Well, give it out because it's, it's... It's expensive. It's expensive to give all these pro riders their own shoes. Yeah. It's just, it's a different... It's unless, a, unless you know that these shoes are going to make you $40 million. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't that know, would make an easy decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but, mean, so so if we're getting good royalty checks, mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. the company's getting. For yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. And so, yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, dude, these, I mean, it was mind blowing to kind of, he's, I remember Tony Mag at one point handing out checks in the office and I remember handing me a check and he's like, well, I can't, I'm pretty sure that's the biggest check I ever handed you. Wow. You know, it's like, you know, tw- over 20 G's, you know? Yeah. For, yeah. for this, just the month? One month. And I'm looking at Good. Dave and I was like, you know, not to throw his numbers out there, but it was much bigger than mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, if I'm getting this, I don't know what you're getting. Wait, are you guys all looking around this, like... 
What well, did you get? What did you get? Who you <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. But the homies were like cool with it. Like, yeah. I mean, for some of us, all pretty even. You know, twenty, thirties, forties, right? You know, and above. Yeah. You know? <laughs> wow. But but you got to remember, like, some of us, you know, in the moment, you're like, oh, this is amazing. Like, you're just thinking in your head, this is gonna go forever. Yeah. But in reality, you're like, no, this isn't gonna go forever. Knowing that some people only have a career for three years. I mean, True. so if you think about it, that 93 to 96 year, I mean, when Chris was talking about, oh, you kind of disappeared, I was like, hey, I thought maybe that was it. Right. Because that's normal, right? Three years, you're done. Yeah. And so to kind of come back in like, you know, 98 and 99 and then kind of go beyond that, like that was another window that I was like, hey, I already know this may not be forever. So mm -hmm. we need to make sure we do the right thing with this money. Speaking of forever, how long was it between the first DEF CON and the, what was the last shoe called? The... The burn. The burn. Mm. I think that was like a. How, what year? How many? What, what, probably like a four or five year run. Four or five year run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not good. too bad. And then bad literally, the the Osiris video came out like the storm came out like a year after mm. also. Nine ninety nine, and then, uh, and then I remember that specifically because that was. The, the night that that DVD dropped was the night my second daughter was born. That's what you were saying, right, yeah. right, right. And so, again, just kind of motivation to keep going. It's like, okay, well, you know, and my whole thing was just coming from humble beginnings. My family didn't have a lot of money. I didn't take any of this for granted. You know, mm -hmm. I got two kids now, two girls, mind you. Right. Not even kids, girls. Congrats. Yeah. That's like three kids. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I got to. I'm not taking this for granted. I'm going to make mm -hmm. it happen. Let and, see that thing. You know, and somehow we were able to skate in these things. You know, so, yeah, it's it's heavy, bro. <laughs> now we just oh. use it for weights, you know? <laughs> it's Five pound weight. It, it's heavy, dude. Yeah. We, we used to skate. I didn't skate in any Osiris. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No. Please finish it about your... No, no. your I was going to say, I mean, I skated in... We all skated in the bigger... These Huff yeah. shoes, the DVS. The mm -hmm. DCs. Bulky, but DCs. But these are, bro... They're heavy. These are bro. These That's are bro. <laughs> These are bro. Actually, I re you know what? A lot of bros wore those back then. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> You're right. You know why? Because there were other tech shoes coming out, and I remember picking them up. I was like, wait, how come these are lighter? Bro. I was like, what are we using because for this these rubber? Because they're bro. Yeah, I was like, dude, See, these are- I told you. We need to come last. up with some better materials. You know, I mean, reminds you, me of the the Sean Sheffy DVS. Yeah, yeah Sheffy. totally. Yep. I yep. see yep. that yep. too. Similar. That, it was similar. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how, how much uh, design factor did you put into it? Honestly, I think they showed us some stuff, and I was like, "You guys cool with this?" I mean, I wasn't a designer. Okay. You know, I think I remember for this soul. I remember Tony Mag. Oh, actually, it's kind of similar. I remember Tony Mag giving me something for like a pattern for the soul, and I drew some sketches on mm. there. I think it was actually kind of similar to this, but okay. I I doubt they even cared. Um, hmm. I mean, so I, th I, I, I think I think I definitely told them I wanted something that could handle impact, okay. and you know, so you had some bags. say in it, and yeah, you just gave a little bit, input. Right. But those guys came up, and then the DefCon two, right? Which was I over think there. I don't know if Persuade did the one and the two. I'm pretty sure he did the two. Hmm. And um, that one is a little bit lighter, right, Kelly? Is it a little bit? Lighter? I, I can't that one tell. Is, that one is lighter. You know what kind of reminds me of for some weird reason? You might think I'm crazy. Reynolds? That and the Ed that's Templeton true. shoe. Mm. Remember the American? You know what? I think you're right. It does kind of look like a Reynolds a little bit that yeah. side. Yeah. yeah, and that one actually on the lace tab, you see on the gray thing, it has like a little K on it. Yeah. Yeah. So then that one matched um, 
I try to tie that into a Planet Earth board graphic, which is behind. Yep. So I was trying to like God. have this little theme. Oh, yeah, and then okay. you can see on the shoe box behind Kelly, there's like the K on it. I kind of was like yeah. trying to have your icon. Yeah, I was trying to come up with something that kind of tied everything in. And I was really into hip hop. And I remember seeing this DMX cover and it was kind of like a rugged font like that. I was yep, like, oh, yep, let's yep. kind of rough it up a little bit. Yeah. Bro, you are you are grilling right there, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Pro- probably probably another reason why I was probably not going to be a good fit for a lot of teams. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's put it this way. You had a good four or five years. Yeah. Like... Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, when I was Good. younger, That's when I was younger, I had like the high top fade. I was mm-hmm. pretty militant and aggressive. You know, we were just like kids who were like, you know, really into hip hop culture and just the fade was mean, sick, by the way. mean mugging. Yeah, high top fade. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, if I could grow that thicker out, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I see that style coming back. I was like, it's so hilarious, and people are like, oh, it's like this new thing. I was like, dude, I had that in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, good, yeah. yeah. It's this new thing. I just want to talk about one thing because this the cover back here is burning a hole in my in my eyeballs. The Big Brother Ollie cover, which is almost the same year too. It's like ninety eight. Yeah, right? yeah, that was ninety. That thing, what? That, I mean, that, anyone that thing is massive. Thing is anyone that's been to Long Beach is knows that word that mm-hmm. is. Yeah, that that yeah. had to be ninety eight because um, I wasn't on Planet Earth at the time. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I think I, I might have gone on during the interview, hmm. but I remember the. F- so I did it twice. You did. Yeah. So the first time we were just skating around Long Beach with this kid Kevin Davis, who was oh my gnarly. dude, he was gnarly barrel heel board slide. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I, I remember. <laughs> I remember I showed up to Planet Earth with him, and he was skating in the parking lot, and Kenny Anderson. I have a lot of respect for because he was very particular about everything he does mm-hmm. his tricks style the people on the team I can't even believe I made it on the team to be honest with you you know with Kenny because he's just he's just to a whole nother level of, of style but he saw Kevin Davis in the parking lot he's like dude who is that kid and how fast can we get him on the team yeah like so he was on earth for a little bit okay. he like okay. he switched crook the San Guido rail way back and i was like he was doing a lot of gnarly stuff yeah yeah he switched back so when he did that point loma high school rail the hard way switch wow, wow. the yeah. same one you backside yeah. flipped yeah damn, damn. yeah okay and he he was gnarly yeah, yeah but he so i was up there with him and he wanted to do some stuff and then we just saw that rail and i was like dude maybe i could ollie this and um it was a it was a bad run up. The angle is kind of weird. You kind of go sideways to it, and then the downhill. Like talk about bank landings, it's like sure. a downhill bank landing, which probably was good because it was such a big drop. But I tried it a few times, made it and rolled away, and it was filmed real, real raw, just kind of sloppy. Hmm. And it was just it was almost like homie footage. Okay. <clears throat> and it was um, it was just something where I was like, maybe I'll go back and redo that for a photo, um, if people think it's like good enough you know okay and because so, i i just didn't think it was that crazy because i'd already been doing stuff and but i was like oh maybe it'll look sick it's a four-story building I, I just you know in my head <laughs> i think it was a way for me to like downplay everything so like i didn't get too get freaked you. out I get you. like yeah. oh i can do this no yeah, problem okay um but yeah so i went back so i met i don't know how the interview came up with big brother but maybe it was Cossack or they called me or something because i think i did the transworld interview first possibly okay. the one with that fold out gate and all that. Yeah, oh, on this one right here. Yeah, that, that was first, I think in 98. And yeah. then I think the big brother one was a follow up because people saw they're like, Oh, 
right here. Yeah. This, oh. this, uh, this. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, you did that. You're killing it. Let's go shoot an interview for us. Okay. And then it was kind of the same thing. Like, hey, if you get, if you can do that Long Beach thing, it maybe it could be the cover. Mm-hmm. And I remember meeting Dmitry Ilyasevich, who a lot of people know from Big Brother and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But for me, I remember him just being a sick East Coast photographer. And I remember I met him and I was like, dude, your photos that you first dropped in the magazines were so sick. And he's like, dude, that's awesome. I didn't even know people even paid attention to that. And so when we shot the photos for that cover and some of the stuff in the, in the inside of it, he was like, I just want to say, like, I really appreciated you shouting me out like that. It really motivated me to, like, oh, try amazing. to shoot good photos again. Because when you're shooting all the time, you just kind of point and click. You're just, this is your job. You just kind of go and get it done and you're out. But um, if you look at some of those photos in there, I remember there was a bag, so we need to heel flip over this dumpster. And he had, like, arranged these tubes in there and this lighting. And it was a really sick photo. And he was telling me how proud he was, like that he was able to like get back to being creative. Oh, that's amazing! Mm-hmm. Bro. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. How yeah. just uh, a couple <clears throat> words can spark just, somebody I, like that? I was just being honest. I was like, dude, your photos and the colors you use yeah. it was super sick. And he was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do some shit. So you just decided to then you wanted to go back to shoot that to shoot that. Yeah, and you shot that with uh, Meech also. Okay, mm-hmm. wow, Meech. Meech. Yeah. Shout out Meech. Yeah. yeah, he was an animal. He went out. He went on a couple of tours with us too, and he is awesome. He's great. He is great. He's great. But uh, Big Ollie, congratulations Big Ollie. on that, that. It's amazing. And that made it into the storm video. I think that was my yep. opening trick actually. And then uh, then there was some other stuff in there that Cossack shot, and okay. it was cool. I actually stayed at Cossack's house. Yeah. And we just went around and just found random spots and just saw, shot stuff. So. And by the way, we have a lot of Big Brother people on. We had, just had Jeff Tremaine I on. I saw that. Yeah, Jeff did my interview. He, that, oh, he did your wow. interview? <laughs> and that's the issue that Johnny Knoxville did the self-defense article. Yep. Which is where Johnny Knoxville pretty yeah. much started. got started. That's like having a G.I. Joe, first G.I. Joe thing right there. Yeah, keep that in a, <laughs> you keep that in a wrapper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Keep that as a rapper. <laughs> don't bro. bring that up, Kelly. <laughs> I mean, dude. needless to say that you've had you know so many epic clips and tricks, and I mean, like I said, I, I always admired you because you were just going for the, the I was biggest on a mission. shit. Yeah. I was like, dude, yeah, it just goes back to that Gons issue. And I never did any of that stuff. Yeah. So it really, I was like, I don't know. I was always been a big fan. But see, but you guys all have your thing. You know, yeah, like yeah, I remember yeah. I remember seeing Kelly and his footage and he just had such a good sick pop. Like all his tricks were so clean. It didn't even have to be over or down anything. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm never gonna do a sitch trade that good. You know what I mean? Well like, everybody's got their like Thanks, little man. bag, you know. <laughs> yeah, everybody's same thing with Jerron. When he came out, it was like I mean, a lot of people knew because he was floating around like, Oh, this kid's Jerron on real and you know, mm-hmm. just killing it and his footage coming out. I was like, dude, this kid is like the prodigal it was like watching Little B, you know, like yeah, yeah, just seeing yeah. these kids coming up and killing it. And then the thing I remember about you, Chris, when you came out was everything you were doing, you held like really long. Like all your ledge tricks, you were just going so far. And I was like, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Because like a lot of people weren't doing that. Nah, right. Like everyone finds that. their niche. For sure. mm-hmm. Like for me, I was like, I'm not going to be day one. Right. You know, I'm not going to be able to be more tech than like a Mayhew. Like, what am I going to do to stand out in my video? I remember actually having that conversation with Chad Fernandez in a, in a tour bus of all people. He gave me this philosophical advice, you know, and I was like, man, I just worried about my part. I need, I need to be well-rounded and I have some of the bench tricks and this and that. He's like, dude, stop worrying about that. Just do what you do best. Right. He's like, stop, stop worrying about what everyone else has got in their parts and just do you. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And that's what the, like the long grinds, like I just, that's what I loved. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it it sounded, like when you, when you're in, I bring it, we bring it up a lot, the listen part, yeah. when the, the opening line at the, at the 
graffiti pit and like the gnarly nose <clears throat> one you do there later mm-hmm. is like I was like whoa this dude and it sounded good yeah, yeah. the sound it sounded good so you're like it's that sound. was dope I dude. picked the soundtrack <laughs> from that video yeah, yeah do great, not great do not shortchange yourself yeah. but that that was mm-hmm. a sit out to me I was like this dude like you would get into a trick and it was a sound yeah mm-hmm. he's like he's like grinding or sliding and it's all gritty and it's yeah. going and after all I was like he's still going <laughs> well yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember for a while there like a 90s late 90s like everybody would kind of do these like bonks yep. on, on the end of curbs mm-hmm. yep. like nolly back so 180 nolly back tail slides like just oh, bonk yeah. it you know crooked grind bonk you know yeah. and i'm like i that wasn't fulfilling i wanted to grind i i, I we were all fans i think i pretty mm-hmm. much retired bench skating after you came i'm done backsmith backslide flip back then Ooh. i don't know if i've seen i don't know if i saw that back then that was mm-hmm. one of the and you did you, you did a random mm-hmm. one dude fakie smith fakie flip out oh yeah yeah I was it, like, just, it just kind of came, again, <laughs> just playing around with tricks. It kind of just worked. It yeah. just like locked in, kind of worked in there. And then the backsmith one, I was like, well, I'm so dipped, I can actually pop out. Right. So I was, like, doing, I was like, doing backside 180s out. I was doing mm-hmm. big spins out. And I just tried to start flipping it. And yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I was the first one I ever saw on tape. Yeah. I mean, it got murdered after that. That's for oh, sure. Oh, everyone could. I feel yeah. like everyone could do it. Yeah, now. Every, I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, hold the flag. If you did that shit first, hold that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I want to ask. Got the flag. I, I'm assuming that you landed your bigger, tr- the big tricks, pretty fast. What was what was that like when you're approaching something? Did you do it? Stick it first try? Were you kicking it out? It depends. Yeah. I mean, the flip tricks down big stuff. Sometimes. I mean. I don't know. I remember when I did the tech tricks, those were really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the fakey Smith, fakey flip thing actually came pretty quick once I got it. And the backsmith backflip, that was hard. I remember day one came up to me one day. I was like, dude, I saw those tricks. That was so sick. And I was like, yes, thank you. Know, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> yeah. you know, an honor. You know what I mean? But we talked um, about that recently, just like how those tech, tr- obviously tech tricks will take longer. It, ta- it takes and, a while. And just, you know, it, but the bigger bigger drops yeah it's just you gotta go you, you got well so i remember the silvergate 14 i remember backside flipping that and again sometimes if you're just in the mind frame you could just it just rolls mm-hmm. and i remember i there were some kids in my neighborhood who i skateboarded with at the local little skate park it was like a prefab wood skate park and um they had a birthday thing and i was like okay guys for your birthday i'm gonna take you to some real street spots so we went to like the Bay Park, like the bump to the, the bump to the railing that a lot of people. The skate. steep ass bank to the little rail. That <laughs> yeah. thing would look so okay. It was awesome spot, but looked horrible. Now that dude. Kelly says that, I was like, <laughs> I take these poor kids <laughs> to, the, to the hardest part. Yeah, I, was I, thought, spot yeah. Ever I thought you were gonna say I brought them to this Long Beach <laughs> Ollie yeah. that I did. It's, it's, it's probably not much better. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly's right. That bank to rail. I was like, how are people skating that thing? They, trust me, those kids weren't skating. No, no. <laughs> they looked at it. Where were we going next? I know that, that was yeah. pretty much it. I mean, they were skating the bank part of it. Like if you go over, there's like a real bank, and they were just skating that. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, it was kind of close to where we lived. <laughs> well, I, you skated it before. So like, oh, this is cool. I used to skate here. Yeah. Then, I, it's like they thought they were going to Chuck E. Cheese, know, but you took yeah. them to Domino's. <laughs> so, so I took them there. I might have took them to some other spot that was probably more reasonable. And I was like, hey, guys, I got to meet this guy. <laughs> this story is so crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to meet this guy to shoot a photo at this 14 stair. Are you bringing these kids with you? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened I brought it I was like yeah it, was, it literally was me like oh we got a slight detour I just gotta just backslide flip this 14 real quick 
And then we'll keep going on some other stuff. So yeah, I brought the kids with me. Cause someone asked me this, like, dude, is it true that you backslip at the 14, like for some kid's birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, kinda. Like, like he was entertainment. Yeah, I, I guess so. Like it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, I want to get this trick. It's on a Saturday. I promise these kids to take them skating, but I kind of want to shoot this thing. So Jeff Taylor met me there to shoot the photo. Someone oh, wow. else, I don't know who filmed it. Wow. Um, but we met there and I think I did that. And, and I remember the board was not feeling good because mm-hmm. we were skating those other spots and it was like too steep. Okay. Like the concave, like I should have paid attention to uh. the board I grabbed, but it was so concaved that it was really hard to flip and catch because mm-hmm. it's just too steep. Right. right. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so like, I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen, but if it does, it better be quick. So I think I remember trying it a few times. I think I did it like six try. Wow. So that that's probably an average like yeah. thing. You, I mean, it came pretty quick, I guess. But did, did the kids cheer? Yeah, were they stoked? I think they didn't know what to think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I was like, cool birthday yeah, party. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. I think they were maybe excited to see it go down. Right. And then it was kind of like, okay, what are we what doing are we next? Do? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, so yeah. funny. Bro. Thanks for the detour, but where are we? Yeah, going? yeah, where are we going next? Yeah. Wow, dude. Hey, uh, one thing that we need to talk about though, too, because this shit that you're doing right now, the uh, new line uh, skate parks, yeah, is incredible because you actually design. We have a picture there behind Kelly too. We have a Man. you actually design these skate parks, and what do you work in? You work in a, a 3D CAD uh, computer. Yeah, we do a little bit of everything. So like. I think after the Earth thing, same thing happened. A lot of restructuring. Mm-hmm. K2 was coming down on those guys. They were having problems. Jeff Taylor was like, dude, it's kind of the beginning of the end. Um, that's when they combined Rhythm and Planet Earth all together. Right. And some people made it. Some people didn't. He was like, dude, you're going to be better off going somewhere else. And probably months later after that, that thing collapsed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just d- couldn't really seem to find a really good fit for myself. And I think also that's coming into like 2003 mm-hmm. and then 2004. And I'm like, dude, I've already done everything I want to do. Like how much more am I going to do? I remember running into Ardo Sari years before that we were at some like demo thing and he had just dropped his first part, I think. And I remember we were hanging out and he was telling me the same thing. Like, dude, I just almost like died. Like back lipping this 18 stair rail or whatever like oh. what's next yeah mm. you know so i was like thinking about that like that whole thought of process like did we do too much too fast or what do we do to one up each other right. at a certain level like you know what backside flip el toro i mean you know like you start just you yeah. start hearing things like that like oh you should go do that and i was like no not really like i'm just don't care like i don't really need to do that like i think you just get to that point where like i'm going to start being interested in looking at things from a different perspective at some level, at some point you're mm-hmm. going to just think differently. And, um, I just kind of was like, I don't know if I really want to go through reinventing myself again to find another good fit again. Right. And so I'd had that conversation with like Osiris and like, you know what, we're rechanging up. They're kind of whole new people coming on. Ali Bilala got on and, um, Clint Peterson and so when Chris Pastras came in and started Pastras, yeah. so I was still on and we dropped another video subject mm-hmm. to change yep. which was a cool video yeah mm-hmm. um, and I had some decent stuff in there but I think after that that was probably 2003 by the time 2004 five rolled around I was like you know what I think I'm ready to start thinking about other things right and I didn't know what but I looked online and I started searching careers and I was like let me do something totally different than skateboarding let me like think about something that 
is going to challenge me mentally just to change it up for a bit. I can go back to the industry and try to do that whole thing if I want to. Mm -hmm. But so I looked at where I was living at was in Chula Vista where Tommy Sandoval's out of. I I moved down there um, from other parts of San Diego when I bought my first house. It was just way more reasonable. I could never buy a house from scratch there now. That's for, I mean, <laughs> who's going to buy a house anywhere? At this it's point? crazy. Yeah, the yeah, market's yeah. so crazy. Psycho. Got in at the right time. Listen to Mayhew talking about doing the right things with your money. Invest in the house. Don't invest in the car. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people were buying crazy stuff back then. And, I'm sure. You know, Casper got a navigator with a PlayStation in it, hit the brakes. The thing caught on fire. It just got decimated oh, after wow. three months, lost all that money. Those things were humongous, those yeah. Lincoln Navigators. Yeah, it was a big... And I was like, Josh, like, don't get the Navigator. Get like even a condo or something. Sure. And then you're going to make... Dude, when I bought my first house, in the first four weeks, I got a phone call from my bank. And I was like, oh, dude, the gig is up. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, you know, like this is too good to be true. Because I'm, I'm looking at my neighborhood, and I'm like, I don't belong here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a skater. Like, I don't belong in a 3,000 square foot home. Yeah, you, know? you do. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my mind, I mean, I didn't grow up in a house. My parents never had a house. So it was like uncomfortable, mm. you know? And um, so when the bank called me, I was like, okay, something happened, the loan. It was something, I probably didn't fill out the form right or I really didn't qualify. I thought I did. And they're like, oh no, we just want to tell you you've already made, you know, $40,000 in equity. Do you want to use it? And I was like, in four weeks? Wow. I was like, no, I'm good. Let's just, it's like Vegas. I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to let it ride. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, Josh, would, you know, you could buy property and just let it, you know, roll. And, Mm. and he's just, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to, you know, that was just a mentality. Like you come from nothing. You want to like prove that you have something. Mm. So people are buying, you know, expensive jewelry and cars. And yeah. I remember Shiloh was giving Mayhew a hard time at a trade show. Like, yo, Mayhew, with all that D3 money, what are you driving? And he was like, oh, like a forerunner. He's like, give me your money. I'll go buy you a real car. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, that was just the thing. It's like, you got the money. Go sure, show sure. you got the money. Yeah. You know? And Dave was just, he said, no, nah, I'm good. And I think he was already thinking ahead, like, right. this may not last forever. True. Yeah. yeah. True. <clears throat> and he was just saying that, uh, <clears throat> How hard it was to write those checks to the IRS. Oh yeah. Oh man. They want they want their money. Yeah, you know. So it's like he he's looking at like okay number one this may not be forever number two I got to write these crazy checks we all had to right yeah, like yeah. I mean me too yeah and so it was just like we're trying to think of like the future not just right sure. now sure which is smart yeah and skateboarding mean, and everything best advice he ever gave me was to invest in property that's for sure and i was yeah, glad i listened yeah. to him because it was tempting right it's like oh you know but what about this right you know chasing the the shiny object you know <laughs> but it, it was a good thing that we we did that and uh but yeah he just he lost a lot of money on that and mm. i think a lot of people just thought it was never going to end sure. and then when it did end it's like okay now what you know right right so i kind of like had the house and um, i was able to use that um to help bankroll my whole next thing like going back to school mm. and just kind of using that to help help fund my next career okay That's yeah sick. so i went back to school i actually interned at the city of chula vista and kind of saw a lot of stuff that they did with the engineering department and architects and inspectors and surveyors so i was like oh maybe i'll be more into this surveying engineering kind of world and i did that for a while and while i was there an engineering company approached me and said, hey, how do you like working for the city? I was like, oh, I don't work here. I just, I'm just an intern. I'm still like skateboarding profession. I'm kind of phasing out. And at some point I did, I kind of like, the city's like, oh, we can pay you as an intern. Mm. And I was like, well, maybe this is it. And so I just kind of jumped 
And I was like, you know, let's just do a final board. I did this like collage board mm-hmm. that's somewhere around here. And it was just kind of like a farewell thing. Um, Transworld covered it and a lot of Sick. people were there. And I was like, well, I guess once you're a pro skater, you're kind of always pro. But, you know, it's yeah. just like, look, I'm not going to be competing. I'm not going to be having a pro board in a shoe. Mm, yeah. And I was like, let's just transition out of that and into this thing. And I just went all in just like in skateboarding. You know, it's like you're starting at the bottom. You're learning your tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. I'm just learning. I just wanted to be a student. So they're like, oh, you should come work for us. And I was like, no, I just, I just, I got a lot to learn. Right. Like, I don't want to come there and you be expecting me to just be this wizard and, you know, CAD drafting and all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just learning it all. They're like, no, you understand. Like, we'll help pay for your schooling. We Ooh. have training. And they're just, they're just coming for an interview. So I went to an interview. I showed them my resume, which isn't looking all that impressive with skateboarding for like the past 12 years. Uh, as a pro, pro. shoe. Defcon yeah, yeah. one, Defcon <laughs> yeah, yeah. two. Anybody heard of Defcon? Yeah. You know. Wrote for a lot of board companies yeah. here. Yeah. 100%. I was like, I don't think this is. Here's my big brother cover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. 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 Uh, it wasn't. I literally was trying to talk them out of it. I was like, I don't think. This is what you're looking for. I know you saw me at the city, but I don't Reverse think... Reverse psychology. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, no, we... And I was like, okay, I need to make this amount of money just to be able to take care of my family. Like, okay, done. I was like, what? Like, how are these That's guys... That's how it works? How are this these guys not getting This is San Diego or like... No, this was the other uh, engineering company. Yeah, oh. the engineering company offered me a job to to pull me away oh, from the okay, city. okay, 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 okay. And so they're like full-time, you know working for private developers and and mapping out all these big developments, which happened to be even where I lived. Mm. Like they're like mapping out and doing all these development plans for neighborhoods. Like the house that I bought, I they did the plans for. And I remember like getting the plan. I was like, oh, this is kind of sick, you know, seeing my lot and the property or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I worked for them for maybe a couple of years. Okay. And then Mike McIntyre, who had site design group going at the time, he was the one who had done all those Arizona parks. He came in and did the OB park with us and, and started doing all the other California parks. And he just had a big portfolio at the time. And um, I remember when I was younger as a kid, we were advocating for that Ocean Beach skate park for like nine years. Damn. I mean, we were going to like meetings and we were going to parades and doing all kinds of stuff just promoting the park is like starting at like 14 15 years old all the way until i was pro because wow. I, me- I remember on the cover of the paper the local paper of the park opening i remember I had a planet earth hoodie on so that's how long it took wow. to get that and he was a designer that came in and we're like oh we know him we know the arizona parks like we need that here because at the time we had nothing i think mm-hmm. they had temecula which is awful Still right. awful. It's far you away know. too. It's far terrible. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, someone who actually gets it. Yeah, that that's sick. So we worked with him. There were some issues with it because there weren't a lot of great skate park contractors at the time, and um, there were some problems they had with some of it. We actually designed a little skate plaza out in front that kind of would have been the first skate plaza, and we tried to make it feel more like EMB. Oh, and um, the city of San Diego is like, nope not happening everything needs to be inside the fence oh and i was like oh and they and then they did these little tide pool things like that park's hard for me personally work. that park's hard to skate yeah, because it got rough yeah it's like really rough cement for sure so what happened was is the contractors were like hosing it down with water to to give them more time to finish the concrete but you don't do that because when it cures the water will pop it'll pop that creamy layer off the top. So Mike had actually rejected the park. I saw the letter many years later. 
And uh, the city's like, nope, we're good. Oh, they just like, we're going to go <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to go with it. Oh. And so it just deteriorated and deteriorated over years. And it just, wow. yeah. Jeez. But the funny thing is, if you talk to the locals, I was like, yo, how about we talk about redoing this a bit and like updating it and maybe, f- you know, fixing the finish? Like, no, don't touch it. We like it, oh. you know, harsh like this. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, you know, go figure. Sen- sentimental probably yeah. or just. Well, you know, man, I mean, it's trash. It's another man's well, trash. Well, it's, it's, it's like grown into what it's a really to be. rough transitional type of like park there. You know what pro- I mean? Pro- probably feels a little DIY ish. Yeah, right? yeah. There you go. The locals there, there fuck that place they, up. They, dude. they, they rule there. I yeah. mean, if you go, I mean, every time I go there, I'll see Neil Blender, okay. I'll see Hewitt, I'll see Chris Coogan, who so just rad. annihilates that place. I mean, those guys. Oh. Yeah. You know, Lefty and all those dudes. Oh, they yeah, just, Lefty, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. They, they run that place. Yeah. And I mean, I remember when it first opened, like, Shuriken was like the little kid. Shuriken. Shannon, dude. Damn. Yeah. So and he had like sick, the little man. baby fro, you know? Yeah. Like, and I was like, look at these little kids. And then they just <laughs> all, they just all keep growing up to being I pro skateboarders. It, Every time I turn around, I was like, oh, Shuriken, I don't know about these these kids aren't gonna make it. Yeah. They all they all became good pro skateboarders. Him, Wes, Mario, they all yeah. made it. Tyler, they all made it. Jimmy yeah. Carlin yeah. came out of San Diego. Yeah, I remember Jimmy. He was yeah. in Coronado. Yeah, I didn't like. I was tripping on Shuriken because he had that black label part that was just unreal. It was really it was good. So good, and like that was that was really dope to see. Sometimes I run into OG spots in those neighborhoods, and it's still like. Well, can't do that. Shrieking already murdered that spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, and nice. but it, but it's a pride thing because he came from OB where I grew up, right? And he's a skater of color, which is like kind of a big deal because we had a lot of we got a lot of heat growing up there from the cops. Oh, really? I mean, me and OJ and this kid Jamin who was kind of mixing light skin like me, we were getting rolled up on a regular. It was bad. Really? Yeah. I mean, my mom was really fed up with the tickets and the harassment. That's why we advocated for the skate park. Is like you know we need a place for these kids. These cops are harassing them. You know, and like she's like, I'm not trying to call you know white privilege out, but where where are these other kids getting harassed? You know what I mean? And it was kind of true. Like, I felt like we were getting singled out a bit to the point where I remember one day we were skating down the street, got rolled up by the cops, got a ticket for skating in the street because we were crossing from driveway to driveway. And then later at my house, I remember like we were giving each other the high fades and dyeing our hair and just being crazy. Mm. <clears throat> and we rolled back out and went the other direction and got rolled up by the same cop. And he's like, man, are you guys trying to roll disguises or something up in here? Like one minute I see you one way and another minute you guys have haircuts and you're dyeing your hair. Are you trying to be incognito and disguise yourselves and get out of getting tickets or something? I was like, dude, you're tripping. You know like you're mean? skating, like, dude. What are you? Yeah, what, he was just what like, are you worried about? Yeah. he was just totally targeting us. We just had bullseyes on our back. And that was just that neighborhood. You know, it's like you see, you hear about people running in a neighborhood and the cops mm-hmm. always have to get you. It's just how it was. Yep. And I remember uh, one night I was walking some girl home, like, a, and these all, all these instances were like within five blocks from my house. So I was walking this girl home. It was at night. I don't think I even had my skateboard with me, but I had the skate gear on, which obviously, you know, pretty much makes you guilty. They're suspicious anyway, right? So cops roll up on me, code red, flashlights, um, guns, you know, hand what? on the holster, like, yo, freeze, you know? And I was like, what? And they're like, you know, we need to pat you down. We need to search you. Mm. And they're like searching me. And I can't remember what I had in there. It might've been just like some candy or something, like, I don't know, lifesavers or something mm. like that. And the guy was like, um, he said, pull, pull out what you have in your pocket slowly. And I was like, dude, I have nothing in here that's dangerous. So I was like, started to pull it out. And he slapped my head. He's like, don't pull it out. You could have a gun in there. And I was like, <laughs> so then he pulls it out and he's like, ooh, that was close. 
And I was like, dude, what is going on? And then the girl I was with was just lighting him up. You know, you guys suck, you know, F you, you know. Yeah. And um, I was like, what is this all about, dude? He's like, well, you know, you fit the description of someone who, you know, did this heist down the street. I was like, oh, I'm sure I do. You know what I mean? Like, but it just, those kind of things happen a lot right, to right. me and OJ. And, you know, I mean, OJ, of course, that's when he got to sit down. Like, you need to chill out because mm. sometimes he would mouth off at the cop and be like, you know, one time same thing happened, like, you know, pull out what's in your pocket and he had he had some cat like a lot of cash in his pocket. Even I was like, Wait, wait <laughs> It's my thirty thousand dollar check. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I don't think I'm getting that much money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like but he pulled out the money and the cop's like, Where'd you get that money? And OJ's like, What, I can't have money because I'm black? And the guy's like, What are you trying to say? He's like, Well, what do you think? I just cashed my welfare check. And the guy's like, Okay, buddy, we you know what do you what you what are you trying to say that we're racist? We can't be racist, we're cops. And everyone started laughing, dude. We were dying. And it, but that, those that kind makes of, so much sense. But those Jeez. kind of things happen a lot where they were just delusional. Right. And just in, in the moment, just targeting dudes who just fit the description. Oh you know, we just got that a lot. And a lot of people don't know that. A couple of times we were with people who kind of got, like, I remember one time we were with Neil Mims. Mm. He's been on the show. Big fan of oh, Neil. Yeah, He's yeah. a great guy. I remember it was me and OJ, maybe someone else and Neil. And we were just got done skating. We were tired. We were hungry. It was an Encinitas. It was that Denny's right over there. Oh, yeah. We went in, and the lady pulled Neil aside, went away, and then came back. And Neil's like, we're out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. And I was like, what? He's like, she doesn't want to serve you guys. She wants you guys to pay first. Wow. And I was like, and OJ was like shockingly calm. And I was like waiting for him to like throw a chair through a window oh, or something. And I was like, yo, I guess we out. He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, I'm so hungry. I can't, I can't even deal with this. And like, I went home and told my parents about it. And they were like, dude, we could own Denny's right now. You know what I mean? I was like, let's not even, uh, it's not even yeah. worth it. Damn. But, but you know, sometimes people would see it and that was, right. you know, in the nineties, you know, yeah. but like sometimes things, you know, go for, go, go full circle. Just like we were talking about, like mm -hmm. some things that, change are sometimes the they same. never change no, sometimes no, they no. never change you know no, like no. people just have to understand that you know sometimes we had to overcome a lot of things too that maybe normal people don't it's like you're a skater and you're colored i mean with me like they didn't know what i was looking like i mean my daughters love these stories you know they're like oh dad's so funny like my friends don't know are you are you mexican are you middle eastern and <laughs> um but yeah so as a skateboarder you know people just didn't know what to think you know right. i remember being at the park with my two daughters and this lady who lived right by, you know, the same park, she, one day she just asked me, she's like, you know, I always see you over here with your daughters and, you know, in during the week and, you know, what, what do you do for a living that you can actually be here and doing this all the time? And I didn't even want to say it, you know? And I was like, well, I skateboard for a living. And she's like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I skateboard. And, you know, when I'm not on tour and doing all this other stuff, I'm here with the kids, but I promise you it is hard. Like we actually do work. Like, we pay our dues, you know what I mean? Right. And she was like, I can't believe it. Me and my husband work full-time jobs. We bust our ass. And you're telling me that you're flying around, playing around your skateboard, and your wife doesn't even work? And that's what you're doing here? She got her kids, left, went into her house, and I never saw her again. She never would come. If I was at the park, she would never come out. What the she was so offended. You know Jeez. What I mean? And but that happens, right? Like people just like, I can't believe that you guys actually do this for a living. So now fast forward to what I do now, it's mm -hmm. the same thing. Like you're you're flying around the world still. Well, and actually I was like, I want to get into this so I don't have to travel as much and now I'm traveling you're just trying. as much as I was before. 
But, uh, you know, I'm flying around. People are always mm-hmm. asking, like, oh, what do you do? And I'm telling them. I was like, wait, you can do that for a living? And, you know? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I know. Well, dude, you're building skate parks all over the country. I was like, we, we, we do work, yeah, I promise. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of work. Right. They it's just, not a fucking insult, though. At the end of the day, it's can't. like, how are you even approaching me like this? You yeah. know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have no idea. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And there's people that I've had to kind of get a little, you know, snappy. You know, I was like, hey, dude, like, I, you know, you just snap back sometimes. And other times... When it doesn't work out that well, you're like, you know what? I'm just wasting my time. These people aren't yeah, gonna get yeah, it. Yeah, you know, sure. I mean, but but if you can just like break down those barriers by just showing, like, yeah, you can do this. You mm-hmm. can make a living doing this, and it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, what color you are. Yeah, like, come be a pro skateboarder, come be a designer, come be a graphic artist, or whatever it is yeah. you want to do. Like, there's opportunities out there, and like a lot of kids don't know that because they're thinking like, hey, I don't live. You know, like I was saying, I. I didn't come from a house. I don't come from money. I don't have an education. It's like, dude, don't let that hold you back. You know, like yeah. that skater mentality. Like, if you if you keep at it and you keep going at it, you can make it. But if you're just gonna throw in the towel, I mean, a right. lot of people have asked me, like, hey, how do I get to do what you're doing? Like other pro skaters, like, dude, mm-hmm. I'll show you the ropes. Right. This is what I did. So I went back to school. I, oh, stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> I got school. into school. Yeah. I can't just jump in. Yeah, we're done. What? They, they, they would be like, wait, I thought you just started designing parks. I was like. With what skills, dude? Like, I had to learn how to do this, this, and this. I named all the programs, and like, ah, oh, we're good. What's a what's a program you use? A three D program. I mean, a lot of stuff we do is with uh, Autodesk, like AutoCAD. Okay, okay. You know, we'll do the line work in it. Sometimes we'll model in AutoCAD. Some people use SketchUp. Okay. But oh, Auto, yeah, SketchUp uh, is cool. Yeah, SketchUp is like a really easy program. Mm-hmm. But with AutoCAD, if you're modeling in it, it's just more precision. Mm-hmm. And then once you have the model, you can do a lot more with it. You can cut the sections. And I mean, okay. some of this stuff is pretty detailed. Yeah. Because I mean, like a skate park is detailed. Yeah, right? really you can't is. just make a quarter pipe. The the, the dimensions have to be perfect. The, the rails have to be, I mean, size matters. I mean, speak, speaking, of dimension, <laughs> speaking of dimensions, speaking of dimensions, I out of context. You know what to do. Speaking of dimensions, I was still waiting for those dimensions on those curbs. Listen, that, that you, <laughs> what do you what's we need to when, make when, a, I, when, I, when I was making when I was working on the Edison Park, you guys talked about on the show. I was like, "Yo, Raj, did you give Can those dimensions?" And I was watching it just laughing, and I was like, "Dude, I never did get those because you hit dimensions me up, from the Venice. You hit curbs. me up on yeah. on DM saying like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. I need uh, what are the dimensions of the Venice curbs?" Yeah, and you're like, "I don't know. Just go ask Bill Gun Gary or something." Yeah, and I was like, I, "Raj probably knows. <laughs> I don't know." Yeah. And then. But but I did I hit up I hit up uh, Tim okay and he of course well actually I hit up Krager first oh because I saw that Tim you well, know they, they have their own curb over really, there yeah they yeah. have their own spots oh I know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's what happened so I saw the stuff that you guys were doing at the curbs here and yeah. the other curbs and so I hit you up because I was like oh you know he's hit it up so many times he probably knows about what the dimensions or maybe he can go get him mm-hmm. and then I hit up Krager and I was mm-hmm. like yo I'm watching all the stuff you're doing and a lot of people are asking for curbs and skate yeah. parks you know Love and so it. and so I was like I just want more and then everyone pointed me to Tim mm-hmm. and Tim had so much information <laughs> he, he just unloaded yeah, on me yeah. had all these ideas and and sharing me photos so that was really helpful and so um, and really shape curbs soon yep Wait, does, you said you went there today and me- did you measure them? I, I went out there today. Yeah, I, find, I was like, oh, look, I'm not going to get it. I'm just going to get it myself. So <laughs> I went out there. But you know what? The key thing that, that Chris, you did tell me was that just make it fun. Yeah. You're like, look, don't worry about the dimension. Just make sure it's like a fun size and Dude. dimensions. And that's what we did. We're like, okay, let's just make sure it's like fun and it's functional. 
Well, like we were saying before, like a six inch curb is way different than a five and a half inch curb. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, our millimeters on our wheels True. count. It really from does. From a 53 to a 52, mm. huge difference. It's yeah. a millimeter. It's like a, gr a grain of rice. 100%. It matters. So, so when we were doing that park at Edison Park in Huntington Beach, mm -hmm. it's um, the thing was they had a really small budget. They didn't want to go out to bid because it would get really complicated, lots of red tape. I mean, there's a reason why Huntington Beach hasn't done another public skate park mm -hmm. in all these years. It's okay. really hard, you know, because a lot of people say, no, we don't want it in our backyard yeah, or let's right. spend money over here. But, you know, I mean, with all the skate culture, these mm -hmm. communities have, they deserve something. Sure. Yeah. How many tennis courts do we have in, there you go. in these areas? How many golf I mean? courses do we got? Yeah. And how yeah. many, how many people are playing at the golf courses? Right. Like, yeah. you don't see like 16 year olds, like saying, Hey, I got to get to that golf course. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not happening. Well, now that, more so than ever that I think that's that's changing. Yeah. And bit. I mean, there's projects where they're removing the golf course Yeah. Oh. and saying, let's put some stuff in here. Okay. Low okay. Man, well, imagine a, a golf course paved over with all the hips and the oh, bumps wow. and the, yeah. Yeah. And the uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, sand pits Go and visit stuff. Uh, Danny Way's yeah. property. The, yeah. Does, uh, does he have a golf course that's cemented over? I don't think so. I did oh. talk to Danny. I mean, we did meet with Danny about to stuff when he was doing the Hawaii thing back when I was still at site design group, we met with him and, you know, Danny has a lot of, I mean, a lot of skaters have good ideas you Yeah, know? Oh, for and sure. you know, they know what they want. I remember. So recently I'm also working with Jake Johnson who, you know, is, Amazing. has he been on this? No. Yeah. Jake Please. is, uh, I mean, he, he's always so elusive and mm -hmm. kind of mysterious. Totally. He's a fun guy to talk to. Yeah. And, yeah. and every time you see footage of him, you kind of just want to see more kind of guy, Hell you know? Yeah. And so I, I knew all about him. And then when I knew he was involved with this project, it was like, man, what are we going to, I don't really know much about this guy. I can't imagine. You know, he's probably must be meticulous. And mm. he is, he's very meticulous, really smart. His dad uh, was a professor for landscape architecture. Oh, wow. And um, so he kind of knew what was up on some things. And the sketches he was doing and showing me were really good. Sick. Oh, wow. So he was showing me all these ideas and things he, like spots he had skated and he was sending me photos and video clips, uh, grabs and sending me like kind of a whole little kit he put together to Amazing. show what he was thinking. So I was like, dude, that's, that's what's up. That's sick. Yeah. Wow. So like we, we worked a lot of that and I was just trying to help. The biggest thing, the biggest challenge I had and a lot of people have is scale. Yes. You know, the, the, your first instinct is put everything you can into it. Yeah. Every, every favorite spot you've ever rode, just put it into one place. Right. And it just doesn't fit. You know, imagine how much room it takes to skate the, the Venice curbs. I mean, it how takes much space a lot of is pushing there. room, and the, right. just for one curb, you got to start. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so imagine like a quarter pipe in front of it, and yep. something else next to oh it. You'd God, feel right. so crammed. I'd be like, you would never you show up again. Quarter pipe right next to the curb. Exactly. Who designed this thing? Shit. Yeah. Well, then, I got to get on the phone <laughs> with you. That Edison Park, it it's so simple and spread out that it just looks it looks even more fun that way right yeah like you need you, you need room yeah right, right and we were recreating i mean someone talked about that i think it was steve size right mm -hmm. he was talking about emb and he didn't realize how big it was like it was all spread out and sure. the scale people don't realize that i tell everyone this is like well, go watch if you think you want more in there go watch a video and watch all the room that happens when people are skating these spots because there's all this pushing there's compression there's the pop there's like mm -hmm. grinding especially if you're chris grinding 20 30 feet long you better have a 45 foot curve 45 legend there minimum mm -hmm. and then you're you're landing you're 
coming up again. Yep. You're pushing. I mean, that's a that's like eighty hundred feet. It's but dude, true. Think it's about true. Love Park. Yeah, a lot that, of room. Dude, that's a lot of room when they. Pulaski, Pulaski, yeah. yeah, lots. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's an open plaza with just a few open. things in it, and people love it. But I trip out that Love Park was designed by someone that didn't skate that built it absolutely perfect for skateboarding. Totally, that is a wild thing because it's, it's almost even hard to imagine. I guess you can imagine it now. Obviously, a skateboarder right. designing that, right? Mm-hmm. But, but it's so, also you can say yeah. that about the West LA Courthouse, yeah, you know, totally. and all the ledges there, and like yeah. so many of these iconic spots. They were made were for built. skateboarding. That it's a were great place made. to have a, a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to sit, yeah. to sit yeah. down and just, pop, yeah, mo- just post up. And, yeah. sure. and that's it. That's what we're trying. So when I came into it, I was like, how do we create everything I grew up seeing and skating mm-hmm. in the 90s or places we traveled to in the early 2000s? How do we recreate Barcelona? You know, how yes. do we recreate the OG EMB, you mm-hmm. know? And... Um, I just try to help people explain like when you think you have too much in there, it's better just to start with like a less is more direction. Mm-hmm. And you can always add it in later, but if you put too much in there, you just it's just ruined. You gotta it. blow it's the whole thing for sure. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. So how long have you been doing the uh new line skate parks? So I got into designing skate parks back with the Mike McIntyre site. That was um I was 15, 16, 17 years ago now. 17 wow. years ago. I mean, ago. time's flying. How many wow. parks have we built so far? I feel like I'm approaching like 300. Damn. Are you serious? You yeah. built 300 parks? That's a lot. Congratulations. 300 parks. I know. It's it's crazy. Which one's your favorite? Oh, God. I knew you were Number 45. That. There's gonna be one park like every I every it. Everybody I've ever worked with is like gonna be like, what's he gonna say? Um... Okay, I'll say this. The one that meant a lot to me, it wasn't necessarily my favorite park for the way it skated, uh-huh. but one of the first ones I ever worked on was in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And um, the first time I actually met with them was like the first week I actually started working, doing the job for skate park mm-hmm. stuff. Mike sent me out there, and uh, it was my first meeting. It was in a in a city council room so it was like really formal and it was packed and i was like dude i wasn't ready for this you know what i mean yeah like you're just tapping into like okay i can do this i'm a skateboarder you know what i mean like i can handle this and um i just remember talking to them trying to be like really just matter of factual just common sense stuff and some lady showed up because it was televised like local television she she showed up and said look i was watching this on tv and I was listening to what you're saying about how they need a skate park. And I had to come down here and tell you how this is ridiculous. You know, like we had a skate park. It didn't work. Some girl got beat up. Dang. Wow. But I was like, well, where was it? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, it was in this industrial area. I was like, well, that's the problem. Like everyone wants to put skateboarders out in the middle of nowhere where you can't see them. They're not a part of the community out in the middle of, you know, hidden behind buildings. Of course people are going to smash bottles and get crazy out there. Right. It's not so, safe. No, it's terrible. Like, no, I wouldn't even want to hang out there mm-hmm. at night. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what were they even doing there at night? They weren't skateboarders, I can tell you that. So, like, if you put them in the right place where it's visible and you design it the right way where people actually like it because they're giving you their ideas and you listen to them and then give something that works, that's going to be a successful skate park. And everyone just, like, stood up standing ovation. That lady sat down and never said a word. No I way. Like, I was like, oh, I guess I can do this. Yeah. It was just like using common sense and like keeping it simple. Oh, and gosh. it worked out. So that park was pretty cool. 
That was um, your first one. That was my so that first meant one. a lot to you. Yeah. So yeah. you you designed it and you're like on site every day making sure everything's getting built or not every day we would fly out to do special inspections. Okay. So in between they'd send us photos and then we'd come out and, and look at the certain stages and make and sure. And how does it was this good. how does this work? Just really quick run me through it because like if you're in St. Paul or Cloud where where, where was it? St. Cloud, Minnesota. St. Cloud, Minnesota. And you get the bid. You're gonna build the skate park. Mm-hmm. Gonna build beautiful. How, how how what's a big skate park? Fourteen thousand square feet. I mean, anything over twenty thousand is big. Twenty thousand square foot. So that that one was uh, twenty three. Twenty three thousand oh, wow. square big. foot park, right? Now, are you hiring just regular like? contractors to come in and build and what concrete are do you want to use and it seems like so, there's a lot that would go there, into that there's a lot and there's a lot can go wrong exactly and there has a lot that has gone wrong exactly so when i started out the first companies i worked with were just design only and then we put it out to bid but we put in our qualifications that the builder has to use a contractor that has experience and here's how many here's contractors some have experience. Well, there, there's more. Coming. Well, now I mean, there's 300 now more, there's more for well, sure. <laughs> I mean, that. in the beginning, I would say there's probably like maybe five, and now okay. there's probably like 15. Okay. So it's growing, there you know? Go. Within um, each area. I mean, well, it depends. Well, actually, most people fly. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, there's like three companies in like Washington State. There's quite a few in California, obviously. So there's some of the East Coast. They fly to all these they projects. They fly yeah. out to the project and then work with the probably the local construction company Sometimes to get or, the concrete right and yes. get all everything. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Metal, like what kind of coping you're using, what kind of metal, quarter pipe stuff, everything. So we tell them very specifically what to use Yeah. because if they don't, then okay. we can say, hey, you didn't use the right metal, so it's rejected. Oh. Or, what or, does rejected mean? They need to rebuild it? Yeah, rip it out and redo it. Oh, at their wow. cost. They don't want to do that. At their cost. They don't want to do that. Well, you would think that. But they fuck up enough to do so. Yes. Damn. <laughs> Damn. And so that that's what's so brutal is in the beginning, it was eye-opening to how bad some contractors out there, mm. what they were trying to get away with. Right. And I would warn them. as like, look, I'm just warning you. These plans are really specific there's a lot of tolerances in here. I mean, when I first started, the plans were like 10 pages. Oh, wow. Now they're like 40 Seriously? because we've had to get that much better at spelling okay. it out. They're oh, so yeah. detailed. You right? have to be detailed, yeah. Yeah, number one for making sure that the height and the angle of the curbs are correct for Chris. Hey. And number two, you know, making sure that we have defensible information in there mm-hmm. where if the quarter pipe radius is off or the, the, the heights are, I mean, I've seen some bad bad stuff. I, I can mean, imagine that a contractor is just being like, ah, it's just a skate park. Oh, it's going to be just all right. Do yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just do They'll the pass thing. it. 40 pages, ah, Chuck, just go in there and trowel it. That's right. Yeah. And especially the hardcore contractors in other states where it's like the good old boys. Mm. You know, I remember being on site in, I think it was Idaho, and they built the hub ledge where I think it was supposed to be two feet at the bottom to come off, like two feet at top, two feet at bottom. It was like four feet at the bottom. And I was like, you do know that when some kid actually makes it to the bottom of this thing, he's just going to like fly off of this thing and die. I was like, how do you think this dimension's even close? And the, and the site foreman was arguing with me. He was, his job was to be a pit bull. Oh, my God. He was just old school, just arguing, yelling. He's red in the face. And I was just listening, listening. And I was like, you done? I was like, it's rejected. You know what I mean? Like, like you just have to like stick to the facts. Right. Like I'm calling the shot. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. you can tell me all you want to, but I'm telling you, number one, it's 
clear this isn't even close. Mm-hmm. It's rejected. He's like, "What? I'm a ollie over this thing. You watch <laughs> me." <laughs> Ken get a, gets up there yeah. and ollies the whole thing. So, so the owner was there, and by the second or third time, the guy argued. He's like, "Stop! You're 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 done. You're wrong. This guy's right. It's clearing the plans. We messed up. Rip it out and redo it." Wow. Good and shit. and so you you but you it's a it's a full time job and sure. you have to really police that and there are some people out there who just God ah, it's good enough right and I just I have a hard time with that because a lot of people do design and build their own projects we do that um, mm-hmm. with New Line okay we design and build projects also but sometimes we design and they go out to bid because in California they don't do a lot of design build um, in some states they don't allow it oh so you have to work with other contractors so mm-hmm. you're that's why we just make our plans really really tight got you but um in the case where some people design and build it there are a lot of people out there who kind of blow it and like oh we we kind of lost the concrete but we made it work right you're like, but it's no. like but it's like people are paying like a million dollars yeah and it's like I understand that people make mistakes we make mistakes you know what I mean but like don't walk away from a job and leave it like that because for me it's like you're doing a disservice for all the skateboarders who are expecting something quality for all the work and money that, you know, they're fundraising, they're advocating. I mean, it's just really frustrating for them to have to like say, oh, this is what we're getting. Well, it's like, you know, them trying to build the, they build a big, you know, extravagant million dollar fountain, but it leaks. Right. You're going to fix this leak? That's it. Before you go, you're going to just going to let the water drain out. (laughs) I mean, I, I use that example all the time. I was like, there's no way that someone's putting in a tennis court and leaving it like not level or like right. uh, like lifted mm-hmm. so people trip over it. And I use the same thing you shared, Chris, like our wheels are so detailed that we're talking millimeters. Mm-hmm. So if you're telling me that this is good enough, then say hello to the liability lawsuit coming right after this. There you go. Because it's not going to fly. You right, know what I mean? right. It's just doing a disservice. I mean, thank God that you're there to, yeah. you know, uh, get these parks built and, and make sure that they're doing it right. Trying. So I applaud you for that. Thank you so yeah. much I appreciate for building it. all those parks. 1,000%. How long does it take to build one park? Uh, the plans, not, a, not the construction. How long does it take you to make the... Design, if it's... You know, you maybe a smaller up? park, it could be like six months. Sometimes okay. it takes a year okay, because okay. the city agency might be kind of slow. You know, right. like a, we all know but if, city process is a little but bit But if slow, you know, you know, okay, I have the X amount of room, how quickly can you get a park designed on? Oh, just a rough design? Yeah. Oh, I mean, sometimes 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Just yeah. like a quick sketch. That's, no, no, no. I mean, like literally... Oh, all detailed out. Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, I mean, this is what it's like, going to look like. Like those pictures yeah. over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. those renderings over there. I mean, it's it's a process, you know? Like, you, you it's like layers, you know? It's mm. like, okay, let's start off with the quick sketch. Right. And sometimes, like, for the park we did in Escondido that opened up, did you, you've seen clips of that, the Escondido one? It's like, it's got the bank to curb. I know Skate Mafia did a whole bunch of stuff there. Hmm. And, um, there's so many I'm parks around. I know, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of clips I see on there. But anyways... That one's kind of a smaller, like we call that more of a skate spot. It's like 7,500 square mm-hmm. feet. So okay. the original sketch I did real quick pretty much was the design. Really? And sometimes it happens where you can really move through it quick. Oh. But then you have to submit the plans and they have to review it. And yeah. then you're getting into grading and drainage and all the infrastructure that you don't see. That's the part that takes a while. Gotcha. So even if you have a design kind of worked out that the kids are like, that's it. That's the one. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of it takes a while. For sure. For sure. So I always say, like, try to give us at least six to 12 months. A year, yeah. And then it's going to, for a build, maybe three, four or five months. Okay, that's not But too for bad. a big one. Right. 
you know, it could be double, a triple year. that. Exactly. Wow. I, I always, because uh, there has always been talk about redoing the the old park here, the Venice spot. Mm -hmm. um, I always would Can love to get down there right now and help redo it. Uh, yeah, like you mean, that, it's you mean the one with all the the bulls and everything? No, no. no. As I say, yeah. I'd be get shot. Yeah, right. The little that. manual pad yeah, the and the little. Side. There's one outside pipe. of it that's super small. I saw, I've seen that. Yeah, I saw it today. Because they got re. There was like that little spot where everyone was uh, does the roller skating. Yeah. right yeah. next to it. I saw that. They got remodeled twice in the last like three years. Yeah. So here's yeah. the funny thing about that spot, and I thought about this, and it ties mm -hmm. in what we were talking about. So I rolled over there because I parked at the wrong parking lot, of course. And so I'm looking at the GPS, like, oh my God, I got to skate, you know, yeah, miles to yeah, get to yeah. the curb and then come back and try to make it to the show on time before these guys think I'm flaky. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I passed through all that. I saw the spot, okay. the skate park, but dude, there were a lot of people skating. No, no, no. It's still, they kill it. They it's kill still the spot. a spot. Yeah. And so I already know what's going to happen. You go there for the meeting and like, okay, here's what we're going to do to change. I'm like, don't touch it. You already know what's going to happen. No, but yeah, the, but the locals, ground is pretty, yeah. like, it's pitted. Oh, just resurfacing. Oh, that's yeah. what I mean. It could be adding on maybe here. Yeah. I, I but know even resurfacing the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so pitted. Yeah. yeah resurfacing would be great down there. I think and that could be done. Be great too. I, th I think it could. I mean, you guys, here's what happens. And I, I've shared this with a lot of people on your show. A lot mm -hmm. of people have hit me up and say, hey, what do I do to get a park going? I mean, um, God, there's so many. But yeah, I was telling the same thing. I was like, it has to come from people who live there. So like you guys are legitimate residents yeah. Yeah. here. And you, you can totally just say, hey, go to city council, just meet someone from the park and rec or whatever. Say, hey, we, you know, we love the skate scene here, but we got a lot of skaters who come here from all over the world and we need to do better oh. at providing a better facility mm. for them. And the one skate park is killing it. That's great. Yeah. But I can give you numbers that show that there's probably needs to be four more of those based on how many people skate in. Right. The, I mean, shout out to the skate park project cause they have a lot of that information. Mm -hmm. Um, and those formulas you can say, okay, based on the population, how many skaters there are, we need four parks at this size. Oh, wow. Okay. And so Venice beach, I can tell you right now is way underserved. Sure. So totally it, sure. it'd be really easy we need at least to three here. Yeah. There is hundred percent. Yeah. Skateboard yeah, on the beach, but yeah. everyone here—it's so skateboard friendly here that it's awesome. I wish there was there's and there's so much history yes. here. Yeah, it's unreal. So like, I uh, mean, you guys were talking about it, like the Jesse Martinez days and Krishna mm -hmm. Soy skating oh, yeah. the quarter pipes against the wall. I mean, those are things I saw. Not only Tony Alva lived right down here in Venice. I saw him on his bike just the other day. There you go. Oh wow. I mean, I think that it, it should be. A no-brainer to be able to get more stuff done. It's just, but you know, you were talking about it, like Jesse Martinez. I don't know if I think he probably advocated for the park, and mm -hmm. he's also obviously taking care of it. Yeah, and that's what we have to show me these politicians is that hey, look, they're not only going to get it in there, but they're going to take care of it. Right. Yeah. And if someone comes in there and trashes that park, the, you know that Jesse and other people gonna, like that are yeah. going to take care of business. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. it's it's uh, what the court the the West LA courthouse. Yep, same thing. I keep hearing that it's getting torn down. Um, but the thing that sucks is you know, there's not a lot of people taking care of it. Right. You know right. what I mean? And that's that's the know, hard part. The city's probably like, yo, what's? Yeah, there's more homeless there than there are skaters. Yeah. But you know what though? There's always been homeless people there. there. Has, Ever yeah. since I've skated that, yeah, it definitely has been. There's always been that for sure. Not yeah. how it but, is but now. You're, but not how it is now, but there is nobody taking care of it. I don't think it, yeah, it's an interesting spot, the courthouse. It it's different than Venice, I feel like, yeah. in that sense. It's a little out of the mix and not, yeah. and when it comes to like, obviously. Take care of your spot, kids. Yeah. Well, it's that's true. what it is, though. 
Yeah, it's the skaters it. not just throwing their trash in the bushes and this and that. It's like, yo, when you're done kicking it and you have all your little trash and your water bottles and everything, put them in the trash can. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. clean it up there. and then that- Even if it's not yours. Preserves yeah. the spot, you know? That's just, that's so simple. It is. Throw away your trash, see other shit, throw your... I mean, it's spot's going to last. It, it yeah. sounds simple, but I mean, even... Even the uh, skate park contractors, sometimes they're just, you know, we have so many projects that are happening right now mm. that there's not enough people coming in to, to do all the work. I mean, designers, builders, whatever. And what happens is that people start having B teams and C teams mm. doing quality work and they're not that great. Right, and so right. we show up with a company that knows better. And it's like, wait a minute. Mm. And the guy's like, I'll start ripping it out. Right. Rejected. What did you say? It was a... Yeah, re it's rejected. It's rejected. Yeah. Yeah. It's rejected. I mean, it, it was like, it was in San Diego. Mm. It was City Heights Park. Okay. Have you been there? Uh, I know what you're talking about. You guys got to get some field trips going. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very City, true. City Heights Park, uh, there is like this kind of, it, it is kind of a weird feature. It's like the center thing. It's like this M. It's like a double wave and it goes into a bank. So it is pretty oh, yeah, sculptural. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, so the guy was just struggling and I was like, dude, how, I mean, we gave him every 3d angle and section to, I mean, short of us building it ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. and he just couldn't get it right. And so the first time he did it, it was wrong. It was like, okay, this is rejected. It's like wavy and, and the curb was wavy on the top. Oh, I, no. I saw footage of Marius backside tail siding, shoving on it. And it was kind of wavy. And I was like, this doesn't work. So he re he ripped it all out, redid it again. And I came back and that's when he was just like, he looked at us, looked at the, he's like, I'll, I'll just start ripping it out. Oh, <laughs> he, already like, he, he already knew. <laughs> he already knew. Yeah. And I was like, why would you even wow. waste our time? That's you know, it's, it's really respectable when I see like older parks that are built really good. Like, you know what I mean? Like I like uh, Memorial Park yep. down in San Diego. OG. Yeah. OG. But it was like, it, it, it caters <sighs> kind of to everyone in that little sense, you know? So that's a rat. And Right, people built well. Yeah, yeah. that well. was that was done right around the time, right after the OB Park and the Coronado Park. And the guy who designed that used to work with us at Side Design Group. He broke off and did his own thing for a minute, mm. and he did that park, which was kind of like pulling in a lot of that kind of like early two thousand, late ninety, early two thousand sort of. You know, it's like timeless, right? And, yeah, and I, yeah. And I think that's what parks should be is timeless. For sure. Don't make it so contemporary and weird and quirky that right. people are like, oh, that's cool. But once I do that, I'm done. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's the hard part about even like full pipes. You know, I've had people like, oh, we need a full pipe. I was like, you're do you like, know how much money that takes? Like, no, you don't. Hey, yeah. And I was like, full pipe. you know, what are you going to do with the full pipe? You know, I mean, I can understand if it, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand if it was here. You yeah, know, maybe yeah, like yeah. the heritage. I mean, people legitimately take care of a full pipe here, but for like some small town in the Midwest, you know, yeah. I mean, I remember going to a meeting and there was this girl like just going on and on about we need a full pipe. And I was like, w how, why? Like, yeah. that's your whole budget. <laughs> you know, why, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're going to do with that. If there was like a hundred of you asking that, maybe. Well, or, or, or go get more, more money. Yeah. You know? There you I mean, go. If it doesn't fit the budget, that's It just doesn't different. fit. Yeah. Oh my do, God. Let me ask a question real quick. Do you think... Because it's weird how street skating works, right? Like, the spots that are not built for skating are what sk street skaters film on. To 100%. Make that. Do you think there'll be a point where there'll be like someone like you or someone that builds a public place for people to actually street skate and it doesn't look like it's... I mean, that's what we were doing at Poods park yeah mm. I mean, but still though that's still like a, a skate park right but, but that was the direction we got yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. Well, don't 
don't make this look like a skate park. Yeah. Like every bit of in direction we got for that was the more like a real plaza it looks, the better. Yeah. So the original iterations of that still had quarter pipes and like, nope, too skate parky. Oh, okay. So yeah. we so we had to make it look like a plaza because they couldn't get it approved if it was called a skate park. Oh, interesting. We had to call it a wheel-friendly park. A wheel-friendly. Wow. Wheel-friendly park because... The majority of it is AD accessible. Mm -hmm. That's why nothing's that big in there. Yeah. Because every level you can get a wheelchair in, you can get it around. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. And that's why the only transition you see is that volcano, well, which is kind of sculptural. Maybe that can be in any sure. park, right? So everything we did had to make it seem kind of multi-use and and honestly, that's what the skaters wanted. They're you like, look, yeah. we want something that looks like a real spot yep. that we can film clips on, that we can hang out at, like EMB, like mm -hmm. Love Park. And that's what it kind of became where when you go there, people chill there all day. Yeah. yeah. It's not like they like check in and they check out. You know what I mean? You guys it's, did a great job. So that, then you're that, filming at that spot like it's a real spot. It feels it feels legit. Right. And it, it is a skate park in a sense, but that was that was kind of the way we were moving. Yeah. But but like you said, go to the next level on that where it's just in any downtown area. You can't tell where it starts or stops. Yeah. yeah. That would be the goal. Yeah. But the only reason why it hasn't happened here and it is happening in Europe is because here if you don't designate that you're going into a skatable area and grandma comes in oh, yeah. and gets hit. Oh, and, and, and there have been grandmas who have come into a skate park area and literally fallen into a bowl. Oh, oh my man. God. Horrible. It's just they sue the city and you're done. Yeah. yeah. So that's the problem. Like, okay. like we try to have a little bit of natural separation. Like on Poods, you have the pavers mm. and like these landscaping planners that sort of divide it a little bit, but not super prison-like. Like old school is like, you know, let's do 10-foot fences. I remember this one city lady was like, we need 10-foot fences. And I was like, why? What are you trying to do? Well, we need to control the skaters. I was like, listen to you, control? Like, if you want to treat these skaters like prisoners, they're going to act like prisoners. You're like, funny. do you want skaters to have to break into their own skate park because you have a fenced up on hours they're not even riding? And I was like, maybe I should just put some barbed wire on top. She's like, that's a great idea. Oh, no like, way. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? We're, we're done. We're yeah. out of here. Wow, <laughs> we're done. Crazy. Like yeah. that, that project did off. not happen. Yeah. She, yeah. she was crazy. And it's just like, if, you know, I mean, we have this problem in some of our recent projects, like, mm. you know, you have all these other park amenities, no one's fencing it no one's charging people money right but then you're going to try to do that to a skate park why it's because insane. we're animals you know like right. that's i was like listen to how you're projecting so yeah. crazy dude well besides that all the other parks dude congratulations yeah. on that yeah. well, on the new line and real quick i'll Yes, congratulations on that. You see, like, new skaters coming up, like Dylan Jabe coming out of, like, some... Oh, yeah. So, but you see him in the park, but see him now getting into the streets. It's like yeah. you created mm -hmm. a really beautiful place for him to practice and learn shit and then go out yeah. in the streets. I try to use sure. him as a good example yeah. of, like, someone who I saw really come up in that park. And, like you said, it's, like, legitimate ledge heights and links and... He can take that anywhere for yeah, sure. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. take much to make a skateboarder happy, you know? Yeah, it's a true. couple ledges, yeah. some banks, like whatever. That's why you guys a did a good job on, yeah, curb. We would have been happy with Edison back in the day, yeah. the Huntington spot, which is considered temporary. Right, right. Oh, e right even, right. even the first version of that had to get rejected. Oh, wow. Because the mix was off and I did a slappy on the curb and the whole thing blew up. Oh, so, well, I guess we got to try again. <laughs> Because yeah. you're rolling away, rejected. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a general contractor. That's why it's so simple. They're like, what can we do that any contractor can build? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's why there's no banks, no transitions, right. because they wouldn't be able to do it. 
I, I even told the guys, like, look, build me a curb that you see in a parking lot. I mean, give me something that you see in a schoolyard. Right. Build that. Don't worry about skate park, this, that. They just want something that feels but like... But the important ingredients in the concrete, there's so many different kinds of concrete. That's it. There, there's, that's it. It's a lot that goes into it. So, you know? so the city wanted to keep it simple. Let's just do a napkin sketch. I was like, that's not going to work. Oh. So we tried to keep it really simple and not overcomplicated. It didn't work. I was like, okay, now we're going to have to go back and do this the right way. Right. And then it worked out. Yeah. If you want something done right... You know, you just, yeah, you got to do it right the first time. Got to do it right the first time. Yeah. Yeah. But congratulations on all that stuff, man. I, I, I feel for you, it's like super fulfilling to yeah, you know, give, it, give, give it back. back to, give it back yeah, to all yeah. the things we didn't have. I mean, we exactly. I mean, we're like running from the cops, you know, oh, like yeah. jumping fences in the schoolyards, and we just didn't even have an option. Like to at least go hang out with your homies and skate somewhere before you went. To oh the yeah, it's like we didn't we didn't have that. I know? I mean, it's weird to go to the skate the courthouse now because it's legal. And right. Back then, it was like you're you're running, right? Yeah. Straight yeah, up, yeah. you know. Yeah. Nowadays, it's I mean, like, some kids are like that. Like, you know, give us something that makes it feel like we have to like look over our shoulder. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't make it too clean, you know. Right. Like, make it right. like, is it is this? You what know, a little bit of grime. Yeah, a little you know? bit of grit. Yeah, but grit. that's what makes skateboarding a little so bit special. Danger. You're just skating something that's not built for it, right? But yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. And just uh, the aesthetic of it, it's just so cool, man. Definitely. Hey, and thank you for my mouse pad, dude. <laughs> the storm. That's Once again, bro, the storm mouse pad due out in theaters. Uh, I love the uh, title for it. A major video production of catastrophic proportions. Yeah, they make it a little more complicated. Oh, my God. Bro, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14... People. A lot of people on that team. Wow, that was a special video and, like, gr- and growing. I mean, there was more yeah. people got added, and there was like the friends or the flow team. That's even, right. You know, that's right. That's right. There's a lot of people. Well, dude, this has been incredible. Yeah, bro. Dude, that was yeah, Thank you, you so much yeah. for coming by. Yeah. Listen, we can we get you some a couple nights. We're running low, but maybe some uh, some Yeti oh, mugs and stuff. Yeah. What size? Uh, what size are you? Uh, uh just Large do it like a XL? just do an XL. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, since I'm 6'5 and all, you know. I think you're 6'7. You said 6'7 six, 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 seven seven earlier. 6'9. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, actually, I, it was funny because I had, um, I have, like, kind of a mug like that in my car, and it's the uh, the Peak. What is it? Uh, Highland Scott, Peak. Yeah. Peak. Scott Kane. Scott Kane. So he came by when I was working on Edison, mm-hmm. and you know, I didn't even know it was him because I hadn't seen him in so many years. And then he hit me. I was like, yo, you want some of this stuff? And I saw his episode. I was like, dude, that was Scott. You know what I mean? Oh, like, you didn't even, oh my God, you didn't even put two and two I didn't together. even think about it, but he hit me up later. He's like, yo, good to see you at the park today, homie. Right. I was like, dude, I didn't even know that was you. Because oh he just came up God. real quick and came out and yeah. Dude. He's pretty led- quiet and humble. He was, yeah. yeah. He's like, what's up, kids? Yeah. 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 And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> here's a bottle. <laughs> but it, he's great legend yeah 100% switch, switch heel back uh, oh, front nose on the rail I already know the dude's resume and <laughs> I love to see that he's killing it nowadays he's he's back on the board he's yeah. dude he's there's a lot of people oh, coming back around it's so like, nice yeah I should go back into deep retirement mm, I'm seeing okay. like clips of Henry Sanchez yeah. out there oh yeah, yeah. Like, what the Henry, Henry definitely done fucking killing it right and now for, and for some reason because we talked about this like Guy was always put to us as like the little kid Mm. He's not that. I'm not that much older than him. We like maybe all, a couple of years, maybe two, three years older than right, him. Right. How is he still going at that level? Yeah, is beyond me. Well, yeah, that's man. the thing that's funny that we mentioned. You know, earlier is like, you know, even in '91, all those videos were going by so fast. But the fact that like we're the same age as these people, but they 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 seem 
so much older bigger. Yep. and bigger. You know? e- even like the Bones so Brigade guys, you know? Yeah, like, for just, sure. But, but my whole thing is like it's good to learn from them kind of what they went through so we don't repeat the same things. Or just learning how to make things, even the skate parks, learning how to make them better. Like I yeah. talk to Lance a lot. And I'm just like, look, I'm a student when it comes to all the parks that came before these parks and like mm-hmm. what worked, what didn't, what are we trying to accomplish here? Right. And I think it's good just to kind of like try to pass that down to the next group of 100%. where we came from. I love, yeah. I love as, what as you're culture and dude, you know what I mean? I love what you're doing, man. Yeah. I think yeah. it's beautiful. Bro. All for the love of skateboarding. That's yep. it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, first of all, Canton, bro. Dude. Pleasure, dude. Thank you so dude. much dude. for coming by, dude. Yeah, man. Yes. This is, uh, Let's see. Here's some nine club shit, bro. There's a nine club shirt for you, dude. Oh, yeah. we got a hoodie. I'm down Listen, for that. If you go to a little crew. city council meeting out in the out in Minnesota or somewhere where it's cold, <laughs> hey, that might help. Wear a uh, little hoodie. Mm-hmm. That might help get it approved. Listen, you're, you're, you're <laughs> nine club approved. I'm actually psyched on those. Yeah, we got the Especially money. Being a vid- video day fan. Video sure. days with the updated Bitcoin I right like there. It. Jason Lee inspired. Uh, Bitcoin ain't doing too hot right now. I was about to say that, bro. <laughs> Jesus. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about well it. Either. It goes up and down, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right now, in the same boat. It's, like it's like a half pipe, you know? Yeah. Up and it's down. Up and it's down. Canton, here's a uh, Sick. Club. Keep hydrated when you're on the plane. Love it, yeah. And uh, we got a belt for you as well. We did a little collab with wow. Grip 6. Jerron nice. wears them with his uh, wearing them right now basketball with my shorts. I'd never leave home without it. Um, and last but not least, stickers, bro. Yep, hand these out to the park. kids. Well, 100%. No, next skate park, you put them all put them along, on the skate park. Yep, all over the skate park, the new build. <laughs> well, this is all going to come in yeah. handy when we help advocate for the new Venice parks. Hey, yeah. here we go. Let's there do we it. Go. Here we go. It's, it's amazing how hyped the city people are when you like. It's like you know, here's some stickers, and I was like, oh, sick, you know, like it just gets them excited and. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, we just want to work on cool projects that people actually want because they deal with a lot of heat, you know? So like, I tell them all the time, like, let's have fun with it. Let's make it a positive thing. Cause like, we're trying to like give this out like a Christmas present, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, for sure. So so I always try to keep it positive. Like, look, this is a good thing. Don't, don't get distracted. And uh, they're just used to just always catching heat from the community. You know what I mean? I'm sure. I'm sure. But I think, I think we can do that, that Venice spot You're doing a great thing, bro. That was rad. All good. All yeah. good. Hey, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for all your contributions to skateboarding yeah, and yeah, still bro. contributing to skateboarding. Uh, dude, you're killing it, bro. I, I love appreciate it. it. Thank you so much. Yeah, next time we'll share even more more crazy stories. We just scratched the surface on some of that stuff. <laughs> oh. A lot of good stories here. What do we, we miss? Stay yeah. tuned oh, we for yeah. part two, huh? Yeah.